We're live! Painkiller Already, episode 261, with our guest, Joe Lozon. Painkiller Already this week is being sponsored by Sherry's Berries. Share some delicious treats with friends and family during the holiday season with Sherry's Berries. There's a link in the description. Check them out. And we also want to talk about our second sponsor, Credit Karma. We want everybody to know that they are uh, helping uh, bring, uh, bring the show to you tonight. Credit Karma, for all your credit needs. Uh, down in the description as well. Two links down there. We'll talk more about both of those guys later. But yeah, got Joe Lozon with us tonight. What's going on, Joe? How much? How's it going? Ah, I just I just woke up. I'm fully rested. I feel like one of the, you know when you get your your uh, cell phone out and it's like a hundred percent, but you know it's been a hundred percent for like three hours, so it's yeah. like hundred one percent. Feel like that? Just woke up, that. supercharged. Nice. Get that powered out. Yeah. Really? I no. thought you were gonna come in with a nap hangover. <laughs> yeah, kind of a nap hangover. No, no, I'm ready to go. I, I do need my coffee though, but we'll work that out soon enough. Yeah, Kitty can bring you coffee. Someone but... can. So, Joe, the hand. It's a little banged up. Yeah. What, mm. What's the scoop on that? I didn't know that you heard it. Uh, so it was a little sore during training camp last uh-huh. couple weeks. And I couldn't do a whole lot training-wise. And, but I, I, still, I was still doing a little bit of training, though. We got it. We got a, you I had, like, lied more to a, me. You told me everything was great. That was like, that, that was, no, up until then, it was okay. That was like two weeks out, I think. It was a premature okay. trip. Yeah, two, three <laughs> weeks out. So, but I banged up my arm. Uh, my hands, uh, boxing, good boxing gloves, hand wraps, headgear, the whole deal. Still got hurt. Wasn't from being irresponsible. Uh, and then I couldn't do a whole lot with it. I went and saw a hand specialist. Thought I was going to have to pull out of the fight. But he told me that I could uh, I could fight with it. So we fought. Wasn't a very good showing. But uh, once I got back, he wanted to cast it right away. Just because it's the only way I'm going to let it actually heal and rest. And uh, so, yeah. That's you know, that. I, I- even before I knew about your hand, I was going to talk about, like, MMA culture has this weird <laughs> thing about making excuses that I personally don't line up with. Like, it, I saw, um, so Rhonda said that early in her fight, Holly Holm hit her. And then after that, like, she's like, it just wasn't me in there anymore. You know, I was, uh, unintelli- I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but she said she was just sort of walking forward into punches and that, that, that she's better than that. She just uh, wasn't the best version of herself because she got hit. I heard that and thought, oh, that makes perfect sense. You know, I, I think maybe even something similar happened to you in the Michael Johnson fight, you know, yep. where, where he got you with a good one early and then you, you just weren't the best version of you anymore. But uh, everyone was hazing her. It was you in there. What do you mean it wasn't you? You're making excuses. It's like, no, it, it, just laying out how it happened. It's, it's like unless they do what you did in your fight, no excuses, great fight, you know, in that tweet. Um, the MMA fans are just harsh i mean it, it, stuff's gonna happen you know what i mean like uh you know I, I so my hand was a little bit sore right but i'm that's not my that's not an excuse my hand was a little sore i'm sure evan dunham had other injuries that he was dealing with too so it's kind of all a wash i've had some of like my best fights my best performances off of like really like what you consider terrible bad training camps with injuries and everything else but but doesn't matter i show up to fight i fought you know if, if i if i want to use this as an excuse i should have pulled out of the fight but I didn't. You know, I, I thought I could. I thought I could get it done. I didn't. That's it. Evan Dunham beat me up. What an awful! Every time we have you on, I just try and put myself in your shoes for oh. what your job is. And like, if I had a bad day at work at something, <laughs> like I wouldn't come home with like bloodied, bruised. Everybody's like, eh, it was that bad. Like I could kind of play it off. Like you, I, when you get shit rocked, it's it's there for a while, and you just have to live with it. It sounds horrible. I definitely got beat up a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't feel like it was any worse than like a hard sparring session. I mean, 
we wear headgear, we wear boxing gloves, so bigger gloves. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty much a typical sparring session. You know, I had, I had a, a lot of bruising on my face just because of the smaller gloves, but I didn't think it was that bad. Like, I was sore after, but it wasn't any worse than, like, a normal sparring session. You know, it just that when my days are bad, they're really fucking bad. I, yeah. No, you had, like, a makeup specialist fix you up yeah. the next day. <laughs> so, was that for the flight home, or were you just going out on no, the town? So, no, no, no. So, uh, so I fought Friday night, and then UFC 194, which is the Conor McGregor Jose Aldo fight, was the next night. So, I was supposed to corner for Joe Proctor, which we decided that I was not the best option because I couldn't, I couldn't work out with him in the background. I couldn't get him warmed up. Um, I was super sore. Didn't think it was good just for you know. I'm gonna tell him, oh, I'll go out there and kick ass, as I have like, I look like a raccoon with two black eyes, swollen face. <laughs> so you're just so, all swollen up. <laughs> so I still went to the show though. And um, there's, a, there's a woman, Susie, who does like, she has all the makeups before, all the, all the makeup stuff before the, any kind of photo shoots or video stuff we do or whatever. So uh, we texted her, like, hey, uh, you want to fix my face, you know, this general area? <laughs> so she, and the big thing was that I just didn't want to, I don't want to be bumping into people nonstop and just people, you know, tons of extra attention because I got two black eyes. You know, I looked, um, I Instagrammed it, it looked a lot better yeah, with, I the, with the makeup on. I bet I can find it. So they make up to you? Airbrushed, yeah. So you still had all of that swelling on your face. So it was probably more upsetting than seeing someone who was just <laughs> bruised. It was like, oh, that's Joe. He's got eyelid elephant no, tights. Honestly, it looks, it. It looks, that's permanent. It looks so like much that's what he looks like now. It looks so much better. There was like no redness anywhere. Like my eye was a little swollen, but that was it. It was so much better. <laughs> and they wanted you to be the one hyping him up. You yeah. just go out there and you give him hell. You give him hell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Don't be like me. <laughs> Don't yeah. let this happen to you. I feel like with a culture like MMA, you almost have to make excuses for yourself because it's like a battle of toughness, you know? Like an uh, NHL enforcer couldn't get in a big fight, get beat up, and then suddenly be like, yeah, you know, that guy threw a couple of big punches and I'm just not the same. Like, it's like, yeah. well, that's your fucking purpose. You have I, to. I don't really care about making excuses. You know, I, I think that I've had fights that went awesome. I've had fights that went really, really poorly. Um, but I, I think people know that I, I'm going to show up and I'm going to fight, you know, and sometimes I'm going to win, sometimes I'm going to lose. But I don't, I don't need to make excuses because um, if I'm sure I'm banged up, but I'm sure everyone else I'm fighting is banged up too. So it's kind of pointless. When you said the – so I tweeted you that night. And yep. uh, you said the pattern didn't hold true. What pattern were you talking about? Um, I was like, is he talking about the pattern where if I go was... to the fight, he loses, and if I stay home, he wins? That's not the pattern he's talking about, is it? Um, I don't know. Let me go look. Let me go look at what was your exact tweet. Do you remember? Something close to, uh, I had the I score you... thirty to twenty-four. We'll see what the judges say. Uh, I thought it was a different. I thought it was something else. Hold on. Oh, 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 no, the the pattern, the pattern about having it. So the pattern used to be that whenever I have a, a bad training camp, I always have a great fight. Uh, this time I had a bad training camp, but I had a really bad fight. I see. That, that was what I was talking about. All right. Yeah, I didn't put it together. Yeah. Uh, so how, like, I don't know. Walk me through the fight. Like, it. it, it did... so, so Evan Dunham is really good on the ground. Black belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, good striking. A little bit taller than me. A little bit longer than me. Um, there, there were a lot of different things that he throws that we try to key in on. He does like a little like kind of uppercut kind of jab thing that he does. Uh, he finishes with a kick a certain w couple different ways. Um, so we try to key in on all that stuff. We try to do all of our typical stuff that we do against lefties. 
but there was some sub stuff that was very specific against him. But going to the fight, so I, I almost pulled out of the fight. Like two two and a half weeks out, I almost pulled out. But um, but I, I you know calculated risk. I I thought that you know maybe I could yeah, I would have like I would at least have a good round, a first round where I could try and you know put some pressure on him, and I could you know maybe beat him. But if I didn't beat him in that first round, I knew it was going to be trouble. So um, the first round was had, your best round. First round was my best round. I thought I, I I felt like in the very beginning, like the first half of the first round, I felt like I was ahead of him a little bit. I felt I was landing a little bit better combinations, and then he took me down at the very end of the of the round, and it kind of like it made my knee lock up. He did like a a little throw, and it's a throw that uh, Joe Proctor loves. I hate when people do it, but it worked against me, of course. Uh-huh. So, but, but he took me down. My knee locked up for like a split second, and then uh, but then it was okay. We went back after the round, you know, and then the second round we come out, and uh, like I hate kicking, but one of the things we talked about was you know because he's a, he's a southpaw, we can kick the inside of his front leg like really really hard. That's like my power kick is to hit the inside of his leg. So like I'm gonna try and kick him, which I hate doing. I, I just don't like kicking. I kick him, I it killed worked. my ankle. It, it worked, it worked effectively, but I still slammed like this like my my shin off of his knee. So now I'm limping a little bit, and that didn't help anything. And then the third round, I tried to fly hook him, jump into that, and I knew that that was basically like my last ditch effort like i knew i didn't have the the energy to i took him down at the end of the first I but he did a good job getting up and i didn't think that i had the energy to to try and you know wrestle him down and keep him down there the announcers praised the flying heel hook i don't know if you did you watch the fight I, commentated I, I've, I've went to watch it three different times now and i just can't click on it like <laughs> i just don't want it because like i don't I'm, i don't know if they're saying good stuff i don't know if they're saying bad stuff uh, uh with the I'm flying going- heel hook in particular they said yeah. that uh they're like i like that you know, like what he was doing wasn't working. So yep. try something new. Yeah. Is what they had to say. I, that makes sense to me. Definitely had to try, you know, in, uh, in the third round, I felt like I didn't have enough energy to try and finish him. But his corner is telling him, like, he has to come to you. He has to come to you, you know. So they're like, they, they had something ready, some kind of – they were telling him, be patient. It'll be there. It'll be there. So I'm thinking he's going to counter me. He's going to do something bad. Like, so I'm trying to, like – I'm kind of stuck, like, kind of like a rock between a hard place because – I want to pressure him, and I want to try to, to, to get after him, but I don't have to really have the energy, and I know I'm walking into a trap. So it was kind of like, I was kind of stuck. So I tried to pressure him a little bit, but but he, he teed off of me in that round. I think he outstruck me like, I don't know, like 30 to 140 or something stupid. Um, so it was a bad night. It wasn't why, a good Why is your chin so good? I, I, I feel like most fighters over 30, they don't have the chin that they used to, but... Even when you have your bad, like you had a bad night on, I can't do names, but Al Alaquinta, right? Yep. Yep. That, uh, another fighter would have dropped on the third one of those shots. And, you know, that lasted a really long time. Um, Michael Johnson, right? Uh, that yep. was his, that his, I mean, his striking was, was perfect that night. Yep. And that went the distance. Uh, this last one went the distance too. Why do you think your chin has held up so well? Um, I don't think I've got a great chin, but I think that we're very, very smart about what we do training-wise. Like if, if we if we have any kind of concussion or get knocked down bad or anything like that, like we don't we cut out sparring for like a long time, you know. So like, so my fight didn't go that well, but I, I won't spar. T- I probably won't get hit again until you know probably February. Like we'll give it like you know a full month and a half or so uh, before we do any kind of spar. I think that definitely helps longevity. Like I, I think that it's stupid to. You know, so I won't be doing anything because of my hand for a couple more weeks. But it would be stupid of me to go and spar next week. But so, that's what some guys do. Like we always take a long, a long time off uh, after after any kind of fight. Do, do you ever think like 
okay, so I used to do some boxing, and uh, the coaches there would always like blame not being able to find their keys on their boxing experience or anything. Like, do you see that in either in you or in people that you know? Like, some sort of I don't know minor trauma type stuff. Um, not not so much with any of my guys. I mean, uh-huh. I, I've I've heard all kinds of stories about you know guys going you know they're done sparring and they're going in the in the you know wash up and like you know wash up and they still have their headgear on and they're trying to like scrub their face through the headgear. <laughs> wow. Or um, one of my guys one time he got kicked in the face. He's in the gym. Just just he slipped off to the side and the kick came up at the same time. So it kind of like he kind of slammed his face into the the, the kick that was coming up. And um, he went, he went outside and was trying to find his car that he sold like six months ago. And like couldn't remember, like you know, he's looking for like his truck. Yeah, he went went on vacation and couldn't remember that he went on vacation. Had like zero recollection of like. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, that's a waste of money at this point. Yeah, he's he's looking at the pictures like that that was fun. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, I bet I had a lot of fun. Oh fuck. So I mean, there's stuff definitely happens, but it's not it's not common. Like I've never had anything like that. Like I got I got I got hit spine one time. I got a, definitely got a concussion, and I couldn't remember that I'd broken up with my ex girlfriend like the week before or something like. But but it, that all came back, you know, pretty pretty quick. But did you guys think to Photoshop that guy doing things at his place on <laughs> vacation that he wouldn't he have done? done that. Where you start out with like you know eating dinner with the fam, and then like oh a little late night dancing, and then he's like uh, got a stripper on his lap, skydiving, just all these things that he didn't do. We should have done that. We missed a golden opportunity. <laughs> Right. It's not too late. Yeah. <laughs> next time, somebody, next time somebody gets knocked out pretty good. That's the night you do the photoshopping. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Joe's gonna do next time. Just we we all laying on the ground. Last week? Yeah. <laughs> gotta be laying on the ground struggling to get up. Joe will be yelling at all his guys. Don't you fucking say a word. We're doing this. Like, <laughs> how long do you get that cast off? Uh so this is on for three weeks. So they, I'm not, I'm not sure if anything's like broken fractured i don't know it's all kind of the same there wasn't like a clean break but my second and third metacarpal which is so thumb is the first i think thumbs the first index fingers the second middle fingers the third so my second and third were both pretty um they were lighting up i, I had a ct an mri and an x-ray mm-hmm. and you could see there was damage to both so they couldn't see like a super clear fracture but the idea was that let's put it in a cast let's rest it and we'll we'll see kind of you know how it goes so three weeks and then we'll see. We'll reevaluate. So in three weeks, you might be talking like pins or surgery or something. You know? uh, he doesn't think so. He doesn't think so. So the the specialist I have is uh, he's the guy that does like all the Bruins, Patriots, Red Sox, mm-hmm. all them. So he didn't think he didn't think it would be a big deal. Uh, he said that uh, the you know if we did another training camp, then so what we did was we did a cortisone shot. We did a cortisone shot uh, the week week and a half before the fight. And the cortisone shot helped a ton. And I was always hesitant. I always wanted to stay away from cortisone stuff. And um, But we did the cortisone shot. It made my hand way better. I wish I had gotten the cortisone shot right away. Because instead I had like a three-week gap of training. Whereas I could have been training the entire time with the cortisone shot. But cortisone's but, just pain management, right? Uh, it helps with inflammation. Swelling. It helps with a bunch of things. Swelling. Okay. So my hand felt like drastically better right after that. So he said that you know if we get another training camp, you know, and my hand, my hand, it might be 100% okay you know, by the time we're punching again with it, you know, in a month or so. But mm-hmm. it might not, too. So if, if it was a recurring thing, we'd do a cortisone shot a second time, you know, in, you know, whatever, three, four months, whatever it is. And uh, and then we'd do the fight camp, and then we would maybe do surgery at that point if it became a recurring thing. But we think it's going to be okay. 
Very cool. Can you do any training at all right now? Like um, around or? I don't really know. Um, I can't. They don't want me doing anything. I think I would be okay. Like my hand feels so much better right now. Um, like I feel like I could grapple. Like I was grappling fine. I was I was doing that stuff. It didn't bother me that much on fight night. Uh, it was a li- it was a little tender, but it wasn't a big deal. Uh, but I was hitting I was hitting like mitts with boxing gloves on and just wrapping it well, and uh, and it was fine. I was I was doing wrestling stuff. It was fine. It wasn't so much how it affected me the night of the fight as much as it was a couple weeks prior. It was just it was a little tough. Has it occurred to you this might be God's way of punishing you for breaking my hand? Uh, I thought about that, thought about that. <laughs> but, but then it would be Kyle with it was in a cast right now. Oh. Kyle the broke you. Lying bastard. <laughs> That's what happened. I, I did think about that though. <laughs> did you? I brought my Xbox controller to the to the hand surgeon, and they cast they like when they um you know how that that fiberglass is like yep. uh, pliable at first and it dries. Yep. So we, we held it so that it it like had a groove in it to hold an xbox controller i told them i told them that my priority was i had to be able to hold an xbox controller uh-huh it, but i didn't think about bringing a controller until i'd already left if i if i had thought of it in advance if i'd been smarter like you i definitely would have brought i would have brought the controller with me but luckily i got home and i was i was able to hold the controller not too bad so it's a little uncomfortable but we'll make it work the um scuff you- sent me one too like so uh i don't know but in, in cod you hold the thumbstick down to sprint but I had like a programmable back, so I uh, I made it so I could press the button on the back to sprint because it hurt my thumb. I thought about trying to take a Dremel tool to it. Like I mean, what's what's really important? There's there's probably nothing important like here with a thing. No. Like well, I can probably the rumble pack things in there, but but you probably don't use that anywhere. The vibrate. Yeah, it's, it's turned off anyways. So I might. You're th- just gonna shave con- it off. This controller kind of yeah. sucks. I might, might get take it. a Dremel to it. I bet it feels like you can't get it like deep enough into it. Yeah, pump. it's like it's there. Yeah, uh, so, so he needs to take all that material off so it feels yeah, like... He's like, chop it here. Be good. Probably yeah. would be more comfortable. I get sweaty yeah. hands when I'm playing, but you report back with success there. I'm going to let you storm this hill. <laughs> this controller <laughs> sucks anyways. It, it gets stuck, so I'll use the, the test. Oh, it's worn out? Yeah, it's just, like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just worn out. Is Destiny, Destiny still your main game right now? Uh, Destiny at Fallout. I, I got yes! super into Fallout. So I couldn't train... So I, I banged up 40 hours my last week home. Nice. <laughs> Full-time job of fall. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I mean, I, it wasn't that I, I, wa- I wanted to train it, but I couldn't. So I had to do something. So I played a lot of Destiny. So you're not coaching classes or anything right now? Uh, I, I wasn't that much uh, last week. This, this week, not at all either because of my hand and everything else is sore. But uh, probably probably next week, I'll start teaching classes again. Are you playing COD at all? Uh, I bought it. I got zombies. I bought it for zombies, really. I think I've played like three matches of multiplayer, though. That's it. You should join us for zombies. It's a good time. Um, yeah, we've played I, a good bit of zombies. I'll play zombies with you guys for sure. I think we've got, you know, there's a whole like mini game that to just turn on the power and everything and the perks. I, I don't even know where to start there. I know oh. you can. When you play with them, trust me, you don't need to. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're just like handling shit in the background. I don't even know what's happening. Chalupa monsters are flying all over the place, grappling and stuff. I, and... Don't, I don't like shit being done for me, though. I want to know how to do it myself. Well, we'll, we'll show you how to do it. The thing with Woody is like, He's like the child that we all take care of in zombies because he'll be like, why am I the one having to watch this this zombie? Like a little kid complaining that he has to watch That's the cat. That's not true. The I've said that zero <laughs> times. Where, where you're complaining about watching him, and meanwhile we're like, all right, hit the blue button, and then now sprint over there, do this. How many times has this happened where, where we go, 
Nobody kill that last. Bang! Oh, why? <laughs> why? Woody, oh, why? That, that may have happened a couple and that's times. That's all you hear is just, oh well, shucks. You know, can we still quit next round? What we are you referring to? Let's do it next round. Every once in a while, we'll be like, Woody, you turn into the Chalupa monster. Zoot up here. Turn on the power. Right down here. Turn on the second switch. You got it. Woody's like, okay, up here, go drop down, turn it on, drop down again, turn this on, I got it. And then he'll turn into it, and suddenly, it's like he handed off the controller to the deaf guy sitting next to him, and it's just spinning around, just, I can't get it, I can't get it, like, just <laughs> until the whole timer is out. Um, it can be frustrating. When you turn into the Chalupa, all of a sudden, you're kind of discombobulated. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? Well... I, I, that actually happened one time. It did happen, but it only happened once. And uh, and and so they've given me the Chupalupa monster tasks like three times. The first two, it was really straightforward. It wasn't a problem. The third time, like the grapple thing wasn't lit. I had to walk forward, and I was just embarrassingly slow at figuring that out. And uh, yeah, it, mistakes were made. If you admit yeah. to it once, it definitely had way more happened way more than It's not true. It happened <laughs> like dude, I've been telling stories on this show for five years, never been caught in a lie. It's because they're all true. New f information filters in and it fits like a puzzle piece, because they're all true. <laughs> and, and zombies is fun. This right? might be but hard so to believe. Sometimes I retell stories, they all match. Yeah. Should retell more and more stories. <laughs> 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 so yeah, the new zombies is fun. They um one of the major additions I think they've added is that you can pack a punch your gun the second time and it gets like a special ability and uh, and so that's a lot of fun. We've we've so you, I've really so you pack it. a punch once and it gets it gets better, but then you pack a punch a second the same weapon a second time and it gets something further. So it's like a third level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it gets like a special that's ability. Awesome. Um, one of them's like. Uh, one of them turns randomly turns one of the zombies you shoot into a turned zombie, and now he works for you. So all nice. of a sudden, he, he's, he's just like, like fuck this. He starts just like beating the shit out of any of the zombies near him, and he's a beast. Like he one hit kills them and kills maybe four or five by himself. And oh yeah, if you're training like kiting the zombies and you shoot with the turned weapon, and that first guy in the front turns, all the other zombies are now like, who's this fucking guy? This scab. <laughs> And they start attacking him, and he's just like Neo in the Matrix, where you can't throw <laughs> enough at him. Like he'll take down eight, ten of them because he just yeah. one hits. Even around like forty. Isn't there one yeah. like a Gersh device or something too, where it, it creates like fires like the ball or something? Wasn't yeah, it the Gersh the, device. The the, the or something? Yeah, the I, the uh, whatever the the special weapon in this one is like a weird tentacle monster that yeah, you pull the trigger and it shoots yes, like a yeah, black yeah. hole and it sucks yes. them all in. Yeah, it's <laughs> basically a Gersh device. I I love that my like mispronunciation has really caught on and they become the official names like oh yeah that's the chupacabra gun yeah <laughs> the Chupa. that's why it's on the pka merch store yeah. <laughs> all of it is available oh, now that's the thing if you go to painkillerallready.net i'll put link. a link in the description uh but painkillerallready.net we sell merch now so uh get it in time for christmas maybe yeah or just get a great <laughs> junior day present for all your friends <laughs> Hey, Arbor Day's right around the corner. You're going to want a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, the day with these unknown holidays. You know? <laughs> Martin Van Buren's birthday. Like, yeah. Every week we'll have a new reason to buy merch. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, there's, uh, there's some good stuff in there, though. I, I was going through the designs of Taylor the other day. I, I really like a lot of those shirts. Um, uh, everybody's got their own little uh, 
little funny thing, and they you've got our car- cartoonized faces on one of them, and yeah, yeah I like them all. For yeah, drinking but... episodes, I want us to all get one of the big frosted beer glasses, which that'll also force Woody for drinking episodes to drink something other than milk and uh, Kahlua or whatever. Right on that, Woody. <laughs> Woody's always like, oh, look, I got stuck drinking this awful thing that, that's really hard to quantify. It's always something like that. Like, like, oh, like, that's we so unfair. Much- I come up big in the drinking episodes. I drank a lot. People couldn't. No, Woody did. Well. I'll defend Woody here. Woody did drink a lot, and you can because Woody never drinks, and so he'll be sitting there. And the beginning part of the show, he's drinking with the rest of us, and then like two and a half hours in, I noticed that like he's been sat back for like forty minutes. Like, what's what's he doing? He'll be like, "Am I? I can't tell if I'm faking this or if my face is just hot. And my face is hot, and it's like, yeah, you're not faking it. You're you're forging ahead. Good. You're not the wings. There's Joey. Hey. Yeah. Wings. Um, so I was gonna, I, Woody's definitely uh, a much better drinking show guy than, than Wings ever was. Well, so I, fake, I dude. Again, honestly, you know, over here. We should make our own PKA uh, beer. We should like have a micro brew and we should drink that. That's what we should do. Yeah, PKA's IPA. There you great. go. Yeah. Hey, can you say hi? Hi. That hi. was good. So that that that's awesome. Um, what do you want to say? He'll say anything you want. I think. Really? Because I, 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 I was wondering, Ooh. like, hey. does he have a, um, hey, can you say, hey. <laughs> can you say, can you say Woody? No. <laughs> say Woody. Oh, Woody. Woody. I'll take it. I'll take it. How's he doing with, say, uh, racial epithets? Can <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you say Kyle? Can you say, can you say hi, Kyle? Hey. I like it. That'll do. Not bad. Cutie. So, so he has mild hearing loss, right? Mild hearing loss, yeah. Has that impacted his speech development? Nope. No, he, he's actually way ahead. Really? Uh, yeah, oh, he's ahead. Because awesome. well, we, we go to speech therapy every week. Uh-huh. So he's doing pretty good. So d- Great. Hey. Is that what's in his ear? A hearing yeah, so he, aid? He's got little tiny hearing aids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little hearing aids. Both sides. When you do speech therapy... Are they, yeah, like the are they pajamas? Oh, yeah, I love his outfit. <laughs> yeah. So Katie and I have matching pajamas with him. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. We got him these. So Katie, Katie got us both matching for this year at Christmas. Huh. He is oh, that's well, now we know what the Christmas card is. Yeah. Yeah. Can you sit? Can you sit? You want Wubba? Here you go. Wubba. I really like other people's kids. Yeah, right? <laughs> Those yeah, are the best kids. Give them, you can give them back. Oh, like, like, well, like hanging out with Woody's kids was great. Hanging out with, uh, with my sister's kids is even okay. Uh, really, any time. But anything more than like three hours. At, uh, yeah, it's like a road trip. Have the right idea for the fun uncle vibe. You just go in. You set the expectation really high for fun, and then yeah, you it's. Leave. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think children for more than three or four hours at a time is really for me. It's like a road trip. They're like, yeah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna drive to the Grand Canyon, and then you're like, four hours in, you don't. You don't want to go to the Grand Canyon anymore. You just. You just want it to be over. Never it's been to the Grand Canyon. and messy, and it's got that sticky stuff all over its face. You don't even know where you got it. No. It's not your job to clean them up. No, no, it's not, and I refuse to. It's your job to tell him, hey, we're going to play hide-and-go-seek, and then he runs around all sticky, cuts <laughs> things, and then you leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
That's a cute kid. Yeah. Can you say can you say hi? Hi. Can you say hi, Woody? Say hi, Woody. Say Woody. No, maybe not. What if, uh, what's your character in Fallout like? Uh, my character, uh, I did, uh, it's called, uh, I looked up on YouTube. I did, like, a scientist build, so I did, like, all max intellect. So I basically have, like, uh, power armor, and I just destroy everything. <laughs> I beat the whole, I did the whole main story arc. I joined the Institute. Uh, I don't know. And I, I like, I like just building, uh, bases, I guess. Like, I can't so. get into the base building thing. I, I, I built a big one, but it doesn't look good. It's just like like you have to have X amount of beds to get your population up. So they're just out in the open in the rain. <laughs> like You have to have like so many generators. So I just build them all right next to each other in a, in a little pile. Like I just hit the, the numbers that it wants me to hit and forget the, the, what it looks like or anything like that. But my guys are all melee. Uh, my current guy has a luck. Uh, his luck is 12 as he's walking around. Like I got, got his his luck skill to 10 and then I got the bobblehead and then I put on a lucky hat so I'm at 12 right now and I've got a everything's really in luck so I'm just always just randomly falling ass backwards into winning these huge battles like it'll be five guys versus me and they're all high, higher levels but I'm just tripping over and like, like their bullets bounce off me sometimes just don't even work like the mysterious strangers coming in and taking them out for me you're like the mr bean of the fallout universe yes exactly like or, or mr magoo or something like that just this <laughs> worthless character who's just lucks his way into winning everything it's great so and you've been using uh the the retarded uh yes yeah, idiot font i'm constantly getting <laughs> and like too. triple xp so I, I did I did max intellect and I have like I have like science four I have like all like the high high engineering stuff so like basically anytime I do any kind of mission I pretty much level up so I'm like level gonna be like fifty or something stupid and like I, my hours. intelligence is at one on this character because the the lower your intelligence the more likely you get that idiot survive yep and it hits you and it gets so every now and then I'll I'll do a mission that's worth like. 800 XP, like a pretty big mission, but I'll hit it on that one, and it's just like, it just, you rank up twice. You rank up twice, yep. or you may, maybe even three times awesome. uh, with one mission. So yeah, I've been I've been enjoying Fallout. I've been playing just about every day. If I if 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 my girlfriend's not giving me the evil eye and wanting some attention, then that's what yeah. I'm doing. I'm Fallout. I just don't know what I want to do now because I did I did all the main storyline stuff. So I've just started. I've kind of been doing side quest stuff, but like I I haven't touched it this week. But like. I basically finished the main quest and started doing more side quest stuff and more settlement stuff right before I had to leave. So I got I get it back to it. I'm on my second character. I, I've played through the game once and I went with the Minutemen, then I played through again and went with the Brotherhood of Steel, and I'm playing through again right now and I'm going with the railroad. And I think I like them better. You like the railroad? What about the so? institute? Um I, 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 I stuck with the institute on one of my playthroughs till pretty deep in, but then I don't know. They, there's a natural sense. I just wanted to to take the whole thing down and kill them all and take my son out and all that stuff. So I, I, I was thinking about myself. I just wanted all their tech. I wanted all the best stuff. So I joined the institute. I figured they had the best stuff. Yeah, and they got that cool underground base. It's pretty badass. Yeah. I I haven't played it that much. Just watching Melissa play for our Let's Play, but I like how wildly different all the groups are in terms of just power. It seems like like the institute. They seem like a real gang. With a real hierarchy, and then the Minutemen is like, by comparison, a neighborhood watch. <laughs> just, I don't have guns. It's just that one black guy. 
He, he's yeah, like, say have, someone guy. They have the old lady who's addicted to all the substances and says weird cryptic things at Mama you. Murphy. Yeah, more so that she's just talking to hear herself talk and have one last strand of sentience keeping her here. The the Minutemen are such bullshit because you you basically got that black guy Preston and he, he and he like dubs you the general and he's like, oh general, guess yeah. what? I got some more <laughs> shit for you to do. And it's like, if I'm the general, shouldn't I be telling you what to fucking do? Like, so, you're no, a, I'm the king. Like, <laughs> it seems to me like there's only two Minutemen. There's me and there's you, and you just tell me what to do and call me general. Like that that's the nature of the thing. And how good is an organization? Like, if you went to work, like, for a new job, and three days later, they were like, the boss. you know what, you're CEO now. You are the CEO of this company. I'd be like, no, because we are running a Ponzi scheme or something, and I'm going to take the fall for this, and I'm not doing that. Like, I, don't how- wanna, I don't want anyone, I don't want to lead anyone that wants me as a member. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, okay, so here's the real question. Are you bottle cap glitching? No, no, I don't know how to. Oh, I don't really? want to know. I don't want to know how oh, it's to. It's so easy. It's so uh, easy. I don't want to know. It would ruin the game for me. That game would be like glitching. Uh, so bottle cloud glitching is basically you can you take advantage of the way like buying and selling. I'm not telling them. You take advantage of buying and selling, and basically you get bottle caps are like the currency. So you get a ton. Like you don't get a ton. Like a, a vendor only holds can only hold so many bottle caps. So you basically get all of their shit and whatever they have for bottle caps, and then you store it all. But so it's like all their shit. Uh, so basically, what happens is you you buy, you buy like ha- you buy their ammo, like one thing of ammo, and then you sell back one piece to them, and then you sell back all the rest. And then it does something with the values where it's basically you keep it, it, you get like one magic bullet, and you get to keep selling it back to them. But instead of you losing money, you're gaining money the entire time. So you end up like you you do you you start a trade, and it's like oh they're supposed to give you like ten million bottle caps. You're like, oh well, I'll take I'll take like nine hundred and fifty thousand bottle caps, and I'll take all of your shit. And it ends up it's supposed to be a loss for me, but it's really a, a win for me because I get all of their stuff, and I get like their four hundred bottle caps. It's kind of I a. Like, I like glitches like that, but then when I implement them, I always get mad at myself. Like the you guys are my, like, I don't know, Joe, you're thirty. Thirty one. Thirty one. So you were too old for the Pokemon craze. That came uh, out. Right? Did you still get into it? I played a little bit, but not much. I, I, I missed the craze. I missed the craze. There were so many cheats and codes in that game that you could do, just instant level 100 max stats, and like for the one that came out in '97, and you'd always, you, I would play, do it every single fucking game, and then I would play maybe three minutes after I did it because there's nothing to play towards. But I, I remember playing like Mega Man back on like old school Nintendo, and you would like oh, we would yeah. put like we would hold like I think it was like the right button. You put the right button. You put the couch on the right button, and then you like tape down like the B or something, and you could jump super high, and you could fall in pits, and you could jump out. Like, I'm not above cheating. You you'd tape the button down. Uh, I think we just put the couch on top of the controller, on the second oh. player controller. I think. <laughs> I think that's how it worked. I'm sure other people remember better than me, but I think it was on the second controller. You'd have to plug it in, and you'd put the the leg of the couch on the right direction on the second controller. And you could jump super high. It was awesome. Good times. I've only played that game once. Woody, you probably had some great cheats for Pong. Pong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bigger paddle. I've got a bunch of uh, fights I want Joe to call winners on. It's going to be a lightning round thing. You ready? For this coming week? Uh, actually, some of these are just completely made up fights, and some of them are for this coming week. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. I hope I know who everyone is. Uh, These are all pretty big names. RDA versus Cerrone. 
Uh, Cerrone. Cerrone. Right. Cerrone wins, yeah. McGregor uh, versus Cerrone. Lightning round, baby. Uh, Cerrone. All right. Uh, Honda versus... I'm sorry. Holly versus... Ronda. Holly what? versus oh. Ronda rematch. Uh, Holly. Okay. Uh, Luke versus Wyman rematch. Luke. Edgar versus McGregor. Uh, Edgar. Edgar. All right. GSP versus Nick Diaz. Uh, GSP. All right. Cormier versus Jones. Uh, Jones. Joanna Champion versus Thug Rose. Joanna. Pat Barry versus Joe Rogan. Oh, uh, Pat Barry is a lot bigger than Joe. Mm-hmm. But they have to eat three Joe's hot a black brownies belt. right before the fight. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So you pick Joe or Pat? Uh, no, 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 Pat. All right. Joe Rogan versus CM Punk. Oh, Rogan. All day. All right. Cruz versus TJ. Uh, I think TJ. Okay, Faber versus TJ. Um, TJ. Uriah Faber. TJ. Johnny Hendricks versus Uriah Hall. Uh, Hendricks. All right. Ver- Verdum versus Velasquez. Verdum. Lawler versus Condit, last one. Lawler. All right. Nice. How many did you agree on? <clears throat> um... Who did you disagree on? Most of them. I don't know that I picked winners for, for a lot of them. I had Rogan over Pat Barry. I just thought uh, his Pat skills... Barry's huge. Who but is Pat Barry? Pat Barry was a UFC fighter, and he's an amazing guy. He has a YouTube channel. It's impossible not to just love this guy. Um, but Rogan's he's a, probably, he's a striker. Rogan's probably 200 pounds. Pat Barry's got to be 240, 250. There's a big size difference there. But Rogan's a black belt in BJJ. Yeah, and... I don't I yeah, th- and but Pat still. Barry is, and Joe Rogan's like five seven or something. Pat Barry's also a guy that trains a hundred percent as a as a professional fighter. Rogan's, you know, Rogan's a beast. Well, but, Pat yeah. Barry's retired, right? I don't think so. I thought I don't uh, know. He was part of my decision was I thought he was retired. I'm not. I, I could be wrong. So. Even um, if he wasn't, I think I still think he's training a lot more than Rogan. He well, he probably lives in a gym. You know. <laughs> yep. Probably he's coaching uh, yeah. his girlfriend and stuff. If it were to get high and think about the universe contest, I'd <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you got there, Kyle? I've got a Jeremy story. Oh, oh Jeremy story! Got it back. Got a Jeremy story. I finally got my gun back from him. So, <clears throat> Jeremy, um, my buddy Jeremy, is well known for his borrowing borrowing expertise. He's a professional borrower. <laughs> right now, there's a dirt bike in the back of his truck, not his. He is he is hard on the things he borrows. He doesn't treat them well. Um, he has had borrowed from me at one time $15,000 worth of firearms that I didn't know about. I was like, hey, Jeremy, could you bring all the guns that you have borrowed and back to my house? I'm going to clean them up, put them in the vault. Let's do that. And uh, 15000 in a pile. I'm like, shit, I didn't know you had my 50 cal. Like, I didn't know you had my HK. Both of my Glocks. You know, he had all this shit. And uh, he borrows things like ATVs. Uh, trucks always get them returned and they're either muddy or dented up treated poorly uh, he's not good at taking care of your shit and uh, so I got all my guns back from him Fuckers uh, maybe, never seeing my tent fly maybe maybe two years ago something like that I thought but then the other day I was I was paying his buddy Josh to, to work for me doing some work and Josh mentioned that Jeremy has a 40 caliber pistol we were just talking about different calibers and he's like yeah Jeremy's got a 40 caliber pistol and I was like what kind? <laughs> I was like, what kind? He's like, I don't really know. I was like, semi-auto? He's like, yeah. I was like, nick, sort of a silver nickel-plated kind of thing. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is it a car? He's like, yeah, I think it is. I was like, that's my fucking pistol. He's not supposed to have that fucking pistol. He's supposed to give given me all of that shit back. He still got my car. I thought my car was stolen. I thought it was lost. I thought I, you know, this or that happened to it. I don't even know where that pistol is. It's a seven or eight hundred dollar gun. So, Jeremy comes and works for me on uh, Monday or Tuesday and helps me film some. And at the end of the day, I was like, hey, uh, uh. I want that uh, that car pistol back. He's like, yeah, 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 I'll get that car. Can I borrow your uh, Kimber whenever I get it? And I was just like, for whatever reason, because he just had finished, I was like, sure, sure, you can borrow the Kimber. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, I'm going to get my fucking pistol. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> so <clears throat> today, yesterday came by, and I couldn't find him to pay him. I owed him $75 for working for me. And, uh, and so today, I go over again to where I thought he might be. He's not there, so... I just left the cash there with a little envelope with his name on it. I figured they'd get it to him. And, uh, and so he pulls up at my fucking house today and comes on in. <laughs> he's like, Carl, Carl. And I'm just like, Jerome? He's just like, he's going to come up in the house. And, uh, and, and I, I, he's like, I come to get money. And I was like, I left it over at the, at the shop. It's over there. He's like, oh, I guess I got to drive back over there. Can I get this Kimber while I'm here? Because it was sitting on the table. And I'm like, Sure. Where's that car at? He's like, oh, I'll put it in your truck. And I was like, all right, all right. And I walk back to my bedroom, and I'm like, you know what? No. And I, I, I walk back out there, and he's in my fucking closet looking for a holster for the pistol he's about to borrow again. <laughs> he's like, do you know where the little plastic holster is that you got for the 1911s? He's like, I see all of these. You know, he's, he's like, I see this Savoy leather ones you've got here, and the snake one here, that's nice too. And I like this Serpa rig you got, but I really want the hard plastic one that's low profile. And I'm just like, you know what, Jeremy? No, give, me, give it back. Give it back. I was like, you don't take care of my shit. You're not borrowing any more shit. <laughs> I was like, it's over. It's done. I love you to death. But any, and I, by this time, he's like, he's like awkwardly shuffling out of the house because, he, because I've like scolded him. I was like, I love you to death, but no more borrowing. You don't take, take good care of my shit. So got my pistol back finally. I've wanted this thing back for a while. It's, uh, it's nothing extraordinary, but it's my fucking gun. Seriously. So get it this, back now. This keeps happening. So he was treating you like a library. Yeah. Oh, just, <laughs> totally. Do you hear my dogs freaking out? Yeah, this yeah. keeps happening. It's like I'm being attacked or something, and there's oh, never any ghosts. Could be ghosts. Why are the dogs maybe freaking out? Maybe you shouldn't out? have bought a Spiders. giant cathedral with these big, you know, Vatican halls that echo might so much focusing and filled some them sort with of... these monsters. I keep I, like clearing was, the house, you know. I'm just fucking going. I around. was dying to watch. <laughs> I was dying to watch the video of your house, and then I realized it was 50 minutes. I'm like, ugh. Maybe next one. <laughs> <laughs> There's two more coming. There's going to be a tech tour and then an outdoor tour. I'm going to see what the dogs are barking at. You just got to flip through the video. Like, don't watch from the if start. If you go to the description, you can click on all the time links. Ah, uh, there room we go. Room. Yeah. I'll check it out. Right back. You can go see the, the eastern porch then the northern porch. <laughs> yeah, I went porch. on a tour of Sears Tower and it didn't take that long. Like... <laughs> no. No, if I got a detailed... You know, tour through the Pentagon from a five-star general. He would wrap that shit up in 25 minutes. He'd be like, "Oh, you know what? That's R and D. Nothing that great down there." And I'd be like, "All right, we could skip it." And then, no, but Woody's like, "All right, this is the the closet drawer. Uh, I, I keep socks here. I keep dark socks here, and then I keep like all my t-shirts up. Like, and it's like, okay, we get like, show us the stuff that you have that we don't have, because that's what this tour is about." Right. You don't watch Cribs to see the guy like like open up the dishwasher and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's got a disposal in the bottom. You can just put food <laughs> in that shit. Like, 
<laughs> I wanted to see the drawer where like he keeps all the sauces from the restaurants and stuff, like the extra Arby sauce packets, the horsey sauce, that sort of thing. <laughs> he does that? You don't do that? Doesn't everybody do that? Only with Am I the only one, really? Most of them aren't that great you get from restaurants. So, but I think the ones I just mentioned are great. Like the Arby's uh, horsey sauce. It's like a horseradish mayo type sauce. Yeah, that stuff's delicious. Yeah, like any of the sauce around here. Any any like uh, sauce packets or anything that are <clears throat> left over, put those things in a drawer. There might come a rainy day where I'm too lazy to go to the store and get some hot sauce, and there it'll be. All you need is ketchup and mayonnaise. Ketchup and mayonnaise will take you anywhere. That's that's pretty true. I like mustard though. At restaurants, it's ketchup and mayo and something else added, right? Like yeah, all their fry yeah. sauce and everything. Yeah, I've been working on different fry sauces lately, uh, and most of them are ketchup, mustard-based. And uh, I've been experimenting with those with pickle juice and, and spices and stuff, trying to perfect my, my fry dip, because that's a thing yeah. I do. <laughs> you have. What? variations do you have so far of, of Uncle Kyle's fry dip? Three. Three. There's one that uses um, pickle juice. Uh, there's one that's sort of a, a garlic parmesan thing. And uh, there's another one that's just different uh, ratios of mustard and, and mayonnaise. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'll get a fry fry later. I like Uncle Kyle as your branding for these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, me I too. I want you to wear that Uncle Kyle t-shirt, Uncle Kyle's uh, tranny service and repair. I'll wear that shit. It's hilarious. It's um, I'll, I'll wear it as soon as I get here. I think Colin uh, dubbed me Uncle Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I think that's how that came about. Uh, certainly none of my actual nieces or nephews have ever called me that or anything. So, But yeah, Uncle Kyle's tranny service shirt. I, I thought of that when I was driving the other day and... I love to. I, now that I see it on the shirt, I like it even more. It looks like a real shirt that you would buy. Like, exactly. <laughs> that's what I like about it because it'll, pay, you know, that's that's what you want. And when you're doing merch, you know, the last thing I, everybody of course is always like, yeah, shut your cock holster, just just write it out, just like that, or maybe just put a big hairy cock there. <laughs> that's even that's even more slappy in your face. Like I'm an asshole shirt. Like who wears those? Like if I see you wearing that in public, I'm like, what a fucking asshole. But you know, if it's something that can blend in with the rest of society and not it's, make it look like a douchebag. You know, all. on one hand, I agree with you. That's what I, I would wear the Uncle Kyle's tranny service, whatever, you know, before that, you know, shut your cock holster. But back when I sold shirts a lot, my most popular one was Bitches Be Crazy. So people buy things. I wouldn't Uncle wear Kyle's that around. Service. Uncle I, Kyle's tea service. People I know. did wear it around. No, and don't. don't. I like just wouldn't be aware. Like I'd find myself at the supermarket, and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, like I got the bitches be crazy shirt on. I, I have a few shirts that <clears throat> I guess I can't wear just anywhere. I, I think about it before I, you know, wear it. Like I've got, I'm trying to think. Somebody gifted me uh, like a Cheech and Chong shirt, and like, like ninety percent of places, like that's cool to get to to wear that. But if I'm gonna see like some church ladies that my mama might know, like I don't need to be repping Cheech and Chong going into Bilo <laughs> or anything, you know. Right. So I don't have any any shirts that have any like cursing or sexual like uh, uh, double entendres or anything crazy like that. Any, any eh, I don't think I have any, any anymore. I used to have a bunch of asshole shirts, even the gun ones. You know, like I plead the second. Uh, like you can wear that in a lot of places, but there are places where maybe. You don't want to just like preach your political beliefs. Yeah, I can't think of any. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. Like, 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 I'm in Georgia, man. I can, I don't. I don't think there's anywhere out that I would 
wear that uh, uh, second shirt. It's funny when you're around gun people. Like, not you, but, like, I, me or something. Like, I'll go to a gun show, and people are just openly like, yeah, fucking Obama, he's a cocksucker, right? And it's like, <laughs> I guess that's safe to say here. <laughs> you know? But he's buttoning up his other shirt to cover up the 2008 <laughs> Hope. <laughs> oh yeah i mean who that guy i mean he's a real black fellow for you right like like we don't care for, those, for those people do we right am i everybody agree like <laughs> dude that i i started to talk about on pk and like that i was sort of the I, I was in the camp that this whole republican racist thing is overblown that it's completely possible to dislike obama and his policies without being racist but Seeing as how the leading Republican candidate is running on like a pro-racism platform, the whole like no Muslims in the country. Um, what was the? Oh, of course, there's the big wall for to keep the Mexicans out, and you know who knows what's next. Probably the darkies, <laughs> and, and and he's just it's like dude. It, every time he says something, and I think he's going too far. Like, hey, let's violate the Geneva Convention and just start killing the family members of anyone who's involved in this stuff. Uh, it's actually the red meat that his constituents love. Well, it's still possible to support them without being a racist. Um, I feel like if you're pro-Trump, his major policies seem to be about keeping the Mexicans out, keeping the Muslims out. That, that's the core it of his message. Well, it, it, it seems almost like that's incidental that it's Mexicans because that's the country, the one country that illegals are pouring in from. Like if it were There's Canada, more leaving than coming now. he wouldn't be just ecstatic about it because they were white Canadians, you know, making the NHL a bigger sport here. Finally, they get on ESPN. <laughs> like they're, it's, it's, so I, 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 it's more of like, it's not even racist. If you're going to go with an ist or a phobe, it'd be like xenophobic at worst but i think it's more that than just i hate mexicans you know he's got a mexican wife doesn't he a hispanic wife rubio does not i don't think trump does no nah, trump's got <clears throat> like a swedish fucking uh supermodel type wife i think well right? that's foreign too he can't be racist like that's a little <laughs> <different>. <laughs> is it trump that's got the super hot daughter is yes it, trump right like, yes Ivanka was his, his wife before, I think, and she was Ivana. hot, but she's probably getting older by now. Yeah. Um, it's not his daughter, though? I thought that was his daughter. I think Ivanka I, might be his daughter, and Ivana is his wife. Oh, then I could easily be confused, Ivana because those Ivana. are very close to each other. Are they both hot? Close. Yeah, they're both hot. Both hot, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good for Trump. Yeah, uh, good yeah. for Trump. I, I, I uh... I can't wait to see this thing play out because I really do think he's so if he's not the Republican guy, right, if they don't if they don't name him their candidate, then he could run as a third party and he still retains a lot of his supporters, like like enough so that he destroys the election for the Republicans anyway. Oh, yeah. So the Republicans are really between a rock and a hard place. They must be terrified of him running as a third party candidate. But at the same time, they feel like they got to hit him hard so that they don't have to make him their guy. It's yeah. uh and and I, I really want to see him be their guy though because I think it'll be incredibly entertaining to see him go against uh, Clinton on you know national. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. To me, Trump is just too low hanging fruit. Like like I, I feel like a lot of comedians are saying the same thing. Like we all thought it was going to be hilarious, and then it's just it's too easy. It's not clever to say like, can you believe this goofball? It, oh, I, I don't care about. I don't I don't need Jimmy Fallon to like 
make a, a parody of Trump and make me laugh. Trump alone is good enough to make me laugh. In that regard, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's for, for maybe yeah. com as far as he goes as fodder for comedians. Yeah, maybe it is low hanging fruit. But I'm not a professional comedian. I don't care about that. I just want to watch him crash yeah. and burn and be a moron on a national stage. Say the things that aren't politically correct. And a lot of, you know, I, I'm not a Trump supporter by any means. But every now and then he'll say something. I'm like, well, that does kind of make sense, right? Like, like he's just saying what people think, right? But you're not allowed to say. But. It's rare. Most of the time, he's just going off the wall with some crazy stuff that really does appeal to a, a xenophobic group of people. You know, he's got a lot of racist supporters, I would say. I wouldn't say that all Trump supporters are racist, but a lot of them are. Uh, <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that that bandito is the bandit, as they're calling him, who like shot the Sikh uh, gas station clerk. Like, he had a Trump 2016 sticker right on the back of his truck. He had some Trump ammunition. Like, uh, that, <laughs> I that hope was... there's Trump branded ammo. Why? I, I, there's... I would buy Trump <laughs> ammo. Right? Yeah. Some people were saying that Trump running for president. The, on the box, it would be, it would be like, Trump 9mm. Keep him out. <laughs> that was the slogan. Keep him out. That's it. <laughs> what, was, what was the movie with Chris Rock? Where they they did the thing where he was running for president and they had like all like they had like the KKK like for his his opposition and I don't remember it's been a long time what movie was like a lookalike for the head of state head of state yeah that sounds that sounds like it so so I thought this was cool Trump's he does he's not actually worth ten billion right he's only worth ten billion if we really inflate the value of his assets and something like four billion of that ten is just the value of the Trump brand, right? It's this aspirational brand. You stick Trump on a set of golf clubs and suddenly that set of golf clubs is worth more. A lot of people feel like he's been so polarizing that the Trump brand means something different now and that it's it's costing him billions to run this. No way. There's no, no. way. It can no. go the other so way too. so much coverage. Mm -hmm. it, here's, the public is so fickle. <clears throat> here's what's gonna happen. This whole thing is gonna blow over and then Clinton becomes president and then he'll go back to just being Donald Trump. Except he's Donald Trump who just who just got like a billion a billion dollars worth of free advertising or something like that. Like he's on a or national a global stage. Vladimir Putin is talking about him. His his he can only be worth more. He he has oh, to Oh yeah. Really? Like he's he's got ties, shirts, a whole like fashion line pretty much. Like if you walk into Macy's or Nordstrom or whatever, it's there. It's not like they hid it in the back, you know, behind a curtain at the racist section. Like, it's right up in the front. There's tons of expensive Trump. We talked about attire. how Stephen Colbert is not doing well because half it of America out, <clears throat> doesn't transition. It turned, out those, it turned out those numbers were kind of picked and chosen. Like, the, the week in particular they used um, mm -hmm. uh, was one where Colbert was running a repeat, uh, was running a week of repeats, and uh, the, the competition was running like a, like a I don't know, a, a, they were new shows, and I think they had a good guest or two or something like mm -hmm. that. I heard the producer of that show on the Stern show, because Stern had called him out for this. He was like, P P Stern was reading the article that we all read, and so the producer goes on there, and he's like, oh, that's not exactly fair, because, you know, we're showing reruns that week, and they've got this brand new content they're putting out, like, when you, in, in reality, according to him anyway, of course, that is his guy, they're in a, a tight race for, they're in a tight second place in late night, but hmm. who knows, when you, th th there's so many different ways to look at those ratings numbers, there's dailies. And then there's, like you said, there's, there's instances where one uh, team might be off for vacation and the other team are coming out with new stuff. But on, on average, he, he, he's, he's definitely not uh, getting anywhere near what Fallon is doing. 
but that the, guy's the general concept of um, Stephen Colbert only appealing to half of the population because he's uh, leans towards the liberal side also applies to Trump, right? His brand, which previously was just an aspirational brand that anyone who might want great golf clubs or polo shirts might want. Now, only Republicans who like golf clubs would buy them. I think he's strengthened himself um, with that group of people, though. I, I feel like maybe he has turned a group of people off to him, mm-hmm. but it, just as strongly, I feel like he's turned a group of people on to him. There's a group of guys who are like, yeah, Trump's my guy. Trump makes some ammunition. I'll buy that ammo. ammo. Trump makes a shirt. I'll buy that Trump because Trump's like me. Trump doesn't like those brown people. <laughs> you know, they, they, they know. They know. You know, Trump... You look at Trump's lineup, like he doesn't have any brown shirts. They're all white. Yeah. <laughs> Trump's whole... Aryan collection. Yeah, the, the Aryan collection. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, so, Joe, I'm curious. I know that you don't talk about politics much, You're but do you pay attention to them much? Uh, I pay attention. I follow a little bit, but I just don't. I think no matter, like, for example, we were cutting weight on th- uh, Friday morning. Uh, cutting weight on Thursday morning, but, you know, for the fight. And we're at the, we're at the Y. And there's two older guys t- sitting in the hot tub talking politics and getting freaking super loud. Guys dropping F. This is like kind of early in the morning. We're like 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> guys, yeah, right? <laughs> guy starts, he's getting pretty loud. He's dropping F bombs. Another older woman that's there. And she comes over and says, Hey, can you, can you please just lower the language a little bit? He's like, No, I'm not going to lower my fucking language. If you don't like it, you can leave. Blah, 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 blah. You're only, you're only upset at me because you probably were voting for Hillary and blah, 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 blah. Like just talking shit. And I feel like that's like, I feel like that was like a perfect example of like how everyone feels about politics. Everyone feels like they're the smartest. Everyone talking politics and thinks that they're the smartest person in the room, mm-hmm. and they think that anyone disagrees with them is oh you're so and so party or you're this or you're that. And it doesn't it doesn't matter how much logic you have. It doesn't matter if you have certain reasons for what you think. It, it, if you if you talk politics, someone's gonna think you're smart and they're gonna think they're your best friend. The other guy's gonna think you're an idiot. And so the, just, the other part of it is if, if they think kindly of you. All you need is more education. If you knew as much about this as I did, yes, then exactly. you would completely line yeah. up with all my like, thoughts and beliefs. Because you, if you were as smart as I was, mm-hmm. then you you wouldn't think that. Like I'm just I'm done with it. Like I think yeah. no matter no matter how you think about politics, I, I I think that like a lot of times party lines, uh, get a little bit crazy because like oh if you identify as this party, you have to back this guy. Maybe maybe you you identify as that party overall, and you have certain feelings, but. You think that this guy is there's there's a different reason you don't like him, but if you're not towing the party line and you're you know you're a hypocrite, you're an asshole. I think, I think that's definitely true because like was, when was, I think about my own political beliefs, I'm like, why doesn't everybody agree with me? Because I, yeah. I definitely shade toward libertarian, right? Like like on virtually every issue, I my my thought process is, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. Like don't infringe on my rights, and 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 you can go as far as you want. I will, I'll, I'll do as do whatever I want, and as long as it doesn't infringe on your rights, it's all good. You know, as far as like drugs go, like I, I'm not going to deny another human being something they want to put in their body. If you want to do heroin, cocaine, do it. There's no reason for. I, I don't care what you're doing over there. You shouldn't care what I'm doing over here, as long as I'm not like doing heroin and stumbling into your yard and dropping needles. Now I've infringed on your rights. Now I need to go to fucking jail. But as long as I'm over here doing my thing. You're over there doing yours. I, I just want everybody to leave everybody else alone. But there's got to be some sort. I don't. I don't believe in anarchy. You can't have a chaos system. You've got to have some sort of, at least a small operational federal government there handling. There's there's dozens of things that a federal government has to handle, and healthcare is probably one of them. Right, if 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 nothing else, we need to limit. You know what what pharmaceutical companies can charge for the drugs and services. I feel like. But Did you see that douchebag just, got 
So that's one thing I, I I disagree on. Yes, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That he's the he's the re, he's the enemy of the internet, right? They, they he's a real such an easy target, such an easy punching bag. Right. He seems like a caricature of a person. It's because it's so easy to punch up. Every he's up above everyone, so everyone can gather together and punch up together, and it's just kind of gross. Of like, yeah, that guy's a piece of shit, but like all the comments that you'd read in threads of like, oh, that guy should burn in hell, you know, for charging a high price for diarrhea medicine or whatever he did. <laughs> uh, probably, so, probably the worst thing that happens to that guy though is he ends up on Reddit. I mean, I, I don't think it, I mean, he's got so much money, he's not going to spend much time in jail. He's going to get out. He's going to. So let me let me give people a little background in case they don't know. Uh, I'm certainly going to mess up his name. His name is Martin Scarelli, Scarelli, something like that. Um, S H. K R E L I, Martin S. Yeah, Shkreli. And um, uh, the first thing he did is he took a drug for AIDS that was previously like fifteen dollars and made it like eight hundred dollars a pop or a thousand dollars a pop or something like that. And um, uh, he said that he would like back off and he didn't. <laughs> you know, he changed his mind a month later, then quietly went back to Plan A which was to take this drug and it was an older drug it was like 15 or 20 years old like kind of like a known thing and uh and he ratcheted up the price and it hurt aids victims in a really big way and then just recently he had another drug that he was gonna like incredibly ratchet up the price for i forget what it was it was for a disease that i hadn't heard of before but he was doing the same thing you know he was taking something that was currently like a grand and making it like a hundred grand and now he's going to jail but he's going to jail for something unrelated. Like, apparently it's okay to charge what you want. Um, but yeah. I, I guess he was, like, issuing stock to use money to pay off something private. Or, like, he was maybe not, uh, like, listening to the, the, like, valuing the shareholders' rights or something. An uber-white-collar crime that, that he'll probably have a lawyer get him right out of. He'll pay a fine or something that... That he'll that he'll use his AIDS drug uh, profits to finance, and that'll be that. Yeah, it might have even been student loan related. I'll see if I can look it up. Uh, the the internet loves to demonize that guy. I, he probably is a real douchebag. I, I love the, the the animations of him with like a scrotum on his chin and stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, comparing his smile to Donald Trump's. I guess they've got the million the billionaire douchebag smile or whatever. Um, it's not a it's not a good time to be a, a wealthy person in the United States. I feel I feel like the the rich guy is an easy target. Of course, that's that's always been that, I guess. Yeah, fuck them. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, back to what you were saying before about how you think that like healthcare should be like limited or more done by the government. So I, because of course everyone always thinks about like what's important for them. I would disagree on some of that stuff because like. You know, like up in Canada, like if you need, like let's say that I need ACL surgery and I was from Canada because I know this has happened to other fighters. You need, you need some kind of surgery. Well, it's all universal health care. So you're on a waiting list. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to get to you when we get to you. It's going to be like in six months. So whereas here, it's like if I need ACL surgery, I, I, go, I go to the doctors. I get it done right away. If I have to pay extra or I, to get, get into someone that's better or, or faster or whatever, I can do that. For me, like mm. that stuff is like super, super important. So... I think that, you know, more privatized healthcare, you know, works out in my favor, you know, because sometimes I, maybe I need, you know, maybe so-and-so so -and -so down the street tore their ACL, but they don't really do anything. Like they sit at a desk and it's not a big deal. But for me, I need, I need surgery like yesterday. Yeah. 
So, I think you need a private market. I think you need you need both, right? I feel like you need a private uh, sector and a sort of government-run uh, sector as well. Hey, give me that the, big fucking There's coffee. a challenge with the the completely capitalist capitalism version of medical stuff, and and it's this. And longtime listeners have heard this before, but like when people are sick, they have to pay anything to get better. You know that that's it. Like syphilis, right? Syphilis is a disease that will kill you. Right, it'll rot your brain out. It rots your skull. It and is. Al Capone died. It's a, okay. It's a deadly disease, syphilis, and it is cured with fifty cents worth of penicillin. Right, the, the cure for it, it, it. We figured it out like a hundred years ago. There's Al Capone the, had like twenty million dollars, but he walked around every day with with, with pus ejecting from his cock, <laughs> and instead of going and getting that. Sh and sh think about that. That guy was such a maniac. That instead of going and getting a penicillin, so let me shot finish my whatever, point. So. Um, Syphilis, like will, yeah, and fuck Kyle. I get interrupted all the <laughs> time, Kyle. and they only talk about my interruptions. So syphilis will kill you, and it costs fifty cents to fix it. But pharmaceutical companies will charge a million dollars for the thing if unregulated, because you have no choice. You have to pay everything you own. You have to mortgage your house. You have to sell you an arm and a leg to save your own life. And it's an area where perhaps some government regulation would make sense because you're at the mercy it's not like car shopping it's not like buying clothing where one you have some knowledge of what you like and two you can just go to a competitor it's uh, a pure capitalism market I don't think it works well for healthcare maybe not pure capitalism but I also don't like the idea of the US government being the single payer and they're just they have so much power and authority and as we know they kind of tend to fritter away money and funds and I just don't trust them to use the money as efficiently as they could. Like, they'll spend a crazy amount of money fixing a road that actually ends up taking four years. And, like, there are roads that you'll drive on that have, like, at least around here, there's, like, one I can think of been under construction for, like, eight years. Nothing gets done. It's just, like, they poured money into it, and then, I guess, a contractor backed out or whatever. And now it's just, now it's just a road that's not finished. Like, the government isn't they got too much shit on their plate to handle a thing that big without becoming bigger and i'd prefer a smaller government if possible it's a tricky thing right i mean it, it, i'm with you like it, it, as a member of the public sometimes it feels like the government couldn't properly run a two-car parade Dude, yeah right yeah. but you know do you trust dow chemical to run it better you know in some cases yeah you know there's lots of people competing they're trying to if they want to do it well if they want to get tomorrow's job they better do this one properly that's that's why capitalism does well in other cases you're like no this guy martin skrill fuck or whatever will just charge you a hundred thousand dollars for some drug his company figured out 30 years ago yeah, I'm so there should be some I'm, regulation. I'm less and less impressed as time has gone on as I've gotten older with like people's individual ability to get stuff done. I feel like like when I was a little kid, I felt like my parents knew everything and they could do, you know, they, they could do no wrong and they were like anytime I had a question, they were the people to go and talk to. And then as you get older, you realize that they just don't know any more than you do. They just they just done it a little bit more. And I feel like everything like anyone anyway, I've met like people that run like really big successful businesses and I'm like this guy's no smarter than my retired brother. It's no smarter than this guy. You know Which like, one is that? <laughs> both of them, my sister, me, everyone. It's just like everyone, like, I, I think that sometimes, like, you think that, you know, individual people are, you know, that they, they have all the answers, whatever. And I really don't think that's ever the case. I think it's whenever something's successful, it's almost always like a, like a, a group effort of just a lot of, like, people that are pretty good 
and they all fill each other's, you know, where everyone has oversights and where they have laps and, and experience uh, filled in. You ever run in? You ever meet a guy and it's the opposite of that, though? You ever meet a guy and you're just blown away by how intelligent and, and Sometimes. Like, he is? Like, 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 maybe he's just a, an expert on a particular thing, like, and you're just yep. like, your brain has a wealth of knowledge in it that I don't even, I can't but, even start scratching. But, I, but whenever I meet someone like that, I always know that they have this wealth of knowledge on this one thing, but on the other hand, I know they can't pay their water bill, or they can't pay their car insurance, or they can't, like everyone's i feel like everyone's like got like roughly the same amount of like intelligence it's just i don't know i i know some guy i i've met a couple guys and i i just i was blown away i know one guy in particular he's um he's an engineer and he reads and writes like four languages and uh and he's a mechanical engineer like like he can he does he can build things with his hands like like big machines that and he takes them apart and he's he Anti-aircraft guns and and turret guns from like World War II. He'll read the German uh, engineering blueprints and diagrams and stuff, and and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I know how to do this." And that guy is just uh, every time I talk to him on just about any subject, he just seems like he's just he's a real genius. He's he's it's amazing to talk to people like that. Geniuses are cool, but I'm sorry, I I thought there was a break, but just as cool are doers, right? Like like, I, I saw a. There was a woman, she didn't ask me anything on Reddit. I think there was something wrong with her hands or arms or something. And she's like, one of, one of the toughest things is I wish I could curl my hair. And like a day or two later, he's like, you know what? I, like, he just seemed like a regular guy. He kind of spoke a little country. And uh, he's like, but you know, I like to mess around in the shop. So I came up with this. And he demonstrates how now she can curl her hair without like, you know, every everybody else's fingers. And... Uh, I looked at a solution. What did she have? What did she have going I on? I think she had like Some maybe no hand thumb action. or something. Yeah, flipper hand action type thing going on. I, I don't remember exactly. But he looked at what she had to work with and he built a solution. Oh, I, I, like, where I guess she had like no fingers, but she had a wrist. And with just a working wrist, you could see how he built a, a functional, um, those hair frying things, the curlers. And uh, uh, it was like... It, in my head, I'm imagining it on a power drill to get the rotation. <laughs> I imagine like, now make sure you put it in love gear now. All right? go, <laughs> and she's like, all right, all right. She uses her like fucked up wrist to manipulate this DeWalt power drill. <laughs> just, just, yeah. I think, Suddenly she's um, got no fingers and no scalp. <laughs> I think really it was the clamping action. Oh, that greasy he... head Susan over there. Patch <laughs> <laughs> missing. It's all sticky. <laughs> but what... God damn, did a Navajo get a hold of you? What the yeah. fuck? What was impressive about the guy was that he did something like he was a doer, right? Tons of people do abstract art and you look at it and you say, I could do that, but you didn't, you know, it, it took someone to actually give it a go. I looked at his solution for this and in hindsight, it seemed obvious to me, but I read the AMA and I didn't build that. That guy was a doer. And I, there are tons of people with lots of abilities, but the My doers God. are the ones that make the world go round. I feel like my dad is is that like I, all right. So you've seen that shredder thing I've got right, right. the little personal tank thing. Mm-hmm. So that thing got rained on and it wouldn't start. I couldn't get it to start and I didn't know what to do. So I took it over there to dad, and it had a couple problems. One of them was the battery was dead, and it doesn't use a standard battery. It uses this. It's about the size of a hardback book, like a, you know that that's what the battery looks like. It's just hmm. it's some sort of lithium battery. It's it looks like a real explosive fire hazard because it's right under the gas tank. But uh, he like <laughs> he made a charger for it. He uh, he disconnects the cables and he literally like 
put metal in where the prongs are supposed to go and hooked it up to a 12 volt like slow charger and somehow recharged this battery that the company said couldn't be recharged and then he gets the, the carburetor is about the size of my fist and it's up in this thing in a way that is just incredibly difficult to work on but he completely disassembles this thing and this thing is complicated like he's never seen anything like this before he completely disassembles this thing has the carburetor out cleans the carburetor fixes it gets it. he's like oh here's your problem right here your idle jet it's it's clogged we get the idle jet out clean it oh and this right here you got water in the cup and we get that out and the thing's working now it's hauling ass it's running better than it's ever ran before and they did the same thing with my dune buggy we uh we uh uh, we had to completely take the we had to adjust the valves we had to do like a dozen things to that dune buggy last week but he's a tinkerer he can take something apart see how it works and fix it yeah I just have a lot of respect for people who are I don't know they see a thing in there ah, let's roll up the sleeves and see where this goes and that's that's pretty cool I hate doing that kind of stuff I hate that stuff too yeah <laughs> I made it's an, cool. I, I bought a like $45 Ikea bookshelf for college once and just to like keep books on or video games or whatever spent an hour and a half trying to build it until I convinced myself that it was faulty packaging and, that I didn't <laughs> fall and then I just threw it away just threw it away didn't even yeah. return it just like okay, well man. you know they probably couldn't help me either I, there's some other guy out there also struggling oh he and I <laughs> <been> brothers, like, <laughs> just threw it away <laughs> Kitty bought all these shelves, these wire shelves, and it was like they had to pop together with these plastic attachers that would attach two pieces of wire together, and it was just like, it was like a, a stack of Jenga blocks. Every, the, it's, you, you went higher and higher, and it became more and more unstable, and she's like, yeah, you don't mind putting that together now, do you? <laughs> Me hands, I can't do it. And I'm just like, how is that my fucking problem? Like, you should have thought about this before you bought a puzzle instead of a, a, a bookshelf or whatever the fuck this is supposed to be. Like, I threw that fucking thing out on the porch. I'm like, I'm done. I was like, you go get a, some real wood or something, go to a thrift store or whatever, but like, I'm not putting your puzzle together for you. That, that shit is ridiculous. My hands were hurting. Like, my fingertips were... Like I, I've I've tried to learn guitar before, and and I'm maybe you can you can relate to this. What do you like? Your fingertips get incredibly sore. Mm -hmm. I had that from like popping these things together, and I got it maybe five left tiers high, and then it collapsed and fell back, and and I had nothing, and I was just like I kicked it out the door and just fucking threw it away. I can't. Yeah. I get I get so frustrated putting that shit together. I hate IKEA furniture, anything like that, where you're putting a goddamn puzzle together. That's that's not my. That that stuff to me is so easy. I me, so I'm easy. with you, Joe. Like I, I, I'm telling you, I am undefeated on these things. Not only am I undefeated at things like IKEA furniture, but there's usually hardly even a misstep. You know, like it, I will go from start to end without unscrewing a screw. Oh please, it's it just. Uh, Jack, I can't. I can't say that. I just <laughs> called me the other day for some point pointers. I put them over the new system. They change instructions based on uh, how I put together a bookshelf. It's not even always that it's super super hard. It's that like you have a picture in your head of what it will look like, and you're halfway through building it. And it's like swaying in the wind. Like you test it with like a, a like a little news pamphlet, and it like bows down a little bit. And it's like, well, this this isn't what it says. This is I I did it right mostly. There's a few extra pieces, but like I always put the backing on backwards because like I, I assembled like a bookshelf, so you, you put it down, and then you put the backing on there, and then you put like eight thousand little fucking nails in there. And you stand it up, and you realize it's 
the, the backing's on backwards. Yeah. Realize you're looking at particle boards like spray yeah. paint. Yeah, the ugly it side with, forward. Fix it with spray paint. Kitty bought, <laughs> Kitty bought two of these desks one time, and it was like a computer desk with like a bookshelf attached to the back of it, with all of these individual shelves with glass uh, like uh, doors on them. And I put one of them together because I had to, but I threw mine away. I think it was like five hundred dollars. I burn it. I burn it. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like, fuck that thing. Fuck it. No, I refuse to put a, put two of those together. I'm gonna burn that other one. You can't make me put it together. And I did because it was so outrageously hard. And the materials were like, it wasn't that it was like this like Rubik's cube that I just couldn't solve. It was like you'd go to put the pieces together, and it was just shoddy material, and it'd be like splits and breaks it, and bends. Like, a screw just like rips out of what it's supposed to be holding yeah. in, and it's just like fuck. Well, now what do I do? Now I need a lot of glue. Now I need a lot of fucking glue. <laughs> like now I need liquid nails. Like this thing is going to be held together by wire, bailing wire, and and pins by the time it's over. Uh, I, I I do not like putting shit together. I would much rather go to like. An antique store and be like, yeah, that that wooden desk there. Like, let's load that fucker up, sit it on the floor, and it'll be done. Yeah, and that'll be good forever because it was made by like an Italian immigrant in 1913. Yeah, you no, know, no thoughts of the Great War, not yet. <laughs> but uh, Kyle, you said that you were gonna or that you've tried to do guitar and stuff. What other little hobbies? Because I've done that. Like, oh. I had I had little phases where I tried to get into hobbies growing up. I want to know which ones you got into, then I'll go uh, into guitar. Um, I've tried to pick up guitar a few times because uh, my dad's pretty good at guitar. Um, he just—it's it, not that he's having like formal training, but he just like knows oh, like the ins that. and outs of like the chords and everything, and so he can transfer that knowledge to like a variety of instruments. So like he can play a banjo just as well as he can play a guitar, just as well he can play a, anything with strings really. And uh, and he's got these big ridiculous fingers. And, and and I see him do it, and and so I don't have this. Ex- I can't excuse myself. I can't be like, oh, my fingers are too big. Can't do it when he's got these big, like hot dog fingers, like like, and he's and he's making it happen. But mine lock and pop and do all that shit, and just I never could get into it. I could play like twink. I'm, I'm over there, twinkle, twinkle, little. Ah, god. Damn it, that hurt. And you're hitting like flat notes, just bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I a guitar phase for like, I think it was honestly one afternoon <laughs> that a, a friend of mine like left his guitar at my house and I was like in ninth grade or something. And I was like sitting there and I like looked up on the internet like tips, how to, how to learn guitar quickly. And I was sitting there like had it up, did a couple of strums, was like, man, this is really harder than I thought. And then I just had like a, silent moment of honesty with myself like is it gonna be cooler to be the guy that can play the guitar than it is uncool to spend all this time learning it at this point in my <laughs> life and i was like no no it's not this isn't worth it nobody's gonna be like wow like because at that age if you're gonna be the guitar guy you already got to be pretty fucking good at guitar like you gotta yeah. people gotta be like man look at that guy he's just tearing it up not like oh look at taylor he's got you know uh, hot cross buns down to a t <laughs> <laughs> I suck at guitar. Bam, I, bam, bam, I tried bam. harder than you might guess. Like I, I think for at least two years, I played six days a week, and I never got good. I sat there and I just didn't. You're guitarded. <laughs> I'm <am> guitarded. <laughs> Nicely done. I, I, I don't know what to say. Hope and I would do it together as an activity. You know, it was like this father-daughter thing. We just share some time, and. Uh, I just didn't get good. I didn't 
get good. I don't, I'm fucking horrible at it. I don't know what to say. I, I, I could never improve. I would learn all the notes. Like There were a couple songs where I could play it all the way through, but it didn't sound like this song. Even oh. though there were no mistakes, I played all the right notes in order. I, like I'm hearing it, and I'm like, that doesn't even fucking sound like the song to me. It, Your teacher's it, looking at you like, I've never heard that sound coming from a guitar before. <laughs> I, <laughs> son of Satan. Once a week. Out. Once I used a to week, lie to my piano lessons. teacher all the time. I had to do piano. My mom made me and my brother take it like once a week. And every time we'd go in, and I was only like 10 or something, 11, did it for a couple of years, never learned it or got any better. And she'd give us like assignments and she'd be like, now I want you to play an hour of this every day until next week when you come back. And I'd just be like, I'm 11, so I'm not going to do that. And so I'd just come back every single week. She'd be like, did you do your homework? Nope. Nope, we're going to be starting from square one again. <laughs> because eventually my mom is going to get tired of paying you $70 for this hour that I don't learn, and then I'm not going to have to do this. Just sit down, struggle. My, my cousin, uh, like from an early age, my grandmother and her mother like had her playing the piano. They, she had a piano at my grandmother's house. She had a piano at home. And she, she was able to practice both places. She spent like you know weekends at my grandmother's house. And she became incredible at it. Like she does piano concerts now. Like it was part of her uh, her when she got into UGA. I think the piano playing thing was in some small way a part of like how she got accepted. I don't remember how that worked out, but so, she's amazing. Like she's over there playing, and you know both. I don't know anything about piano, but it's you know it sounds very complex. It's not like bum 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 bum. It's like boom 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 boom. Like both hands are doing completely different things and it's 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 beautiful when she plays but i have none of that uh musical ability i've always been good at like sort of reflexive things i guess like i can you throw a ball at me i can catch it i don't know if you throw a target up in the air i can shoot it but if you make me sit there and learn those notes and stuff i've just always struggled with that and that's not nearly as cool of a party trick it's like hey quick throw this vase at kyle <laughs> he catches it. <laughs> one mistake. Well, if I shot it. That'd be cool. I don't know if you if you threw the vase at me and I like drew and shot the vase. Like, like that's is that gun loaded? Cool. No. The guy line drives a vase at you. And suddenly you're <laughs> oh. Kyle the murderer. Fair question. Fair this question. is the loaded gun. Like, yeah, right. I've got one. What do you got, Joe? I got nothing. Oh, I thought you said I had a question. No, no, no. I said I, I said no, no. He said it was a fair question. I fair question. Yeah. Oh my bad. I, asking if the gun question. was loaded because yeah, they yeah. they could be. Yeah, I went shooting today. We, um, I was hanging out with my dad. Um, Did you film? Shooting for fun? Or shooting uh, yeah, we, both, I guess. Uh, the day before yesterday, we filmed the new video. That's being edited. But um, yes, today I just went and shot for fun with my dad and another guy. Uh, the other guy didn't have much shooting experience, and he had seen, like, he saw, like, some of the guns that were in my truck the other day, and he was, like, blown away, and I was like, you ain't seen nothing yet. I was, I was like, come back tomorrow after work, and I'll show you some cool shit. So I got, like, an AK and my AUGs out, and bunch of silencers and so we had some fun he'd never seen tracers and incendiary before so we were throwing paint cans around blowing them up now yeah i don't know about georgia but that was today you said yeah dude the rain fell so hard here it was like the sky was falling did you deal with that it driz definitely early in the morning it rained uh and then around noon it was drizzling a lot but by three or four it kind of cleared up and but it was drizzly and overcast all day it wasn't a pretty day but that's good when you're making big fireballs and shit. You don't have to worry about <laughs> lateral damage. What well, we had here, you wouldn't have. Like, you know, like two or three times a year, the weather is so remarkable. You go outside and you're like, holy fuck, look at that. You know, we had one of those days. And in December, it's not normal for us to have that like kind of super heavy shower. 
I don't even know how many inches of rain we got, but it got a couple, I guess. It was a ton. Yeah, we uh, we filmed the video early in the week. Um, uh, kind of a standard video, uh, you know, like three different weapons. I wish I had, maybe I'll show the sniper rifle a little bit. It's, it's pretty cool. I put a sniper rifle together for it. But the interesting thing I did was I had to drive my dune buggy uh, crashing through these fences. And it's like the segue between each uh, segment of the video is me crashing through this wall so that you, you got like a tight shot on this fence, this white picket fence. And then the dune buggy just comes through it out of nowhere, going about 45 miles an hour with me behind the wheel. And when I hit this fence, it explodes. But, and I, I, I engineered all this pretty well, I thought, and I even had everything built perfectly, I thought, until I realized that my dune buggy is wider than the posts that hold the fence up. <laughs> so if I have to hit it perfectly, and then still the like wings of my, my vehicle kind of has these big, like, fenders that kick out on the sides that are even wider than the back tires and those are rubbing the fences as I go through them but I, I hit all three fences going roughly 40 45 miles an hour off road right in the fucking middle uh, and, and every time I was just like ah! <laughs> and it would just, it just, just trying to get into third gear before I hit this thing and, it, and just screaming as fast as that, that car would go in those bottoms and uh, the fence would just fucking explode it was so it felt so good. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. I'd never had uh, as it was a real triumphant feeling because I'm like going super fast at this thing, and if I'm five inches off, then I have a wreck. That means my front tire is going to hit uh, a, a post that's concreted into the ground, and that's going to like knock the front end out from under my vehicle, turn me into a spin, and like it's going to be a serious impact. And I don't have a seatbelt on because there isn't one. And it's a racing steering wheel, so it's not like nice and soft like your car. It's like a steel post. So I'm just like, ah! like I said, and uh, but every one of them hit right in the fucking middle, didn't die. And and when I hit it, you know, I just see white at the last second because the the whole fence is painted white and it completely fills my vision. And then all of a sudden it explodes and everything like lights up and I'm just like, yeah! And I'm just <laughs> and, and I'm just so exuberant in that moment when I came through it that I'm just like fucking getting more gears and and doing donuts and screaming like, <laughs> like shits flying everywhere. I had a real That's good time. Too dangerous. <laughs> through your head, like what people would say if you died doing that. Oh, like, I. They know to upload the video if I if I kill myself. <laughs> they know what to do. Um, I'm glad they understand that. Yes, yeah, I'd like, rather I, see you die in a flame in that video than come back as like, "Hello, my name is Kyle. I am here to talk to you about safety." Like, let's <laughs> not take it seriously. I when I was making YouTube videos, I thought that everything in life would go my way. <laughs> I hope they ne they know to never stop filming, right? Yes, that is. I swear okay. to God, that is that is the pitch. I, I've said this many times. It, it's this. It's like, look, if I get hurt, if I go down, if I scream, if there's blood, if keep the hands, go on, you keep rolling. <laughs> Everybody else can keep helping, but you're the cameraman. You got to roll on this. It'll. It, it's better if you catch it than than just cut away. Like, let's see what happens. You know, like it'll be worth some money if I get injured. I, I don't want to get hurt. But if I do, there's no reason not to fucking film it, bro. Like you're already here. Like get it, get it done. So yeah, the, the whole fence thing, though. Like I pitched that to that company <clears throat> like two months ago, three months ago, maybe. And they said yes, <laughs> which <laughs> meant I had to do it then. 
And initially, I had I had thought of this fence crashing idea, and it was going to be a real car, like whenever it happened for whatever reason. It's just kind of a uh, in the playbook. Uh, but doing it in the dune buggy, which doesn't have a windshield, all, and and you know, it's it's a dune buggy, is a whole different thing. So I had to make this protective windshield for it out of uh, mesh uh, steel. Uh, we I was up late the night before. I, I built that the night before. Like I was there at 9 p.m. Like welding that, th- or not welding, but um, cutting that that steel to the right shape and bolting it on and everything. And when we hit that thing, I say we because I had uh, Chad, my cameraman, uh, in the passenger seat. When I hit the third one, he was dressed as Abraham Lincoln. I don't know if that'll be in the video. Full <laughs> Abraham Lincoln mask with the hat and the beard and everything, and he's just like mugging for the camera as as, as we hit this wall going 45 and. I think it's gonna be pretty funny. I, those those shots in particular, like the wall shots, uh, most fun I've had in a, a little while. I, I'd never crashed a car through a uh, a wall, and and certainly not like that. That was a lot of fun. How long will it take for that video to go up? Is that like a I, two week thing, three week thing? Probably week? be up in. A, it it uh, I sent it off to the company for approval. Uh, they liked it. They wanted me to add like a little bit more B roll and some voiceover. So. I'll record all that tomorrow, send it to my editor. He'll get it edited probably next weekend. Sweet. Something like that. Be very easy. Joe, you, did you say you had to go? I got to bounce. I go see Star Wars priorities. Sorry, my friend. Love hanging That's... out with you guys. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Tweet down. out the ending so we can all know. <laughs> I'll, 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 dude, the second I get out of there, I won't be in the, out of the theater yet. I'll send you guys all spoilers. Go for it. I will. Yeah. Kick I would ass. love it if you ruined it for Kyle and Woody. Please. <laughs> I, I would hate that. Like, <laughs> I, I've watching tr- movie trailers pretty much at all at this point to re- prevent any kind of spoiler uh, I, I haven't I, t- I was telling Woody I haven't even watched the Star Trek one or anything I, I think I'm it's done supposed with to be, there's supposed to be some awesome trailer tonight on something I, I, I forget what it is now but there, I don't know if it was one of the Marvel movies or would it be Hateful mm. Eight uh, what, which one? Hateful, Hateful Eight. Eight I'm just guessing it's a big mm, thing maybe it soon. could be I don't yeah. know they're, 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 I, remember, I remember hearing that there was going to be something some trailer and I remember being excited about it or Revenant Rev- Relevant the the revenue. Revenue. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. I'll catch you guys later. Movie, Thank you, man. Joe. Do it again sometime soon. Yeah. Zombies. Zombies soon for sure. Yeah. Yes. All right. Later, guys. Later. See ya. Yeah. The uh, I, Quentin Tarantino was on uh, the Howard Stern show this week and did an I interview. S- I saw a segment of it where he was really upset about, I guess, Disney. being kicked out of a particular theater by Disney. This Quentin Center- Tarantino oh, was upset. <laughs> he got kicked out. That's right. Yeah. Well, see, his movie did. So, like, um, and he's contractually, like, like, they're violating a contract that they have with him. He's, that movie is supposed to be in the Cinerama. Um, Cinerama owns, like, a whole chain of theaters. And uh, I think uh, Quentin's movie is supposed to be getting, uh, uh, be, be in there. And instead, they're showing a Star Wars thing. And I think the Cinerama logo is even in the film. Like, it's a big deal. And, uh, yeah, that, that, I, wonder, I don't know what's going to come of that. I didn't actually see that part of the interview. That's the only part I didn't see somehow. I, I was there when he was talking about writing true romance and uh, all that stuff. It was really nice. Uh, Stern, I guess, knows the guy from Disney, like some decision maker. And uh, he's like, look, me to you. This guy, Quentin Tarantino, I know he's a bit of a goof. But uh, he worked real hard on this, and he cares a lot. This theater is like 70 millimeters something or other. I don't know, and I don't care. But I know he does. So why don't you just be nice? It's the Christmas season. Let him have this one theater. They're not talking about like being kicked out of theaters nationally. This is more of an artistic thing 
It's not even a business thing. It's an artistic thing with this one particular historic theater that has the right equipment to show this film means a lot to Tarantino and Disney's like, eh, no, fuck you. We want it. for and, Star Wars. And there's a contract in place that says that Tarantino's movie is, is supposed to be shown there and, uh, and they're violating it. That's but, right. But, um, uh, I mean, as you're sort of getting it, he, um, Disney's just so powerful that they find that it's better to stay in Disney's favor than to, like, honor the contract. Yeah. Too big Who to sue. Who owns Quentin Tarantino? Nobody owns Quentin Tarantino. Nobody, Nobody owns Quentin <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess you're asking who's backing him. I don't know. Actually. Yeah, like, yeah. Harvey Weinstein, uh, usually. I think that's one of his major financiers, producers. But he produces tons of projects. But in particular, Quentin's, I think, a lot of the time he's behind. Um, yeah, I heard him on there. Stern's had a couple of good interviews this week. He had he had Sandler on there. It was cool to hear uh, him ask Sandler about his whole past. He had we- the, all these weird things in his past, like he uh, he was roommates with Judd Apatow back in the day. Um, there's lots of little things like that. And he was talking about the ridiculous six movie that he's got on Netflix now, and his time in, on uh, on SNL, and how he got hired there as a writer and stand up, and how he's going out now and like trying his new stand up out. And uh, and just you know just just sometimes just bombing and 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 he's he's just like what's it like to be you know and Adam Sandler and the crowd's like oh shit it's fucking Adam Sandler and then you just go out there and completely bomb he's like yeah it's rough <laughs> he's like and you know they're filming you with their cameras that didn't used to be a thing so it was cool to to hear from him and I I can't remember the third he had three good interviews this week I thought. Yeah. Oh, and, and he signed on. I guess we talked about it on PKN, but you know he signed that five-year extension. Stern that is, so that's cool. For eighty million a year, you said. Yeah. It's not eighty million total. It's eighty million a year. Uh, eighty million a year. Sirius probably has to give him whatever he wants because he's like the only thing keeping them afloat. Is my. You have to give him eighty million a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, like we pointed out in PK, well, Kyle pointed out in PKN. You know, he has expenses for the show. They're paying eighty million a year for the show. But one might that staff, guess production, it, all that. Yeah, I mean, they they might spend fifteen or twenty million making the show happen. I'd love to know the breakdown. Like, like with an MLB team, you get it right. You know what the coach makes, what the assistant makes, what the batting coach is making. You know what the shortstop's making. I'd love to know what Stern takes home, including bonuses and any other way they're hiding, like stock options, any what any other way they're paying him on the side. You know, uh, and his his ad revenue. I'd love to know about that because they. They run so many ads. Like he's, he must have a, he must have at least twenty advertisers rolling all day long. Like I could name a dozen of them now. Uh, but I'd like to know what Gary Delabate is making. You know, he's the executive producer of the mm-hmm. show. Been with Stern for thirty years. I'd like to know what Robin Quivers is making. I don't like Robin. Uh, you pointed, you said it the other day. You didn't think you felt like Stern kept her around because he just likes her or whatever. I think he thinks he needs her, and, and it's they've got a chemistry that just works, and and a big part of his success, I think he feels, and I feel as well, was that he he sort of revolutionized this thing where it used to be that the news guy came on and he did the news very state forward like he was Tom Brokaw over there, and then it went back to the DJ who was like, oh, and now Willie Pete's song, move on over, and you know that was the radio. But instead, start, you know, Robin would read the news and she'd be like, you know, eight, eight dead in a traffic pile up and Stern would be like, oh, that's a gangbang of death. You know, <laughs> he'd riff on the news and that was a new thing and that was kind of a big part of what made him him. But, uh, but I'd like to know what she's making a year. I'd like to know what the, the, the side people, you know, like, uh, like Benji, uh, Benji Bronk, I don't know what he's making. I don't know what, uh, 
what uh th- those disgusting fucking people in the back office uh richard and sal are making uh you know those guys who like, like they'll do the most stupid disgusting pranks like they're just balls in your mouth like pubic hair on your face just two guys they're both straight but they're making out at the uh at the today show like filming just to cause a, a ruckus you know I'd like to know what they're all making. Eighty million is a shitload of money, though, for for that production because it's just a radio show. Oh, they're going to video too, though. Now that's the thing. I don't know if you read into that. I didn't understand it initially, but basically, the Howard Stern show is going to be a t- uh, a video format show, kind of like what we're doing. It's going to be like this, except you know they won't have stationary cameras. They got cameramen and all that stuff, and you'll be able to see what's going on uh, with all the shows going forward. That- to me, that severely impacts how hard it is to do the show. I think it makes it a lot harder when you're on camera. Like, there's yeah. a huge difference between like I don't know if Fred's still on the show. Yes, but, but he just sort of interjects a thing now and then. You know, most of the time Fred's not on the show. He's just paying well, attention. He's, he's also doing the sound, all the sound effects. You know, right? And and I, I just think it's a really casual job. But when there's suddenly a camera, Ooh, and I disagree. Uh, maybe ca- okay. I don't know what you meant by casual, I guess. I, I, I took casual to be like, you know, he's not a huge part of the show. But I feel like Fred's a bigger part of the show than Robert, Robin because of his sound effects. I wish we had some sort of way to do sound I, effects. He's so good with those. I, oh, for me, I hate them. I hate them oh all my God. the time. It's a Every time there's the another fucking like, woo-woo, week a week of fart noise or something, I'm just like, this is the most juvenile thing. You are in the minority. <laughs> I, I agree with Woody on the whole, like, mm-hmm. when those things come in and they're like, uh-oh, and it's like... <laughs> not that. No, not that in particular. Like, like, all right, so some of the sound effects you'll play will be like um, a woman getting throat fucked, and it's like... <laughs> like, they'll play that one every time they talk about oral sex or something like that. And sure, those are sophomoric and juvenile. Yeah, and what I happens. hate them. But... Many times he'll play sound bites that that really punctuate a joke, or or he'll have and he's got this database of like uh, material to go to. It's incredible. Like no, it seems like no matter what topic they're on, he can really quickly uh, get in there. And he talked about how he how he built the system and and how it works and everything one time. But I'd say it adds to the show much more than it than it takes away from it. I, I I don't like the farts. I don't like that stuff. I really don't. But I I love when what he adds to it is like a sound clip or a sound bite from uh, that punctuates what Stern's talking about or something like that. It, for me, like my reaction to them is not that they punctuate; it's that they interrupt. You know, someone's telling a story, someone's doing a thing, they're making a riff, and then I have to hear a go 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 throat fucking sounds, and it's just like, you know, shut the fuck up with your sounds. This guy's on a roll. It is to me an interruption, and it's an interruption that Fred does all show long and i i hate it but the, it, what I, I i totally i'm on your side 100 percent with it it's, yeah it is so distracting and aggravating to me now, I, 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 it never makes me laugh harder when they're yeah. like like going on their riff and really good and then they're like hey you know what would really punctuate this is an a slightly relevant clip from goodfellas like <laughs> no that's i'll give you a perfect example of when it killed when fred killed okay so um eric the actor or eric the midget uh whatever you want to call him as he did this event, right, where he sold tickets and fans were going to come and see him. I think they, it was at a bat, an NBA game prior to it or something like that. They did some kind of, and they promoted it on the show, and nobody bought a ticket. 
zero point zero people <laughs> bought bought tickets. And there's this sound bite from I don't remember the movie, maybe Ferris Bueller, um, or, or maybe it's Animal House when he's telling them like their scores or something. I think maybe. And and there's this vo this sound bite of the guy going zero point zero. And so they're on the phone with Eric, and he's he's explaining in his ridiculous voice how like is he high pitched, he was, Eric? No, this oh. is the midget guy okay. with the club foot and the wheelchair that at of one point he is. they're going to float him away <laughs> with helium balloons. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's just like, no, I had lots of people coming. I had a big turnout. And they're just like, yeah, but you had zero people that signed up for this thing before we advertised it the night before. And then you only got, and then you still got zero or whatever. And, and, and Fred plays the sound by zero point zero. And every time the, the Eric tries to get in, he's like, no, you don't understand. I had lots of people showing up. And, and they just keep playing it over and over and over. And, if, and the way I'm describing it doesn't sound that funny, but with the, the way the show flows around, it's just fucking hilarious. Everybody's dying laughing. It, it, was, it was a great moment. I feel See, like Maybe Fred... you're right with that, but that whole, even the way you're describing it is like, I've seen shows do that same thing, right? Like they have a caller on and they'll like just play the same clip over and over like to drown him out yeah. like you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong and it's like you're not progressing this this has no there's no legs for this to get funnier from here and everybody well, in the studio the has to ham it up because they're on the show you know when really if you're listening it's like is this really that funny or am i laughing because there's a bunch of people laughing because i'm supposed to think this is funny i know what I you're saying but in the this regard they're like hitting him from two fronts you got fred playing the 0, 0.0 over and over which is repetitive of course but on the other side, you've got Howard and, like, I don't know, two or three other people just picking him apart at every turn. Just like, no, this, this, and that, and giving factual stuff to make fun of him and just make a real mockery of, of the freak of a human yeah. being that Eric was. I, I feel it's like the sound right. effects maybe do work it's one in every 10 or 15 times. But uh, the, the thing about putting a video in is I know I feel not at ease anymore once there's a camera on me. Like, I sort of have to be on. I, I don't want to say I'm being a version of me that's not really me, but I, I just more aware and self-conscious and you know you're you're on and and once the, the these lights turn off you know, there's sort of a now i can sit with bad posture you know yeah i'm looking forward to it um i'm gonna look into it more and see how i watch the show going forward um because i really enjoy uh like the E show back in the day and seeing the comings and goings in the hallway and seeing Ronnie the limo driver doing his thing and mm -hmm. what go just the stuff that goes off in the back office there and in that hallway always really intrigued me how they actually ran the show and uh, when they're pulling a prank on somebody and he and Stern's like all right all right so this is what we're going to do right blah, blah 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 and he's like getting everybody together uh the, one of my favorite ones uh, last year you know the, their contract was up again last year they they were currently writing a one year contract extension so Last year, the, it was up in the air. Is Stern going to retire? Is he going to sign a new contract? And Sal comes to work late. And so he, uh, he doesn't hear the office announcement that that morning they went around and you know, Stern told everybody, hey, we're on again. We've got a year extension. He tells them off the air. But Sal's not there. He's late. So, they go, so when Sal gets there, Stern says, yeah, we're not coming back. We're, it's, it's over. You know, it's, it's all over, Sal. I'm sorry you just got here, but you missed the news. Um, you know, we're retiring. This I'm hanging awesome. out. Sal starts, this is the sort of shit we would do to wings. Sal starts <laughs> crying because he has nothing, no prospects, nowhere uh -huh. to move forward. He has two, or, he has two or three sons and a wife to support, 
and he starts crying. He's just like, I just don't, I, I didn't plan for this. I didn't plan, I didn't think, I didn't think, I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my boys, my boys. And he's crying, and they let him cry for a while before Stern's like, Sal, were you late today? He's like, yeah, yeah. And what happens when you're late? I, we fucking we fucking goof on you, don't we? <laughs> she's like, is this a joke? He's like, yeah, you fucking asshole. And then everybody laughs at him, and he's just like wiping tears of, of away and just being like, okay, then I guess you got me pretty good. It's <laughs> <laughs> crumbling around you, like <laughs> just cried his heart out. It's to not five million listeners or something. Nearly as good. Remember the Nvidia deal we supposedly got? <laughs> yeah. What did you guys do to wings with Nvidia? I need to know. I uh, I hope I tell the story. It's not. It can't compare to Howard's, but basically, Wings missed a show, and he missed a show for like no good reason whatsoever. I forget if he slept through it or if he scheduled a date or something like that. But um, it wasn't like he was sick or had some business travel or whatever. He just you know couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered. Had some other priority that that was more flexible, but decided to do it on PKA night. So um. So we ran with it. I think we actually advertised NVIDIA on the show for free. Like this, you know. We yeah, were, to, to sell the prank. Yeah. And uh, and then afterwards, we talked about how we were all getting these, like, Titan X cards and money and game shields yeah. and stuff like that. And Wings was getting nothing because, obviously, he wasn't even there for the show. Why would yeah. Wings get anything for it? And, uh, you know, the subreddit has taken both sides of it. Some thought that we should cut him in on a show that he didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> Others thought, you know, well, you, you snooze, yeah. you lose. We're doing the pro-con list over there. Well, and, and you know, it, they really split down the middle. Lots of people are like, Wings deserves it. He's part of the show, goddammit. And then other people are like, well, he wasn't even fucking there. Why would you cut him in if he's not even there? Yeah. What's he going to? And then people like. Do you get paid when you don't go to work? You know? And then, of course, people being like, well, Woody doesn't even need a new graphics card. He's got the regular Titan. He should just <laughs> give his to Wings. Uh -huh. And people being like, well, Kyle probably can't even run a Titan. He should give his to Wings. And just like back and forth. And the whole time, there, there was, was no, no deal. Titan. There was no <laughs> deal. No deal. Yeah. Just goofing on Wings because he didn't show up. Yeah, we were actually pursuing NVIDIA. Um, we wish sure. there was a deal. We had been... Uh, I guess in talks with them for like yeah, a year. Yeah, but unfortunately they're a foolish company. They don't see the advertising power of Painkiller already like so many other bright companies. Yeah, they reached out True. to me. Like, um, I guess what happened is I used to do a Tech Tuesday and I talked about what the NVIDIA cards are doing and like the tech breakthrough that was like two or three generations forward. And uh, they liked the video. They liked my excitement about it. They liked that I understood what they were going for. And, uh, you know, we met them at, EA, what's E3? That's what I'm trying to say. We met them at E3, and uh, I never got a deal with them. So yeah, it's weird how that worked. It, it, they expressed a lot of interest. It, it it seems like I hate when that happens. When when it's like, I'm not even pursuing you. You're pursuing me. You're you're getting me to make travel arrangements and go places and and like get up early and go to these meetings and foreign and other cities across the country. And you're and and then you're the one who decides not to buy. That's happened before, and it, it upsets me. I yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how, how like they let so you on they were real cock tease about it they, they were they were t talking about you know you know 100, 100 frames per second they're talking about getting you the, all this cool equipment all this money all all, all, the, all these good all these good yeah. things and then and they never they never get you off <laughs> No, just a tease. It's a yeah. tease. Like a fucking stripper. I hate strippers so much. Can we talk about why I hate strippers? Of well, course. I, I, no. 
Have yeah. I talked? I, I think I've talked about it before, but I just want to reiterate. Uh, I, I, Stories are better the second time. Strippers are the worst. They're real. <laughs> I, 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 would you say they're the, cock teases? Uh, yeah, they definitely are cock teases. So, like, the thing is this: so, like, I don't think that strippers are inherently bad people, but I think that people who are in the business of stripping, are, or who are in the act of stripping, are definitely in that moment bad people. Strippers, while they're stripping, are bad people. Um, they're they're there to pretend, and I don't I don't get why guys enjoy strip clubs at all. I don't get it. I don't know why you want to go. Maybe someone could explain this to me. All right, so I don't want to watch some girls dance naked. Like that's not a thing. I don't want her to like. I don't want to lap dance either. It, that's it, it's the definition of a cock tease. And I, I really don't get it. They're pretending to like you for money. It feels, it makes me feel so patronized, and it's it's like it's insulting to my intelligence when 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 she's like clearly like falsely showing interest because she wants more of this stack of money that I have. Um, I, I completely I, prostitutes at least are honest. The prostitutes like yeah, I'm gonna suck your dick for this money, and you got like you're like oh. Great, great. That's much better than some sort of ambiguous open-ended deal where I keep shelling out $1 bills for the hope that you're going to go go back to my hotel room tonight at the end of your shift. Which will never happen. Which, I've, uh, it's, it's ha I've seen it happen. It's <laughs> happened. You know, but it's hard. It's hard. Like, the success rate with strippers is, like, 1 in 10. Like, like it's, 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 a, it's a real difficult uh, uh, mountain to climb. It really you is. I've it seen... with the patronizing thing. That's what it is, and I hate it. Like I've I've been to one ever, and I just I didn't like it. It mm -hmm. felt forced. It felt like I was in an adult daycare, and that they were trying to like distract me from things. And yep. they were like, "Oh, you know what make you feel better? We got really cheap booze." And it's like, "Well, I guess I'll have some. Got to save money for these nice ladies." And it's like, "You want to buy me a shot? You want to buy me a shot?" And I'm like, "No, no, oh, yeah, buy no, your shot. No. I don't buy me a shot. I don't like, understand like, the want to buy me a shot thing. Like, what do I get out of buying yeah. you a shot?" You get a drunker girl. Like it's and slightly you poorer. work here. It's like someone, a lady hostess at Red Robin doesn't go, hey, buy me a Whiskey River barbecue burger. Like, no, <laughs> you, you would at least go somewhere else like, if, if anything was going to come of it. Like, they you want your here, you can get that for free. Because they're getting a cut of it sometimes. Uh, you know, they're, they're like, it, that, that's part of it. And also, they just want a shot, right? But you know that's it's it's like uh it's it's like when they ask you if you want to supersize it it's part of the it's part of the part of the deal. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like if I was on Woodycraft, like hey you guys want to buy me a rank? You want to buy me a rank? In exchange, I'll have more money. Yeah. Like no, no, like, I no, just control that. You can get that for free. Yeah, I totally don't want to buy you a rank at all. You fucking work here. I get nothing in exchange. You know, I'll buy me one, perhaps, you know, me being a customer there or a player. But, like, no, I don't want to buy you anything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't – I don't understand why anyone would be motivated to buy things for someone else in yeah, a situation I, like that. I, I, I'm completely lost. But, I, again, back to the Stern show, they were talking about – I don't even think the club's in business anymore. But I guess Howard used to go to this real high-end strip club. Scores. They're still in business. I think it might have been Scores. And – um uh, anyway, so this is how they describe it. They say they go there and they've got like a stack of singles, like four inches tall. And then they take half of them and give them to Howard. And then the other two inches they distribute like to the rest of the people. And Robin was like, why would you like a strip club? You know, those girls don't really like you. And Gary Delavati was like, but you know, while I have all that money... It seems like they do. <laughs> He's like, you know, I can't, it really seems like they're into me right now. 
Very and easily fooled, Gary. I don't know. I think you just, you know, it's sus- suspension of disbelief, right? In, in the same way that I believe Superman can fly, he believes hot blonde strippers, strippers you know, see the beauty of Gary Delabate. It's easier for me to accept Captain America as an interesting superhero than to accept that the stripper is interested in me. Yeah, like, yeah. It, like, the suspension of disbelief is ridiculous. Like, you you can't. So what you got to do is you got to find a real homely stripper who's not used to guys hitting on her. She makes like $8 a night, and you got to start shelling it out on her, and she's like, wow, this guy likes me. Oh, this is great. Like, like finally, somebody who thinks right. I'm hot. Then, yeah. then, then you're playing it from the other side. Then you're like, hey, this baby, guy's uh, in disguise. How about you? How about you buy me a drink over here? I see you got a bunch of ones there on your leg. And she's buying you shots all of a sudden. You turn it around on them. That's what you want to do. You turn around. You you chant for her to come back out when they bring the next hot girl out. They bring out the headliner, <laughs> and you're going, no, bring out C-section. Bring out C-section. Bring her out again. Uh, oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but but I will. I say that. But then I've known. I've known some strippers. I still know. I've known some strippers, and and they're nice people. Uh, I've known some that are nice people. But I just feel like but strippers, that- while they're stripping, are just real scumbags. Like like it's just the nature of your job. I feel like, and it's not unlike how a waitress will will often flirt with a customer. But I, I feel like there's more implied possible sexual contact with a stripper. Like I feel like that's what all the guys who go to like some kind of back room like lap dance or hoping secretly is like I don't know, maybe she like sees what I got going on and she asked me to go back to, to her place or she comes back with me but like that's not happening that's happening 9% of the time if you're lucky if you're like a good looking lucky lucky motherfucker Rich. or something like that yeah uh, I know one time what I did my, uh, my, my cousin was at the strip club and I didn't go and uh, I was at the hotel but what I did do was I tweeted out the phone number of the strip club and I told everybody that I was there. So now the phone's ringing off the hook at the strip club for me. So my cousin tells the strip club owner that like they are, he's like, yeah, they found out we're here. We're kind of a big deal. Uh, our fans found out we're here. They're, they're kind of thralling, you know, for contact with us. They're, they're, they're foaming at the mouth for us. What can I say? And, uh, and the guy's like, wow, this is crazy. We had Kid Rock in here, and it was nothing like this. <laughs> so he's convinced that Scott is like some kind of fucking celebrity. He's Gator. He, that's what he's telling them, that he's Gator. He's like, yeah, I'm Gator. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so they're giving him free drinks. They're like, like the manager comes over and like comps all their shit. Like, he's like, he's like Stacy, take care of this guy right here. And Stacy's like, yeah, okay, I'll take care of you. And like, she's giving him free Red Bulls all night and free, free booze. It was ridiculous, and, and I got none of the benefits from it at all. I wasn't even there. <laughs> he comes back. He's like, he's he's just like that was the best night ever. They thought we were fucking Kid Rock. <laughs> I remember I did something similar to that, like maybe four years ago, between three and four years ago. Not big on YouTube at all, like decent sized at the time in the COD community. Not a big enough deal to be a draw anywhere though. And I was with I was at a family reunion in Florida. And, like, the whole, like, extended family was at this bar. Karaoke was going, everything. Everybody was getting pretty tipsy. And I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go up there and try this. And I was, like, just in a stupor, just like, hey, I got a lot of Twitter followers. I'll tweet your bar out. I'll get tons of people here. You just hooked me and my family up with, with drinks the rest of the night. I was here for that. And Was and, it paintball? Did you just say? No, no, no. This was a, a family event. This was Oh, not, my mistake. Okay. Yeah, this has nothing to do with I think this happened more than guys. once, but yeah. carry on. <laughs> yeah, and then got... Uh, <laughs> 
No, this is the only time I, I tried it, guaranteed, because it worked, and I had to cut my losses. And I got a ton of free drinks for the whole fam. They're like, how are you How are you bringing us all these like Long Island iced teas and beers out of nowhere? And I'm like, oh, you know, kind of a big deal. And then just <laughs> until the point that I took advantage of it too much. And I went up there, and I was like, hey, eight more beers, my good man. <laughs> I was like, the manager came out. It was like, is this the same guy you've been giving free drinks to for the last two hours? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going to tweet our bar out. Nope, it's out. And the guy's like, no. No, stop giving this guy free drinks. I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Didn't go back to that bar the rest of the trip. But Do you remember that was a nice hookup, though. That, when that was pretty smooth. When you the got T-Mart's nice. I hope he didn't get in trouble for for not asking a manager first but do you remember yeah. when you grabbed t-mart's phone at paintball oh yeah that was that was funny but but also was it no no it was <laughs> it was mean what happened there that well i let me right yeah, that's the one okay yeah well i didn't know if that was still off the books but, um, I, I feel like this doesn't rep, doesn't make him look bad at all, right? This is just the thing that he, you grabbed his phone and tweeted. Yes, yes, we gave each other each other's phones and tweeted something for each other, and I thought that it was like a make the other person look bad contest, <laughs> and not like a a good natured be nice thing. Uh, which he did, and I felt so bad because he tweeted like up on my account, like, "Oh hey, it's T Mart checking in from my buddy's Twitter," and it was like, "Oh Jesus!" And I tweeted something that uh, involved him in something that he would not want to be associated with. And it uh, turns out his mom follows him on Twitter. Yes, and, and he so got really mad. He was so mad at me, and I, I, I it was, I was innocently thinking about it because I didn't have anybody I knew follow me on Twitter for real, except for like you guys. And he had like friends and family that followed him and it was so uncomfortable that whole and, dinner sitting and next Woody, to him at applebee's just mm. what did i do oh what do you what do you put the you put the judgment on taylor you were like oh taylor <laughs> that's I? not cool taylor you, you, you went dad you went dad mode on him <laughs> you, oh, you were like no. oh oh taylor oh. <laughs> i don't remember and, uh, i was like looking that. down at, at the other end of the table where you and white boy were sitting there and i was like can i come sit down there with you guys and you're just <laughs> Yeah, we're me, me and White Boy and Kelly are on the other end of the table, just having a great time, just eating our appetizers. That completely unaware that that like lives are being shattered at the other <laughs> end of the table. People are crying. We're over here just eating our mozzarella sticks, like like having a having a good old time talking about paintball. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I got scolded by me. I don't remember <laughs> scolding you. <laughs> I don't remember that. Like part of me in my head at the time was like. I respect this guy, and so I understand he's coming from the correct place, and I am in the wrong. But the other point was like, you're not my fucking dad. Like, <laughs> what's happening here? Like, <laughs> Dude. Oh, that was funny. New topic. Um, <laughs> Xbox released another round of, like, 360 games that runs on the Xbox One. Have you guys followed this at all? Yeah, I saw that. They suck. I do. I, I'll give you the link. I'm not into any of the games I saw released. I, I saw that. Like, most of them are arcade games. Braid, Doritos Crash Course. Were you, were you longing for more Doritos Crash Course in your life? Hydro Thunder, Iron Brigade, Motocross Madness, Miss Pac-Man. 
Are you like, oh my god, thank goodness there's an Xbox 360 version of Man, Pac-Man? Scenes playing that shit over there. Like, Peggle's a great game. I like Peggle, but it wasn't one that I was like, going. Portal's still alive. Is that the new Portal 2? I don't know. I guess Portal. Like, I, I like Portal. I like the original one more than the long one. But, um... Spelunky, Splosion Man, I actually like that game. But, dude, if Splosion... I thought COD was going to come. Mm. I thought suddenly, like, the COD 4 through Modern War, or Black Ops 2, or Modern Warfare 3, that's what I was going for. You know, Modern Warfare 3 through COD 4 would suddenly be available on Xbox One. And Some COD 2, like, I'd like the whole Call of Duty franchise on there. Like, it'd be really fun to get on and be able to play seamlessly. And, and you know, do do them all. If you want to do like a quick anthology type video, like like mm-hmm. it, if you did like um, what are they? Um, if, if you did a video, like if you were a COD guy, I know that's not really us a, a, at all, but like you know, it'd be cool to make a COD video that that went through all of them at this point, since we're on Call of Duty eighteen or whatever the fuck we're on. That, that'd be fun, right? I, I I'm just I, I, they put out some really shitty titles. And, or even the good ones that, but Halo Reach looks like the only big one. Yeah, I don't know I if Fable's that's what big. I'm going for. They just I've didn't do it. many triple Fallout Three. Fallout Three. Yeah, they should definitely release COD Four at the very least. That would be huge, right? I think. Like, I, I mean, how old is the average Call of Duty player? Where they they were playing COD Four, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of people who have a soft spot for COD Four. I'd, I'd, if, if they if they if they would do that, I'd definitely get on and play. Cause I, I don't know how how it's gonna work. It's same servers, right? Or it'd be different. Like, would we have to worry about all the issues that you'd run into if I got on Xbox 360 and tried to play COD 4 right now? Like, like, cause there's gonna be, I can get into a lobby with a few tries, but it seems like there's a lot of guys who, for some reason, to this day, think it's fun to fly around on backlot and shoot fully automatic grenade launchers. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you still here? <laughs> yeah. Like I want to come back and play the actual game, and you still think it's fun to like ruin the fun of the eighteen people who have a soft spot for for backlot and want to come back and play some cage match or something. Yeah, I, I got into a backlot game like that, and and they were just hacking like crazy. I think I was able to fly too. Like it was the host yeah. gave everyone these superpowers. Yep. And um, very annoying, and it'll stick with you like a virus on your system. Yeah, I didn't know that. You got to like reset your system. I, well, I think it's time to tell everyone about Sherry's Berries. So let me pull them right up. Christmas is just a couple days away. Are you still looking for the perfect gift that uh, everyone will love? Well, look no further because Sherry's Berries has you covered. Get Sherry's Berries sweet, freshly dipped strawberries starting at just $19.99. That's a 40% savings when you're going through us. Gourmet berries are fresh, juicy, and dipped in dark, white, and milky, milky chocolatey deliciousness sprinkled with decadent toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts you can double the berries for just ten dollars more to get this deal go to berries.com and use the special code pka sherry's berries has holiday gifts that will bring you joy that will bring joy to everyone on your list there's they're more than just berries uh they have snowman brownie pops snowman brownie pops uh chocolate dipped peppermint cookies and cheesecake bites that sounds awesome they would deliver all your fresh gifts to your door on the date you choose Here's the only way to get this amazing offer. Sherry's Berry starts at $19.99, as I said before. So visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right-hand corner and, and type in P-K-A. Sherry's Berries. Awesome. Those sound delicious. I, I like those things. Uh, someone got me some last year. 
uh, they were just covered. They really are decadent. Like it's a strawberry, but then it's like layer upon layer of deliciousness on top. So, if so you uh, both tried them, they yeah. sent. Did you? Did they send you cher cherries berries? No. no. They they sent them to my house. Uh, I would have had them for the show, but they sent them like two weeks ago, and uh, you know it was time to eat them. them fresh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah, they're like a, a super high end decadent treat. The the strawberry is like a perfect strawberry and it's covered with like this chocolate and uh, some of them have nuts and some of them there's white chocolate. They don't cut nuts. any corners. They have white people pick their produce with cherries, <laughs> berries. I, I, mm -hmm. I, that's the, the term I was looking for. It, the, the nature of it is there are no corners cut. The strawberries are perfect. The chocolate is perfect. It's like decorated perfect. It's 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 a, it's a high-end treat. Each berry is like a little artisan created work of art it's mm -hmm. very nice mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah if you if you if you're struggling for christmas gifts i know i am i am i'm literally gonna do this i swear to god i'm gonna order some sherry's berries like that's my gift this year for my like that'll be perfect uh, just get it done i have nothing i always put it off i never have christmas gifts for anyone um if i've got some swag laying around that i can shit like like you guys got those knives that year or whatever I think I don't remember what I don't think those were like extras laying around. I think I intentionally went and got those for you guys. But most of the time, like my dad was t was telling his friend the other day, he's like, "Yeah, Kyle's kind of in the gun business, so he gets a lot of extra stuff, and I get the overflow." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," and, and Jeremy, he gets dad's overflow. He tries to attach onto that nozzle. So, it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you if you if you need a quick Christmas gift or you just have a sweet tooth, Sherry's berries is a, a very delicious treat. So check them out. I think I'm gonna take advantage of this too this year because i'm in deep shit with christmas presents right now like I, I haven't done really much at all like i've got stuff for melissa and that's about the end of it like w one person in my life i got taken care of what i maybe i'll send all the rest sherry's berries and that's it <laughs> i've Just got it everybody so gets easy i take care of jackie and i'm not done yet and then jackie takes care of every other person in our universe Nice. Oh, that's great. I uh, I don't buy gifts for anyone. I get I get my dad a gift every year. Uh, I always get him something very nice because I appreciate all the love and uh, upbringing that he gave me and all that stuff very much. I, I say that earnestly. Uh, so I always get him something cool. Like one year I got him a really fancy 1911 like showpiece. It's like ivory handles and uh, like lots of gold inlay and shit. And uh, this year I'm getting him a uh, double barrel pump shotgun. Uh, one year I got him uh, like a SBR, a uh, little short barreled rifle. It was mm -hmm. like, I always get him like a, a two or three thousand dollar gun, something like that every year. And uh, and like he what, says, he, huh? What's your mom oh. get? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wouldn't get her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck her, right? <laughs> I would that would get her a gift? Absolutely not. I don't think she's ever gotten me a gift. No, absolutely not. That's that's hilarious. That that really took <laughs> the idea. Just the very idea. The uh, I'll get Yeah, just the thought of buying her something, going out and shopping for something for her. No, I if if anything I'd like to go like go Grinch mode and like go take something of hers around the holidays. Like like here's I was talking to my dad the other day, like we sit and talk about like how rough he's got it back at home. And, uh, and so, so like we were, we were over there late. He was helping me work on some stuff. It was like 8 PM and we just finally wrapped up and we're both all sore and we're sitting there in a chair drinking a beer and a very completely classless with our beers, just, just drinking them. Ugh. 
<laughs> and uh, oh, and it took uh, me a second to get that. I was like, "Is there some?" Yeah. Go on. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, "Well, I think I'm gonna go home and get something to eat, Dad." And he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go home and might be a can of ravioli or something and have a mayonnaise sandwich. I don't know." Uh, I was like, "Mom won't cook anything." He's like, "Oh hell no, she won't cook cook me nothing. No, she she might fix something for herself, but nothing for me." And, uh, and and so later on we we're talking about coffee and I I was like what do you what do you get your coffee out of he's got what? he's like well I got a drip pot you know like an old school thing and I was like well you like I was like you should try the Keurig because I know he only drinks two cups of coffee in the morning he drinks one in bed then he gets up and drinks another on the back porch and that's his coffee and uh, I was like you should try this Keurig thing I was like it's always really tasty you make the perfect amount and, you know I went over the 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 pros of the Keurig machine he's like well your mother has one. Maybe I'll try. And I even told him how to use it. I was like, it's easy. You know, you told him how to use it. And so like, he reports back to me like two days later. He's like, well, your mother caught me trying to use her coffee machine this morning. <laughs> I was like, well, he was like, she came fucking unglued. I was like, I was like, why? He's like, well, she said I put the wrong kind of water in it. I was like, what kind of water does she put in it? He's like, she, apparently she purifies it first before she puts it in the machine. And I, I was like, so you put some non-purified well water in her machine? And she had a fit. He's like, oh, yeah, she's screaming. Came fucking unglued. And I'm just feeling so, so, so yeah, mom gets nothing. Grinch mode on mom. I should go in there and take her Keurig, take her Apple, uh, or her air book away, something like that for her. Uh, nothing for her, absolutely not. Um, you know, sometimes divorce isn't the worst option. That's what I told him. I told him the other day. I told my dad, I was like, you know, I remember when you called me and told me you guys were getting a divorce. I got off the phone and I was like, good, good. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. And and, and I won't go into like what we, what he said after that, but um, but you know, they're, they're, they're together. Yeah. <laughs> Think similarly about you that you're an ingrate little shithead. No, no, I'm sure she, uh, she'd probably be have her feelings hurt if she, if she, if she heard all this. But, but you know, it's, I'm just being honest. You know, I just, I feel like she's very difficult to get along with. She's, she's, uh, you know, doesn't have much of a sense of humor, and and she's just so high strung. That's the real thing. She's really uptight and high strung. I yeah. remember, um, I, I guess they caught wind of the show or something a month ago, and. They were like, you know, we might start watching more of that show of yours. And you're like, well, there's five or six hours a week. Good luck with that. Yeah. Just, like, go right a fucking head. There's like 10,000 hours or something like that. Like, like dig around. Have fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna, you'll, you'll get through one episode of, of me, like, talking about period blood, looking like I slaughtered a lamb in a, in a bed. And you'll be like, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> go right ahead. I don't care. Uh, uh yeah, those two are, are, are great. But yeah, I, I I don't care for mom too much. But yeah, I'll get dad a gift. Uh, I'll get my girlfriend a gift because you know that's mandatory. You can't not get your girlfriend a gift, and uh, probably get something for Kitty. And that and that's it. That's always it. I don't really get any gifts for anybody else. Uh, I used to, but the people don't appreciate them, and and that always offends me. And I end up like liking people less for having gotten them a gift in the end. So it's like Christmas is fucking stupid. I'll, I'll get gifts that are. For the people I actually love, so that's what I do now. Yeah, I mean, or Sherry's berries, you know, it's a quick, quick snack for them. Absolutely. Maybe I'll poison some and send them to my mom. You, why waste a delicious berry like Sherry's? Uh, at least poison a lesser food, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. that's true. I, I need Chimchka's like, berries. I'll send her some yeah, of those. You need some like Ted's turnips to to poison. Do you want to go through this tranny album and I then? Do. Uh, so I just need to count how many of them there are. There's it. So if people don't know, here's the background. It was last week or the week before. We were on Backpage, 
and um, there was a, a like all these transsexual prostitutes, and I maintained that at least half of them I couldn't tell that they were at one time guys, and Kyle and maybe Taylor were like, I, I'm a lock. I have a a superpower at uh, at knowing what's what. And, and that they could tell that which ones were guys and which ones were girls. So now we can put it to the test. I, um, I looked through it, and all of these are like PG. So I'm going to go to the thing. I'm sure we'll have to fix the images at the bottom. Some of these, some of these are pretty tough. Uh, I, I, oh, don't know how, <clears throat> I don't know how I'm going to fare now that I see these because... <sighs> see, I feel like the ones last week were tough too. It's just that... You know, we're literally on a transsexual prostitute page, so you know the answer in advance. Mm. Now, uh, I need to move this. Now that you don't know the answer in advance because it's mixed, you know, it's going to be a bigger test. So, do you want to start? <clears throat> um, I, I think we should, you want to write down our answers and then compare who has the, uh, the most effective uh, trandar. I don't know. Tradar. Yeah. Tradar. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, I, we could we could compare answers openly on each one and then maybe check the. Oh, we could just go. Is there where's yeah. the answer key? Actually, don't tell me. I will cheat. <laughs> uh, Chiz <laughs> texted me the answer key, but I. I All right, so let's go. Girl I took number my one. My phone and placed it face down so that. So, uh... so individual number one has these spiked shoulder pads and she's a little cross-eyed with blue eyes. I'm going to say that as a woman. That is a girl, naturally. Uh, that, that person has a vagina. Hmm. Let's see. Shame about her eyes there. I her teeth have so many spaces, it looks like her tongue's in jail. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are rough. I'm going to say that's a girl. I just feel like her collarbones <clears throat> and neck are very girl-like. I feel like her forehead is very feminine. Let's let's go back. All right. I will agree. So that's a unanimous. Unanimous that one is a girl. All right. I'm going to try and look here. Uh, it is a girl. We all got that one right. All right. <sighs> Number two. Girl. Kyle says girl. No, I'm going to say guy. Taylor because I want to be guy. different and because that looks like a wig. Uh, I'm going to abstain because when I looked at the answer for girl... I, I saw it, and uh, this is uh, transsexual. Ah. Yes. Yes. I was wrong. So that's 100%. I have an A. Look, I'll tell you why I was wrong here. So here are the things I looked at. Uh, obviously, <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's the main thing. But here's why I thought it was a girl. So look at her arms. They seem really skinny, which I feel like is a feminine thing. I feel like most dudes, even if they're little dudes, have more mass there, and girls just have these spaghetti arms most of the time. Um, and her forehead, although she's a Asian, really throws me off because they have a flatter face. And I feel like some of the masculine features that I would notice in a black or uh, white person just aren't there inherently in an, in an Asian face. Uh, the, the, there's no uh, Adam's apple thing going on. Of course, it's flat chested. And now that I look at like the like the bust line, I guess I can see that like there's so not Taylor's what winning two to one girl yeah. three here. Hmm. Yeah, man, that's tough. It's tough because I feel like in the face I see guyism, but that is really a womanly shape. 
Shit, like the hits. Man. Man. Taylor? I'm going to say man, because there's no reason for them to put an image like that up unless they're trying to fool you. Hmm. Because <laughs> uh, every instinct says woman, which means it's got to be wrong. It, it is. I, I, I'm trying not to say man. I'm trying to get this right. Um, but it's... Uh, transgender person. Transgender. It's transgender. Is the I, I saw, I'll tell you what clued me in. It's the, uh, the hands and the... Uh, the veins on the right hand, on the right forearm. Mm-hmm. Looks like she's been through a few woodshop courses. Yeah. Youth. I don't see what you see. I, to me, the only guy stuff I see on her is, is in the face. Everything mm -hmm. else looks very girl to me. I will admit that on her left forearm, it's kind of a little muscly, but nothing that I wouldn't see on someone. I'm talking about her left hand. I feel like the knuckles and everything. And, like, look at her pinky finger. Like, girls have dainty hands. And that... that she, those look almost like my hands on there, but with nice nails. That hand to me just looks like an over thirty girl. But all right, let's move on to girl number four. So what's the score? What are you uh, not? I'm not playing because I keep seeing the answer. You know how there's like there's a list of twelve, and you can't help but see five mm -hmm. when you look at four. Um, but Taylor is winning three to two. Hmm. Uh, next one is. I don't know. 50% sure. I'm going to say, see, the, the no Adam's apple, and so that's trending towards woman. I'm going to say woman. Kyle? Hmm. I'm going to say woman, too. That makeup looks, it's, it's, her makeup's well done. Like her I can't makeup. lose the lead. I, I mean, that's all I got to go on. You're both right. It's a woman. Oh. Yeah. Right. Next one. Boy or girl? That is... Or... Hmm. Have they been doing every other so far? Because um, now's the time they would switch it up to try and fool us. They have not been doing every other. I'm looking ah. at this pattern. It's pretty random to me. My conclusion is based on a false premise. <laughs> I will say Girl. Girl. You're both right. Number five. The hair. The ha yeah. Hmm. I thought nice. you might trip on that one. All right, Next number one six. Is transgender, and I was about to say Jimmy Dean sausage, but then I remembered <laughs> the name of the contest. Uh, this this uh, lady is wearing a very tight dress with like those kinds of string going through the side that like, we I, use like tie turkey. She is testing the tensile strength of that dress on the side I think there. this is my chance to step ahead, but uh, I'll, I'll say this is a transgender. I'm going to say transgender as well. You are both right. Yeah. <sighs> All uh, right. I didn't expect to have the lead, but I'm happy I'm here. Right? All right. Uh-oh. Kyle's, uh, Kyle's nemesis, the... Is she Asian? That's, that's where I was going with that. No, Latina, if anything. Hmm. So very feminine curves, but if we've learned anything from previous answers on the test, that does not mean anything. I say female. I'm going to say transgender. It's tied up again. It's tied oh! up again. Yes, that. Oh, I took a risk. She painted her nails. That's a mess. Yeah, look at how she painted her nail. She's got one nail red. That's a girly thing. 
All uh, right. She's all girl. All right. That was, all right. Trendy like two years ago. <laughs> now, all right. I know this answer. Well, you got the key. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't pretending to oh. superiority. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Hmm. I'm thinking transgender on this one. The neck <laughs> looks like there's a, an Adam's apple hidden away. Kyle's pursing his eyes, studying the image. Hmm. Let me check it with my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> How does that help? <laughs> it doesn't. I'm going to say it's a girl. He said transgender. Oh, is it over? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me just double count to make sure I'm looking at the right answer. She's the one that looks like she'd be on a wrestling team. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Kyle, what was your answer? I say that's a female. You are right. And you said yes, up by two. Kyle's up, up by, by one. one. Kyle's up by oh. one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. All right, all right. So now we are on girl number <laughs> nine here. Trying to steal points from me. All right. Oh, God, I'm on a mid-season slide here. Mm. Sit in the background. I don't know if you're going to make the playoffs. Oh, there's only two of us. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is really there's kind of a Super Bowl playoffs. right here. <laughs> you face Wings Redemption of the Thunderdome. The winner here does. So, Or this is like professional sports in the 1920s where it's like, ah, I didn't do too well, but, you know, not enough men out there. You, you still make it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this has got to be a uh, a transgendered person. I'm agreeing on transgender. You're both right. It and was very, uh, very overexposed. Yeah. Which... Washing out uh, most of the detail. All right, number 10. I need to scroll up so people can see. Female. Uh, now that I'm looking at the nails thing, I'm seeing where Kyle's answers are coming from more. I'm going to say female. Or... God, this could be a this could be a season changer here. <laughs> oh, I, I think it is a female the franchise. Is... So everybody's going with female on girl number ten. Yeah. Yes. Ah, everybody's wrong. Oh, Asian, uh, the Asians. You both just slept with a transgender woman. Okay, uh, oh, number God. eleven. That's a five head. Uh, that's a girl. Taylor, no. that's a, that, that's a girl. You're both right. All right, and number twelve. Uh, the guy on the left is a man. <laughs> Extra credit. Uh, you can't. Oh, you can't see the neck, which is a big issue Female. here. Female. Wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. I saw another feature. Hang on. <laughs> what? Ah. What, what feature are you noticing? I bet, is he what looking is at her wrist and I'm thinking of those claw hands that she's... Look how she's holding that phone. Have you ever seen anybody hold a phone like that? Look at this shit. Got like a... Like two fingers here and... Kind of, ah, she's doing a whole thing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like she put the claw on her She doesn't apple. have a case on. Uh-uh. Um, uh, risky. Man, she's really accessorized there, too. It's, I feel like she's very well-dressed. Transgender final answer. Mm. This is for all the tranny marbles. I will say that's a woman. Take the risk. Wow, that is a risk. I thought you were going to use strategy. 
But yeah. um, uh, Kyle is wrong on that, and oh, an attack. Oh, we really oh. need some sort of tiebreaker here. I can't believe it's. That's impressive. That like look at look at the knees. Like I, I saw this as a tall individual and mm. in the claw thing and everything. I guess I should have went with my gut. The knees really say girl to me. It was mostly yeah. height that I was thinking. I, that that I thought mm. too. She seems taller than the guy. Eh. But I figured heels. And she's just look at her. She's got the watch on, the bracelets, the the bag. Like she's well dressed. The hair is extensions. I should have seen the her old the Adam's I, apple hide up. You both got seventy five percent right. That's pretty good. That's that passes. Yeah, we we got a C. Solid C. C's get degrees, and trainees, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did pretty well at that. And and those were tough ones. I feel like I feel like those are much tougher than what the average you know field that you have to deal with out in the world. I feel like um, they didn't make the girls masculine enough. I felt like there were a couple girl gimmies. Uh, the the one girl in particular, she had like a, I think a Notre Dame hoodie on or something. I thought that was tough. I, I thought that uh, that one was tough for me because then it, it looked like a boy uh, in, in a few ways. You know, I, I couldn't tell. The first uh, one I thought was really girl. Uh, I saw we had a transgendered fan who posted on the subreddit and uh, and we like looked into her profile and she got massive dick, massive dick. Uh, I'm sure you're listening out there. Like you just gotta know, like, like we're not transphobic or anything. Like, like if anything, like we're we're pretty fucking liberal here, uh, socially speaking. Like, I, I think we all are. So any any trans uh, gendered people who get offended by us, just and I don't think there were any. Like like she in particular, I think was like got the joke and realized that we're not uh, fucking KKK on here. I got not. a lot of personal messages actually, and they were all really supportive. They could see I was trying to be. Yeah. You know, to get your pronouns correct. Yeah, to get my yeah, I was like, I I, I think they. I still slip to up on that too, calling like Caitlyn Jenner he. And it's okay to slip up because it's not coming. It's it's not like I slipped up and called you a nigger or something. Like like I just slipped that's up. Much worse. And, yeah. Yeah, that's much worse. <laughs> <laughs> like like you do that, and it's clear that you've got some like under uh, like like that you're just secretly holding back bigotry, right? If, if you let one of those slip out, but if you let a he slip out, it doesn't mean you're a bigot. It just means like having a hard time like keeping your ducks straight in this uh, crazy mixed up shook up world we're living in. Yeah, it means we're in a world that's entering a new phase and everybody's trying to to reset a bit and figure it out. There's going to be a learning curve there for some Yeah, I'll, I'll call you whatever you want to be called. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good courtesy to extend to someone. Sure. As long as they're not being like attention seeking like, "Oh, call me Lord Commander." from now on or something <laughs> yeah, identify as the lord commander of the night's watch you know and you can't tell me that you don't i don't my friends call me megatron yeah it's kind of a kind of a nickname i earned i also make him tell it to me i uh everyone in my safe space knows me by that name like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i don't i think everybody and at least like what you are a bit older but i think most people in me and kyle's age bracket are socially really liberal like there's a crazy conservative like no gays no abortion every so often but it seems like the overwhelming majority really socially liberal okay with all this shit you know i, I don't know like, i don't know i that think many. i am too uh no you are yeah, yeah so i was yeah. talking about your age bracket i wasn't sure about how that mixed up yeah but every so often i'll i don't know my wife is my like everybody i know is um but there you know there are people who aren't my age also yeah. Well, I think it's time to talk about our second sponsor of the night, Credit Karma. Uh, this, I think, this is our second time they've been on the show. 
your credit score is one of the most important numbers in your life. It has a huge impact on your finances, what you might pay for credit card interest, home and auto loans, as well as student debt. With Credit Karma, there's no catch. They never ask you for your uh, credit card number, uh, and everything on their site is free. What I like about Credit Karma is they don't just show you a score and send you away. They actually break it down so you can see how your, uh, your actions can affect your score. Like, if you use too much of your credit limit, your score will go down. I recently found out that 25% of people in the United States have errors on their credit report. Now, uh, with Credit Karma, you can check your reports whenever, and you can, f you can see if there's any of those errors on there and get all that cleared up. It's your credit score, and it's crucial to, uh, to know what that score is and how it works. The problem is people get stuck paying for their credit score. Well, you won't have that issue when you use Credit Karma. Uh, you don't pay for your credit score with Credit Karma. You can see your credit score right now absolutely free. Just go to creditkarma.com slash save to get started. You'll also get free tips and suggestions to help you manage your credit, free credit monitoring, and free alerts when your score changes. So don't let today end without seeing your score. Thanks to Credit Karma, you get, uh, you get it for free. So go to creditkarma.com slash save to get started so you can see what, uh, what may, the most, may be the most important number in your life. I have a pro tip. I saw it on Reddit, so I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean, it was right there on the internet. Go to Credit Karma, get your stuff, and then immediately file and have all your corrections made. Even if maybe you fucked up, but apparently by law, they have to have it sorted out in 30 days, and they're short-staffed right now. <laughs> and there's a bunch of holiday days too. So people are taking like vacation times to like extend that period between Christmas and New Year's. And like if there's a mistake or even not on your credit record, you can just like file it as a thing. And, uh, and then if they don't get back to you in 30 days, which they might not because no one's working, um, you can get it fixed. Nice. Fix your credit report. Take advantage of the New Year's. Vacation. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's an amazing loophole. You should take advantage of that. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get on there and see if i got anything going on uh, and, and do the same. That's, that's, really, that's a really good tip. So, yeah, definitely go check out Credit Karma, uh, this show. Go, go make that happen because it appears that you can get some stuff taken off your port whether you're uh, <laughs> entitled to it or not. Like, I, I, I can't stress how important your credit score really is uh, yeah. to you. It really is a very important thing. And if you could get a little uh, edge on the, the whole world, uh, this holiday season. Credit score is a funny thing. Like it, 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 it totally doesn't matter until it does. At which point, it is your entire life. It is your shelter. It is your, you know, it, it's your car. It's your transportation. Yeah. It, it, at one point, all of a sudden, whether or not you can get along in this world or not matters. And uh, suddenly, you know, there's your credit score. So, what kind of things lower your credit score severely? Uh, not paying bills is the key one, or paying bills late. But there's lots of weird things that can, like pulling your credit report when they do a hard pull, as, as it's referred to at like a at like an auto dealership or really anywhere. If you're, it could be a one of those rent to own places. Like, you gotta be real careful with that whenever you're letting somebody pull your credit. Like, I I know when people are shopping for cars, you know they bounce from dealership to dealership and they might let them do pull after pull after pull. You do five of those in a weekend, and that can damage your score. You get, and and if you're on some sort of some sort of line, let's say you've got a 740 beacon and you need a 745 to get this top, the, the lowest possible interest rate, which would be zero, right? Um, and, and you know, you do five hard pulls and suddenly you drop from the 745 to a 738 or something and you're like, shit, I just, I just really fucked myself over here. So, it's very having a court order you to pay money that, that hurts your credit yeah, report. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, there's lots of things. Um, Lots and lots of things, actually. Having a court be like, hey, you haven't paid off this car. You got to do this or you're going to jail it's or something. weird. Like, I remember on my credit report, um, this is 
gone by now. It was from my college days, but I got into a car accident and uh, everybody felt like the car accident wasn't their fault. Uh, I was pulling into a toll booth and uh, this is before like it was easy pass. And the lady without using her turn signal cut right in front of me at the last second. I hit the brakes and I slid into her. So from my perspective, it's like you didn't use a turn signal. You cut in front of me. The, uh, there was like a cop there because it was a toll booth who was like, who put the, who wrote up the report and said she was at fault. Uh, I think he gave her a ticket. There was a um, toll booth operator who saw it go down and testify, not testify in court, but like got interviewed by the policeman and said it was her fault. And then, of course, I thought it was her fault. The only person who didn't was her. And the trouble was she was dating an attorney in the passenger seat. And this guy just like knew how to work the system. He knew what he was doing. And uh, they just, you know, nope, not us, not us, not us. It eventually went to court. And uh, this guy testified for like two hours. I, like it just kept going and going and going. Yeah. <laughs> hit Matlock. <laughs> yeah. And uh, his... It was a weird thing. Like I had an attorney, but it was like provided to us from the insurance company. Like I didn't, I didn't know him or I really, uh, he didn't like prep me on how to testify. He just said, tell the truth. That was all. You know, okay. So, um, we get there and her story didn't even add up. Like, like the way that she lined it up, he had like the physics, like, you know, how fast, like if he's going this fast, this is how much time he, or how much distance he would have traveled. And what you're saying just isn't even true. And, yeah, like a poster board with strings and thumbtacks <laughs> attached to different things. <laughs> well, he didn't even get to testify. By the time like it was his turn and the, the, like, he wanted to do a closing argument, the judge was like, oh. Are you shitting me, man? The judge <laughs> was falling asleep. The judge was falling asleep on the stand, which I don't know how common that was, but I was really shocked by it. I was like, like, like this is a really big deal to us, and you literally can't keep your eyes open. And at one point, like, like, so when it was time for my guy to do the closing argument, he had already made up his mind. And he's like, do you have to go? And the guy's like, well, I, it's a closing argument. Like, don't I get to, like, make my case? And he's, he's like, well, if you've already made up your mind. And uh, he's like, I was going to explain how the, the argument they're making just isn't possible, you know, that, that, um, that their story has holes in it. Bottom line, uh, they found me 51% at fault. And that's significant because it means that I have to pay for half of their car and they don't pay for any of mine. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I felt like what it a, was. That's terrible. What a fucking Clark. asshole judge. Yeah. Judges suck. There needs to be a better system for judges. I, I don't know what it is, but fuck. Uh, judges suck, man. I really felt like justice wasn't done that day. No, it wasn't. No, I had uh, insurance, so I didn't pay anything. But, but your insurance rates went up, yeah, didn't Yeah, your they? premiums went up, uh, I bet. I don't think they did. I, I think actually what happened was there was a settlement like that could have happened. And yeah. my father talked to the insurance company. He's like, we're thinking about settling. But the attorney who was in the passenger seat on, on their side was really rude to our insurance company. And it became personal for them. Like he was apparently just like obstinate and difficult to talk to through the whole process. And they didn't want to settle at all. And my father was like, I don't know, this thing's not going well. Like, your attorney that you brought here, he seems like some sort of rookie. Like, we might just take the settlement. It might be a better deal. And they said, look, we're going to go on with this thing. Nothing will happen to you. We won't raise your rates. If we're ordered to pay, USAA will pay it. Like, you know, you're, you are now insulated. I Like, you've won personally, but we want to go to court and see if we can get this guy to lose. And uh, they failed, but that's, that's how it went down. Hmm. Anyway... 
on my record was a court order to pay for this guy's car. And, you know, I think USAA did, like, immediately. Like, so I, I wasn't negligent in fulfilling all of my duties or anything. But because there was a court order to pay for something, I had a ding on my credit report for seven years. Hmm. And, and that, to me, was just like, you know. Insult what? to injury. It just really sucked. Like, I felt like, like, you know, let's say this small claims court thing happens, right? That I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow I end up having to pay for like, so it was $2,800 of wood. I put a down payment of 1400 and she never delivered it. Right. Let's say hypothetically, they're like, well, wait a minute. You have to pay for the other 1400 now. Like if it goes down like that, anytime someone orders you to pay money in court, that's a negative on your credit report. Even though in my head, it's like, you know, well, I paid it immediately. It, should, it wasn't a late payment or anything. Uh, I never felt obligated to pay it before. Could the judge somehow at the end be like, you know, we could just set aside this ruling and are you sure you don't want to settle Mr. Gamertag? <laughs> you know, could he pull one of those be like, because it's not going to go well for you if you don't. <laughs> And you could just be like, yeah, let me just, yeah, are we all good here? Yeah, good. Just kind of slowly back out of the courtroom. Yeah, <laughs> that's not far from what happened with the last time when, uh, like, it, I, people know these stories. But with the house that was six grand, I withheld it from the general contractor because he owed it to someone else. They put a lien against my house. Uh, and then they were about to say, all right, you have to take this six grand and pay the sub. And I'm like, why is this? This hurts my credit record. This isn't fair. And they're like, well, why don't you guys work this all out, you know, out of court, make a settlement, and then there'll be no court. So my credit report wasn't ever hit. Um, but this, so that's almost exactly what happened. But mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, Taylor asked what kind of things hurt your credit report. Not paying, paying late, court ordering you to pay somebody. Uh, those things are all dings. I guess the if idea you, is If that, you destroy your apartment and then skip town... That sort of thing will hurt your credit, credit report's score. probably least on your list of worries if you're destroying property and just skipping town, though. Uh, hey, I mean, it, it was the only real way that, you know, it was the only negative of the whole thing. I didn't mean to destroy that apartment, first of all. Like, like I didn't feel like, I feel like somebody should have let me know at some point in life that those sprinkler systems are ticking time bombs and don't touch them. <laughs> like, Wait, nobody ever told me. an apartment. So, just so you know, Taylor, those little sprinklers you see in the ceiling, that's a hand grenade sitting there in, in a government, yeah. not in your house, but okay. Well, in an apartment, in government buildings, and places that are required to have them. Some the sprinkler hotels. with that little red plastic thing in there, yeah. that's, a, that's a hand grenade. You pull that red thing, that's a goddamn pin. Uh, what happened so was, pull it. it was my birthday, and I'm ironing my, I got all my laundry back from the laundromat. It's all sitting there in the floor. I'm ironing up my birthday dinner clothes to go out on my birthday dinner date. And uh, I get my shirt all ironed. It's looking nice. And I'm like, ah, I need to hang this up somewhere. I had one of those ironing boards that attaches to a door and like folds down. And I'm like, ah, sprinkler. So I hang it up there. Now the shirt's hanging from the ceiling. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a tall guy. I can reach right up there and grab it off an eight foot ceiling. And so I'm ironing my pants now. I get the pants all ironed. I go ahead and put those on, get my new pants on. And now it's time to put on my nice iron fancy shirt. So I'm trying to get it down. I'm trying to get it. And, and the hook part is like wedged in to the, to the, uh, the, the, uh, the sprinkler. Yeah, it's stuck in there. So I kind of twist it and torque it back and forth. And it goes pop. And that little red thing snaps. And that red thing is like a pin stuck in there holding back the gates of hell and when that broke 
The thing slips down, a valve is opened, and all of the water that has been contained in that sprinkler system since that apartment building was constructed in like the seventies, you know, the water's just sitting in those st in those in those steel pipes, yeah, those iron pipes or whatever, just sitting there the whole time under pressure. So it's just rust, and it comes at me like a fire hose. So much pressure, so much volume. I mean, it's it's like a there's a suddenly there's a waterfall coming out of the ceiling of my apartment. And keep in mind, all of my clothing that I own is right there at my feet, getting soaked <laughs> with this rust water, like all my clothes. So I'm just like, I panic. I, I honestly think I did every, you know, I didn't do anything stupid, but I start moving stuff from that room back to the bedroom, you know, my laptop, my television, trying to save stuff. But it's coming more and more and more. And at one point, I grabbed a towel and just put it up on it. And I don't know what I was thinking because that's <laughs> not going to work. But like the towel being over it meant all the water just went into the towel and came down my arm. And it was just like I could feel the volume at that point. I could see how much water. And it's just pouring gallon upon gallon. Just, the floor is, you know, it's, it's standing water now. So I run back to the bedroom. I'm just like. What the fuck am I gonna do? And keep in mind, the fire alarm is going off. Me now, me now, me now, me now. Throughout so the entire, yeah. the entire apartment complex, it's going off. So I strip off my completely soaked clothes, put on new clothes that are dry, get a towel over my head, and then you gotta keep in mind the sprinkler that's going off is right next to the door. And there's only one door. It's an apartment. So I gotta run through the water to get out. I like slam the door behind me, and I look, and all my neighbors are outside standing because the alarm's going off. And nobody knows it's me. And I'm just standing out there with them. I'm like, it's fucking me, by the way. <laughs> I was like, it's my apartment. I was like, the sprinkler's going off. And there's not a fire so everybody can calm down. And the guy's like, can I look? Can I see? And I'm like, go right a fucking head. It's 3B over there. And like, he opens the door and cracks it about this much. And it soaks him in a line. Because <laughs> like the, the water's just blasting right at the door. He goes... <laughs> and he's just instantly soaked in a line head to foot. He's like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah. Like I said, they it was they told me how many thousands of gallons they took out of there. I, I don't remember if it was four or 20,000 gallons. I, I don't remember the number. But I, it, it was an enormous amount. They were using these huge push broom squeegees to, like, push it out of my house. But it was standing water, like, as, like much deeper than you would think could stand in an apartment. And uh, and I just left. I just got all Dude. my shit and and moved and left. You just and... moved just to fuck this. Yeah, Follow this left. for a second. So after that, <laughs> you moved into like someone's a like shared an apartment yeah, with, with a my, couple yeah, other guys. You had to sleep on a couch and you did that for a while. Then you eventually moved back home. Had you not broken that sprinkler, right? You might have never moved back home. You might have never got into YouTube. There'd be nah. no PKA. That was a butterfly effect moment. No, I don't think that was the butterfly effect moment no? because no, because no, trying to make that apartment was only like like no that that's not what triggered the move. It was the breakup with the girlfriend really that that triggered the whole move and and the depression that led to the the heavy video game use and all that. Like the the apartment was just kind of a bump in the road and like uh, you know I got a new apartment like later after that like. I stayed on those guys' couch for a while, but then after that, we actually got an apartment where I had my own bedroom, et cetera. Mm. And so it was really the breakup with the girlfriend that led me into my spiraling depression. That, that I didn't that, know you dated her again. I don't know. I'm a little mixed up on the history. I, I... Well, um, yeah, you know, I moved to Atlanta to like be with her or whatever. That right. That time. I just didn't know that effort was successful. Yeah. So, well, semi-successful. Yeah. Yeah. 
I moved there, like dated her for a while, then we broke up, and then I, I went into my, my spiraling sadness. As you do. Where you got really good at COD. Yeah, right? That was a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll get you a fucking, like, uh, all, you'll be an all-star S&D player sound how we're in fools like it's nobody's business. In the you rain, just, on vacant. I can, I can just picture depressed Kyle sitting there playing okay. COD 4 for hours on end. Your two foreign booze-hound roommates just... <laughs> bothering you that sounds like it was just a good uh like a breeding chamber for more depression i deal with discomfort really well i feel like not the kind of discomfort like being out in the wilderness but the kind of comfort like your roommate coming home every night and playing uh like like uh techno music uh till till four in the morning like like there was just a period of time where i just got no sleep i just didn't sleep i was just a vampire i guess i don't know how i powered through it I remember there was a time when I was drinking so many Red Bulls and so many Redline energy drinks that my boss had to sit me down and be like, you're going to have to tone it down a little. You were screaming at that woman about a chrome grill, Kyle. Like, she wasn't into it. She wasn't into it. I was like, but look at the grill! Look at the grill! <laughs> like, you're like, shaking at her. <laughs> yeah, I literally was. Like, like caffeine was my drug of choice. He, my, my, uh, my manager, one of them, he, he owned a GNC. Like, he had a, a couple of them that he owned. And, uh, and I was, he, he saw me drinking these Red Bulls by the four-pack. Like, I'd get a four-pack, and I'd pour them all into a big gulp. Like, that big, like, giant Oh, cup. that's gross. Yeah, sure, as you do. No, no, nothing in it. I just used the cup. See, right. I'd pour them in the cup so I could guzzle no, them. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying was gross. Was four <laughs> Red Bulls. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I just, I put okay. just the four Red Bulls. There was no <laughs> rust water. That was a different story. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I would have this chalice of Red Bull, my, and I would literally double hand it and like glug, 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 try to like get into my system in one big punch to like energize me because I was just coming off a two-hour sleep, three hours sleep, and, you know, partying the night before, drinking beers and stuff. So like my manager was like, what you need is some Redline. And I was like, what's Redline? He's like, oh, it's, it kicks Red Bull's ass. Redline energy drink. It comes in these, like, steel bottles. Like, it's not like aluminum where you can, like, you know, crush it. It's like a hard steel bottle. It's like a, and, and he gives me this thing. Uh, he, he slides the uh, four-pack of them across the table. He's like, brought these for you today. And he turns around, and he's in his filing cabinet, and he's doing stuff. And I crack one open. I'm like, look, 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 look. And I kill the thing. And he turns, and, and he's, he's facing away. He's like, but only drink half. Only half of one of those at a time. He turns around. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, bro. He's like, get ready to ride the bull for real. <laughs> and sure enough, like, that was the day when, like, I'm showing this, uh, this black lady uh, a, uh, an expedition. And it's like a limited top-of-the-line expedition with the white pearl paint job and chrome everywhere. And I'm just trembling, literally trembling. My hands would be shaking. And I'd be like, but look at the grill. Look at the grill. And I'm slapping the bumpers. I'm like, you see this bumper? Pow, pow. I'm hitting it hard, like so hard you can hear it resonate. I'm like, those are 35 mile per hour impact bumpers. You see this seat right here? Sit in that seat. I'm like, I open the door. Sit in that seat. And I fucking close the door, hop in the driver's seat. I'm like, you know what that seat's doing right now? She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it's weighing you. It knows how much you weigh. It knows how tall you are. And those airbags are going to deflate in a in a customized speed, shape, and and, uh, and softness just for you, ma'am. Is that That's true? For that's that's Ford's safety system. That's what it. That's what we're bringing to the table right now. You see that door right now? Side impact door beams, ma'am. Three of them, horizontal beams, protecting you from impacts up to 35 miles per hour. You won't even get a freaking scratch. Those are airbags up there too. Whole curtain of airbags coming down. And I'm just like red faced and trembling, sweating. She's so uncomfortable trying the door. It's locked. <laughs> Wait, I got a few more features. Like. <laughs> 
And just, just like Gagliardi's looking at me, he's just like, you need to tone it down, man. Like, I think you were scaring that last lady. <laughs> no, that red line stuff is no joke. I've, uh, the, it's like red, it's supposed to be like a pre-workout supplement. Like that was its intended purpose is that like you do, it's like you drink half of one or whatever before you work out and you just are full of energy. And I went to get an energy drink before work one day real early. And I was like, I just, I was, you know, trying the field. I'd had some monsters, some, some Red Bull tried some Rockstar here and there, and I'm like, Same I'm gonna day? try Redline. Uh, no, different days. No. <laughs> like, what is happening? No, no, God, I would have been like Kyle, <laughs> shaking at people. Right. No, but I tried the Redline, and it was like I had never heard of it, but I drank the whole thing. I went back and I like threw the empty one in the garbage, and my manager was like, "Do you just drink that whole thing right now?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm feeling a little out of it. I was going to get a Red Bull or this," and he goes, "Oh, Jesus Christ, man!" Like. Like you, you watch yourself because you're you're gonna start sweating soon. You're gonna start, you know, shaking because of all that caffeine. I'm like, it's fine. I drink a lot of caffeine. I could handle it. I drink like ten sodas a day. And he's like, all right. And like twenty minutes later, I just my heart is just like like doing a tune. My hands are sweaty and shaking, and I it was awful. I will never have another one of those. It was like panic inducing. I liked him. I liked him a lot. That was uh that would get me going. Fuel myself. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know you are. <laughs> we uh we even had a we eventually got a Red Bull machine at the dealership so it was just right there and like my thing is I would always if I took a car in on trade I mean I'm not gonna steal anything out of there before the customer has a chance to get their shit but if you leave anything in there like that's mine now right like if you leave the dealership you leave this car with us and your shit's in it like well that's my shit now like so I had a crazy CD collection back in the day um just just always took the cds like i every car in the trade-in lot i go out there turn it on hit the eject button open the change pockets you know look for change everywhere and i would have like i don't know i'd make 10 bucks a day sometimes like just going through all the trade-ins out there whatever so i'd just be feeding that red bull machine with, with the nickels dimes and quarters i was taking out of cars just i drank way too much red bull uh but but i needed it like it's the only way i could work do you like do you drink red bull now yeah anymore yeah. i think monster's a lot better I like the taste of Red Bull. It's it's a bit of an acquired taste, but it's like it's what I like now. Monster tastes too sweet to me. Uh, not that Red Bull's some kind of health drink, but um, I, I like the taste of of, uh, of Red Bull, and I'm I know what my caffeine levels are. My girlfriend, uh, so I stay up late uh, a lot. It's like sometimes I'll stay up till three or four in the morning, like watching TV, playing video games in bed, and uh, and I'll make fun of my girlfriend for like dozing off and and falling asleep because she'll literally like not go into narcolepsy mode because her medication or something uh, like like she's taking two different medications and they combine at night to like make her super drowsy and uh and so she bought caffeine pills she's got this big fucking bottle of caffeine pills and i did the math and there's like i think they're 200 milligrams a piece and there's like 4800 total milligrams of caffeine in that bottle and i'm just like you shouldn't even be able to buy this much caffeine <laughs> like you should be on a list somewhere like you bought bought some Sudafed or something but uh, I haven't tried those yet. I've never taken caffeine pills, but I but I'm curious. They I've tried one. Her uh, up. You know the ones that you can get from like when you stop at some wayward highway in Montana, and it's the last one for a while, and it's all big eighteen wheelers, and there's a whole no section goes. in there of like no does or like super wasp and like those names where there's like a bee or a hornet on it. Yeah, yeah, um, yellow jackets. Yeah, yellow jacket energy thiz or whatever, and uh, a bunch of my friends this is years ago in college, had been taking Adderall and what not to study. And I was like, well, I don't have any Adderall, and I'd like to study. So I'm going to go to the gas station and take a couple of 
you know, Harry's liquid hornet juice and just, you know, take those liquid capsules and see if it makes me feel like Adderall does where I'm really focused and, and, you know, not like shaken and out of control, just very like, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I'm very like anal about what has to be done. Not even a little bit similar. Those things, like I would sit down to study and I don't know how truckers take these. I'd read like six words and then I'd be like up and thinking about like, well, they could have done so many other ways to finish the return of the King. There were so many plot points they could have done differently. Like why, why didn't they explain the Eagle part? They would have got rid of so much criticism off their back after it was released. And like just thinking so quickly, I was so uncomfortable, sweating, shaking. Um, You feel jittery and uncomfortable. Like like... I paced uh, like around my whole apartment complex for 40 minutes. Just I couldn't stop moving, or I'd start to be like uh, like that awful movie where they have to keep their RPM or their hearts beats per minute a right. certain yeah. amount. I get this uncomfortable like feeling in my stomach and chest, like a like an uneasiness, like a, an uncomfortability with like with like sitting still and not doing it. It's like I need I should be walking around and like doing stuff right now. You get like a crackhead, yeah, but without it all, it's like you dread. said, you're just like. You're more like a laser that's focused on things and getting pleasure out of completing tasks. But with caffeine, yeah. it's it's a whole different whole different animal. So I guess Adderall just... like gives you like pleasure from like you have a <coughs> list of everything you want to get done. Yeah. And just scrolling a line through a thing on that list. When you're on Adderall, you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah, got that done. And then you move on to the next one. You're actively excited to finish stuff. Uh, not with you know yellow jacket energy pills. Don't mm-hmm. take those. You, I you have like a feeling of dread. Like what have I done? My, there were, I guess there were guys like this in every high school that, that like, I don't know, maybe their home life is bad or whatever, but they're like looking for some way to get high actively all the time, at, at, you know, when they're four, when they're 15, 16 years old. But, but because we were like a rural high school, there, there wasn't a big access to drugs, especially not any hard drugs. Like I never heard of anybody using anything other than marijuana ever in my high school. Like there was wow. no... There was no cocaine or like amphetamines or, or anything like that ever that I heard of, but I, I, I remember these guys would huff gasoline. I, I saw them do it. Like in the uh, in the in the metals class, we had a generator, like a gasoline, you know, you pull start generator, and they'd be in there. They take the cap off and they'd go and they they'd be huffing the gas out of the thing that right works. there. And I'd, yeah, yeah, gasoline. Yeah, get you up. terrible for you. Yeah, uh, they they'd huff gasoline. They'd huff uh, paint thinner. Um, and what else? What was the other thing that they were doing? I know in my high school, like, so my high school had every drug, unlike yours. Like, you, I don't know, LSD, uh, acid. I'm not even sure that might be the same thing. Same thing, yeah. Of, of course, pot, but cocaine, mushrooms, uh, all kinds of stuff. But some of the guys, uh, in an effort, I guess, to save money or even make a buck, would, would work at the grocery store. And... Um, Cool Whip comes in a tub, right? Ready Whip, oh, I think. Oh, Whippets. 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 Oh, my God. They would just whip it. Every fucking Ready Whip that came through the supermarket, they would they would all take a pop on it. And they would just whip it, like, all day, all night. They, they... So, so, wait. Are they are they purchasing Whippets? Or are they going... In, are they working at the grocery store, going to the dairy aisle, and being like... <sighs> Let's put this back now. Yeah, yeah, that the <laughs> latter one before it oh, made its great. way onto the shelf. They oh. would take a huff. Of so like, you get home to make your nice ice cream sundae, and you're like, yeah, right. This has like, like fluid. Liquid, yeah, it's, it's got gross, a little pothead great. breath on it. You know, like, and I don't think they would totally like empty it. I, although yeah, I yeah. guess he broke the seal. I, I don't know what the scoop is, but yeah, they would just huff from like every ready whip that went through the supermarket. Have you ever seen someone do that, like in person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the whippets, it's ah, it it feels so much seedier than it should feel seeing a guy stand there with like ready whip in his hand. Yeah, it's like this. I, like, this isn't what they meant for you to do. Like this. This has yeah, to I've be never awful actively for you. like been like, yeah, let's do some whippets, guys. But you know, I've no, been making ice cream Sunday and been like, hmm, oh wow, oh oh god, oh. oh. <laughs> and for like eight or ten seconds, you're just really lightheaded and fucked up, and I'm just like, I don't like this. Like, I, I just want the ice cream. <laughs> I don't know how dangerous it is, but it's really short lived. Yeah, it's like ten yeah. seconds. Yeah. Like yeah. It's... I saw um, uh, there was a stern thing where they were at some festival and, you know, they go around interviewing the weird people that go to this festival or whatever. And there's a guy walking around with, uh, I guess it's nitrous oxide. I, I think I got that right. And he's got a tank of it, like an oxygen tank size. You know, like if you're in a wheelchair, you got an oxygen tank. You walk you around. The dentist, yeah. About yay big. He's got one of those. He's walking around like, and he's the party man. He's got a little mask attached to that thing and it's a buck a hit. And you got to think, like, there must be hundreds and hundreds of hits mm -hmm. inside of this thing. And he's killing it. He's out there. Everybody's just, you know, and you do a hit, and it's not like you're done for the day. You're like, yeah, give me another one. Here, here you take, take a five. Just, just turn, open it up. Open it up. <laughs> yeah, I saw a guy. He was at a Steve Miller concert. Exact same setup. He was like a, I don't know, like a, it was probably like held MIG welding gases or something normally, but just argon in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was all filled with nitrous oxide. And uh, his, you know, because I'm a little old school, he was selling it out of a, um, a Volkswagen bus, right? Oh, that's very fitting. Right? So For fitting. For two hate pennies. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like like Kyle said, I, I, I forget what he was selling it for, but it was like five hits for five bucks or you know 12 hits for 10 or something like that yeah. and uh and people were just yeah oh he was he's was selling balloons too that was the thing yeah, you could yeah. buy Go up and you take and i think that the i'm sounding like i'm some sort of whippets expert but i just watch movies and i'm familiar with pop culture i think there's like a a nozzle thing you get that like attaches to the balloon and now you've just got it there and you can like have a valve so you're not just pinching a balloon and walking around like a weirdo. You've got actually got an apparatus, and there's some paraphernalia that helps with that. But I, you know, that's like I said, making ice cream Sunday. I've hit that thing before and been like, ah, this isn't for me. This I it, think it's real me, dangerous. I don't oh, think so at all. It's but but to, to me, it, I bet abusing it is. I, I'm not don't. But but I think like having a little before your ice cream Sunday probably would can't do anything. But it felt to me like the head rush you get from standing up too quickly. If you're like like my blood my blood sugar's too low you know maybe you stand up too quickly everything gets a little dim for a second you get a head rush like felt like that to me and that's not pleasant i think uh, it's, it's not no. i think there's that small feeling. chance that you, like like i don't know of anyone that died from pot um, but i think that there's that like you know oh yeah one percent of the people get instant brain aneurysms and like it's horribly acutely bad for some small group of people Shit, wish I, oxide? if yeah. that's true, I wish I'd known that. They have, like, <laughs> Never do that again. Don't anesthesiologists, like, they go to school to use that and, like, mm -hmm. learn all about it, and then meanwhile, it's just long-haired, hairy. I mean... Just, you know, take a balloon, man. I'm addicted to a substance that I have to do three times a minute to stay buzzed. I, trust me. Like, no, <laughs> that's... If it's allowed to apply it, it can't be that big of a deal, right? Because, like, I mean, they don't They're go... doctors. They're not doctors. That's... What, what, it's the old Seinfeld joke, like like what do you call a doctor that flunks out of medical school? A dentist. <laughs> they're they're make not good doctors. money, but you they probably make should make money. good I'm money. I'm not kidding on dentists. Uh, don't get me wrong, but they're not doctors per se. I I, I don't no. I don't know. I, I think I think my uh, I, I think the, your average oncologist is just 
many tiers above your average. Yeah, if you're on a stranded island and you're like, is there a doctor here? Nobody's like, oh, thank God, a dentist. Does he have a cavity? Yeah. No, it's a gunshot. Well, I'm no, no. Oncologist is the one you picked. I feel like the oncologist like just executes a plan on a very well traveled road. I guess. I like, yeah, neurosurgeon, or even like a, um, what is a bone doctor called? Osteosurgeon. I feel like some of the oncologists yeah. are also surgeons, though, and you're, you're you're like consulting with the guy who's going to do the surgery. I was thinking of that sort of uh, mm. scenario, I guess. I don't know much about that thing, though. Like, luckily for me, I've never had to go down that road. Hmm. Um, yeah. I can't believe that your high school they only had pot. That's an unbelievable thing. Maybe I was just in the dark, right? Like, like, but I I just remember like you know I would hear of like the seedy stuff that maybe go, would go on. Like I remember there was one girl that was into like getting gang banged. And, like, that was a thing that happened. You'd hear that, like, oh, yeah, she fucked all those guys, and they made a video, and you'd be like, where can I get the video? And it's like, oh, uh, we don't have the internet at this point. So it's I, like, oh. I don't know if it was true, but I would hear about that kind of stuff in my high school, too. Like, like, like in social groups higher than mine, you know, like, like, yeah, these four really hot guys and these four really hot girls all, like, orgied and, and would do it on the regular, and it's like, dude... He's fucked her, 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 and her? That is the who's who of this high school. And, you know, I don't know what's true or not, but that was the kind and of now who's got hear. a Game of Thrones room? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we talk about my video? I think we talked about it before the show. Very I, I, uh, yeah, Woody made his house tour video. It, it's finally up. He, he, uh, it's sponsored by... Uh, Yellow Tech or something like that. The Yellow people that Tech, do these yeah. boom mics. Very cool mics. I, I, I like seeing it from the, you know, it's one of those things where it's always cool. You're so used to this viewpoint, you know, that viewpoint of like you framed with the, it's cool to turn around 180 degrees and see what you're seeing all the time. It's, uh, I like that a lot. I like seeing your setup. Very cool. Awesome video. You should check that out if you're. Uh, I, it had a really positive reception, which I was super happy about. Like, it, it, because, well, for a year, I feel like we've been hyping it, right? And, and. This is certainly not a negative towards you in the slightest. I never thought anything bad, but you call it my manor, my compound, my palatial estate, and I'm like, my expectations are really high. But um, high, like, 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 I was wondering if you were at all worried that there was going to be some hate that, like, like, you know, just just people like, you know, making fun of how nice it is. Were you? It's weird that you even have to consider that. Like, were you more afraid that people were going to like give you shit because of how nice it is? Or that people were gonna give you shit by saying like, yeah, it was all right. Like, the like, ladder was... was on my head. I was afraid they were gonna be like, oh, Kyle made it seem like it'd be a palatial estate. No and... elevator, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Your cars don't have elevators for in your... fucking runway at, bro. Like, like <laughs> you can't even get there. Bro. I like the helicopter pad, but there's no runway. Well, at least not yeah. for my plane. Yeah, I came in the other way. I thought Kyle was being a little hyperbolic. Like, just being like, oh, it's so crazy. And then I saw it, and I was like, wow. So this really is a crazy nice house. Like, yeah, it's very you nice. You walk into that kind of house, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I should he, have made a Minecraft server. He started with a very <laughs> nice He started with a very nice place, and then he made it what he wanted it to be uh, and kind of made it, it took it up at least another tier above what it was before. Very nice. Uh, like, everything down to the, the vents and the air conditioning vents in the house. So. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. You need um, heated floors, though. That's that's the only thing. Heated floors? You know, I don't like them. We had them in growing the bathroom? up. In the bathroom? Have you? 
Come oh, on. That would be great in the bathroom. Tile. Yeah, it's. I love that. I can see where you're coming from in the bathroom. My, my reality in heated floors, we had them in Ocean City when I was growing mm -hmm. up. And... Um, the floor below it got way too much impact from the heat. It, it almost makes me think, you know, Merka was telling us about the, uh, the car wash shower he had where yeah. it was like, you know, it's, it's nice. Don't let me you know, tell you that it's awful, but it might not be the dream that you're thinking of. It's too mm -hmm. much. The, uh, yeah, I remember. So I, I lived on the, um, it depends on how you counted the floors, but I lived on like the fourth floor and my father who was below me, wouldn't let me keep it at what I thought was a comfortable temperature because it just melted him. So huh. it, it, I would only want the heated floor if like you could pull pranks with it. Like a friend goes into your, your bathroom and you have no like mats on the ground where you get off the shower. It's just the tile and you just crank it up to like <laughs> 200 degrees and sitting there thinking of shit, just patting his feet up and down. Oh, hey, hey, what's going on? Just the floor is lava. The floor is yeah. lava. Floor is lava. Yeah. 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 Going, going from couch to couch. It's no. really nice because like, you know, early in the morning, sometimes the floor is cold, but I, I've stayed at some places where you've got a heated tile floor and it's so nice when that floor is like warm. I, I, I don't know how, how else to put it. Like what? it's, it's really nice. Especially to, after to, here's the nice part. Uh, in my experience anyway it wasn't that the floor was so amazing to walk on it was warm but like I, that wasn't the big thing for me it was that like you know if, if you wanted to you could leave like your winter coat on the floor or if you wore your pants from yesterday everything but my t-shirt always seemed to feel like it was fresh out of the dryer you know <laughs> and you just put that on and that was really nice that's a yeah. that's a good use yeah. cook eggs on your bathroom floor if it's fucking cold, like like if it's really cold outside, I'll throw in the. It was really cold. I'll, I'll put my clothes all in the dryer and get those things right out of the dryer and turn myself into a little little superheated man before I go outside. I always like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, the house tour went really well and everyone was really positive about it and no one seemed to be disappointed by it. Uh, and so, yeah, I was yeah. Just, I was I it was lived really up. Did you see that the FAA is going to require everyone to register their drones if they weigh more than 0.49 pounds, uh, and you have to do it like by February 18th or something or another, something like that? I did see that. That uh, is an interesting development. It was, it was funny. Not only did you have to do it by no, I thought it was January, but it, I could be wrong. I'm not good at remembering things like I that. I could be too. But um, it was like you had till January 16th to get it done, but you can't do it yet. And this was like three days ago. I saw it. Like, you know, so what is it? December 16th, 17th now? Uh, like December 12th was too soon, but it had to be done in a month. And I was like, huh, that seems... Yeah, I'm fairly sure it's it's February, but, okay. but it's like I got like 10 fucking drones to register. I hope it's not a lengthy process with punching in like 12 digit codes and fucking... Are they heavy? Well, they're they not going to make it easier. more than a half a they pound. They don't want you owning drones. All mine are over half a pound, and I have to. I'm gonna film with them at the end of this. Actually, I'm filming with it at the end of this month, so maybe it doesn't matter. You're right. It is half a pound. In my head, it was four and a half pounds, and it's January twentieth. How big is a half pound drone? Like I can't even. That's like all of them. Virtually everything. Those micro drones, like the pair drones, are, are that. The DJI's are more than that. All the, the the majority of the drone market is is more than half a pound. If it doesn't charge up by plugging into your cell phone, you probably have to register it. Yeah, and it, so it's actually 0.55 pounds or 250 grams. Oh, okay. And it's January 20th, and I see now that 
it looks like you can start registering December 21st, according to this article. What's the rationale for it? They feel that drone operators are aviators in a sense, and they should uh, have some way of, they should be registered, and they should have some uh, accountability there, I suppose. And I think it might be some sort of, I don't know. A lot, uh, you, there's been a lot of things done with drones uh, over the last year or two. The, the technology keeps advancing, and I mean, people are making weapons platforms out of them and stuff. Dude, <clears throat> check this out. Let me, let me jump in. So the registration is only five bucks, so that's not a real showstopper. Civil fines, $27,000 range. Criminal fines, 250000 and up to three years in prison. Like, this is not something that you should gleefully ignore. That's a, that's a little quote from the article I'm reading. So Jesus regist Christ. register your stuff. Yeah, I was talking to Eric about this. He's got a DJI, and we were using it to, uh, to film the other day. And things amazing. Like, he flew that thing right in front of the fence just before I was coming through it. And I, could, I saw the drone. As I'm, as I'm barreling toward the fence, I see the drone go behind it. And I'm like, I hope I don't hit that fucking thing. And the shot is amazing. I missed that drone by a foot and a half going 40. Uh, but it's a, it's a great shot. They, they, they're able to get shots like that and go up really high and do cool stuff, but I guess a lot of people have abused the privilege and done stuff they shouldn't do with it. They've gone places and filmed stuff they're not supposed to film, gone on private property, government property, uh, you know, filming ladies in their bathrooms, I'm sure. I wonder if there's... You know, I've never looked for it, believe it or not, but I wonder if there's a whole porn subcategory of, like, drone, uh, like, sneakery. I need to look into that. There probably yeah. is, but they're loud. I feel like if you really want to do the voyeur thing, you can't have this fucking drone with four propellers. Yeah, yeah, the DJI is definitely too loud for that. Uh, unless it had some sort of super zoom lens on it or something. Like if you had some zoom, you could go up 1,500 feet and, and do your thing. Mm -hmm. But Or maybe looking in a window, you know, I think of that. Maybe someone's uh, in a window and you're you're hovering in the bushes checking them out like, like, like in South Maybe if they're in a shower, you know, they've mm -hmm. got their own audio issues. And hell, if they catch you, just like, and just leave. Yeah. Um, my, uh, I've, uh, we have a, like, we have a family friend who I mentioned them before. Like, we're, I like the dad, Jackie likes the mom, the kids get along. Um, he's into drones, like really into drones and he builds them himself. He's almost like, it's almost like the PC thing. Like, you have a computer, but i you know, I like to choose all my own components and stuff, and he's into competitive drone flying and stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure he could put together. He drives. He doesn't watch the drone. He typically has a camera for taking footage and then another camera for uh, navigation, and mm -hmm. then that's how he does it. Yeah, that's what Eric does too. He yeah. kind of sits in his truck over there, and and you know, he's he's on. It's got the iPad on there, and he's flying around doing his thing it's re it's been really cool for getting b-roll so for example we we got this this mannequin covered in spray paint and propane bottles and i shoot him full of incendiary ammunition so he explodes bursts into flames and of course i don't hit every single one of the paint cans that are littered inside of his clothing and tied to him so some of them are cooking off you know the they're burning in the fire and then slowly exploding well he can put that drone right over it and be like eight feet away from an explosion that you'd never want to be near and he's got them right in the flames you know He's not worried about the drone. It's thousand dollars. It's only a thousand dollars. Yeah, I worry about things like that. Yeah, but th that's way cheaper not, than I thought a drone for, like that would be. Not for production costs. Like, I mean, if it if it goes down, it goes down. Just get another one. He's, it's. I mean, that's what it's made for. That thing can take a licking too. Like I've seen that thing go upside down and fall on its uh, 
rotors, I guess, and and just grind those rotors into the asphalt upside down, making the most awful grinding noises. And he just casually walks over there, grabs it, flips it upside down, throws the rotors away, puts four more on there. He's like, eh, pennies, pennies, and just sends it back again. Uh, Yeah, I think you told me he bought like a hundred spare rotors. Yeah, bought a bunch of them. And now he just doesn't have to worry about rotors. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he, he's he's loving his. Uh, I plan on getting one. I, I I've I've enjoyed watching him play with his, and I've flown like his because you have drones. Oh, you my have a bunch drones. of the small ones, right? Yeah, I've got some paratrons. Um, they're real good. Real good. Yeah, <laughs> I want to I want a DJI drone because they're uh, they're definitely going to be better for filming. Um, the the kind of stuff that I'd like to do, and they have some capabilities that the the parrot doesn't necessarily have. I We're going to use some paratrons for targets. Um. The it seems like a lot of the better drones don't have a feature that I'm like the follow me feature, and I'm particularly interested in that. You know, like I don't want uh, if I'm starring in it, I don't want Jackie being the drone operator. Who knows what she'll film? Like, won't be me. <laughs> you know, yeah. here's yeah. the grass thirty feet away, or I, I just I I don't look s- a power line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I just don't see like handing off the remote to someone who's not passionate about it being any good at it. So, you know, but I could see like a follow me type thing going and uh, where I am in like, this, that's not a lot of trees on my property and like it would really work. But uh, it seems like a lot of the best ones don't have that. And I'm waiting for it. Mm. Maybe there's some sort of, uh, you know, uh, Maybe something you could do some to, to the software of the DJI or something like that. One of the more readily available drones that just like this you know, upgrade or something. Yeah, give it that ability. You would think. I don't know much about that stuff, but it needs to. I've been, come with like it has like a watch or something that it it zeroes in on. So there's yeah, a hardware yeah, yeah. part I, to it. You know, I, what I like about that thing is like it's fast. It's it's not that like that racing drone you described. I've seen those competitions and they're incredible. It looks like it reminds me of Quidditch from Harry Potter. It's right? just crazy uh, and it's a similar sort of like arena pull, because like, 10 Gs and those direction changes and stuff. Incredible yeah. direction changes just just like something you would think a, a spaceship would do. Like like it's a UFO. Uh, so it's not like that per se. But as far as like, if you, we were in Texas and there's a mountain over there and there's a big white spot on the mountain that we're shooting at with a 50 cal. And it's like, huh, I wonder what our impacts look like. And he's like, and this thing flies over there in maybe 40 seconds. The thing was like a thousand yards away. And all of a sudden we're looking at the iPad like, oh, yeah, there are bullet holes are. And then it just flies back looking at zebras on the way. Pretty cool. I I, I like the the freedom of going and exploring around from the air like that. But definitely going to have some responsibilities that come along with that pretty soon. So you got to register your drones if you got them. New topic? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll do the joke thing again. I actually got a lot of private messages about how people who did like it. <laughs> I got positive I feedback. Did you... <laughs> I saw people who were like, oh, T- Taylor and Kyle really hated it, but I think it should keep going. And it's like, I think I don't that's think the reason it... they liked it is because we hated it. I don't think it should be in every time. <laughs> See, now I looked at it differently. I thought they liked it in spite of your guidance towards hated it. Like, that was my impression of it. Like, if you guys both say this is stupid, then I think a lot of people might be more inclined to think it's stupid. Uh, I definitely don't think it's an every week thing. Uh, I think that... Uh... It's a special occasion thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've been looking through this list of uh, AMA I like questions. The first one. These these are from Patreon, so I, I, you have to look at the list. But there's a Patreon level where you can ask us questions and uh, and we answer them. And this one caught my attention. 
So I got laid finally, but I'm not sure where to go from here. I'm a 20-year-old male, and my 18-year-old girlfriend had sex a couple weeks ago. Been about, we've been together for three weeks. We took each other's virginity, but I'm not physically attracted to her at all. She's 5'5 and probably pushing 200 pounds. I'm in pretty good shape. 6'1", 175 pounds. I work out six days a week and I eat clean. My problem is that I like her, just not physically. Should I break up with her or see if I can get her to lose the weight? How much uh, does she weigh again? 5'5", like, five, five, pushing 200. I see, I wanted to read That's along with you, eight. but I'm har having a hard time finding it, so I didn't uh, pay very good attention. page two. Thank you. 5'5", five, five, 200. Aww. They banged already. Uh, I think that he should, before anything, he should he should go for it. See if he can make her lifestyle better. Really, I think no. that's I think a waste of time. And then, oh, five are they five two hundred. That's my assumption. He's twenty. She's eighteen. Um, I do not see an eighteen-year-old girl who's maybe seventy pounds overweight, like just trending towards. And, and the, the other thing is, if he was like. I'm no superstar, but she's too heavy, then that might be one thing. But this is such a mismatch. He's 6'1", yeah. 175. He work out six days a week and he eats clean. Dude. That's true. She should be thankful that she got the fucking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, I give a thumbs down. Uh, you got to go I'm find us. Yeah, thumbs down. And you're at that age where you're just going to be wasting time. You shouldn't have fucked her, though, because now, you're, now this is going to be pretty hard on her. Oh, yeah, it's going to be not fun to deal with. Yeah, yeah. is it? Or it, it has she just achieved something, you know, like... like it was, no. What if, what if it was you and, uh, I don't know who's super hot, a prime Angelina Jolie swoops in, takes your virginity... That's and not then, the case, though. For that, to be, for that to be her mental process, she has to think of herself as a real ghoul. Um, she has to be really thinking is. of herself. Well, and it's more totally of a troll. Different. Totally different with men. And nah, women man, it's yeah, it's totally, totally different. different. Like, she's not thinking, oh, I got so, and she's a girl, not a guy. She's not thinking, oh, I got so lucky, I, I fucked a normal height, weight, proportional individual. He works she's out thinking, six days a week, and eats clean. He might have abs, like he, he, yeah. Okay, but but still, like like no, this is gonna this is gonna hurt her feelings a ton. She's thinking there's more here. Uh, Imagine I, how I, mismatched that sex was. Just one nice body and then one just ghoulish orb like here his abs were like the cheese grater to her wheel of gouda like, he's <laughs> <laughs> it's like that porn where gross. like there's this hot 18 year old girl and some 57 year old droopy guy <laughs> <laughs> that guy's all confident like yeah yeah like, is this coming from um so I give a thumbs down. I say, uh, I say no, move on. Um, unless you think, but he just said he's not attracted to her, and that's that's a key component. You got to be attracted to her. She's I think nice. That he's happy that he got the monkey off his back, and now he's seeing things a lot more clearly. Like I got... he's like, I didn't have to stoop this low to get this, and now that I have, I realize that I'm, I'm in a different league. So I think, yeah, thumbs down. Woody. Uh, yeah, I feel cruel. I'm normally the guy who, who yeah. wouldn't give the thumbs down to a situation like this, but it's going down. I, I just feel like there's a mismatch here. And by the way, if you don't look for someone, like, there's a power imbalance in this relationship where you're not really interested in her, 
and she i presume is very interested in keeping this alive with you and that's not a healthy thing anyway how much unless she's got her family has money and then you ride that gravy train <laughs> um, yeah but yeah, the, the, that that power imbalance that, that that's happening in here is not healthy for the relationship. You both need to feel, you know, happy and fortunate that you have each other. Riding the gravy train, let this. Ah, I was yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was slow. Thank you so much. I was. I like this. It. All right, I like this one. Go on. Um, that's the first one there, but it's a round table. Most creative way to fuck with someone's food if you work as a waiter, uh, and a customer was being rude. All right, so obviously you can pee in their stuff. You can put some bodily fluids in there or something not like creative. that. It's not creative, though, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to want to bring your own biological weapon to the table. That's what I'm talking about. Biological? Yes. That's, that's, remember I, I told the story about uh, my teacher got that disease or whatever when we did that science experiment in the sixth grade? I think it was the sixth grade. Miss Farmer. Sixth grade? First year of middle school. Yeah, sixth grade. That's what it was. Uh, had these plastic bags full of gelatin, you know, you, like je like they make jello out of, but uh, it doesn't have the additive that's the coloring and the sugar and the flavoring and all that. It's just the gelatin. And then into that, we took a piece of yarn and exposed it to an environment. So, you know, maybe the bottom of a shoe or uh, the top of a, co uh, a cat's head, you know, whatever. Everybody had lame ones. But my dad's got this poultry house, so I took it in there where the floor is just writhing with shit. And I, I got it all in there. It, this thing is covered with a, a thousand kinds of vi viruses and bacteria. God knows what's on it. And mine turned green, violently green. And it, had, it, you, it, it was like strings of material in there. I grew something awful. And she got exposed to it. And she got sick. And she was out of school for weeks. You know, It's hard for me to remember exactly how many weeks, but it was a major thing. It was like... So you started the bird flu. In like fourth grade, <laughs> we couldn't even get a like. Like she was gone so long that a standard substitute wouldn't cut it. They had to get like a temporary teacher in there. That's how sick she was. So I say you grow your own biological weapon and uh, and you have it like in a vial and you're just ready for that douchebag who who la who like you know goes gets her son like see that son, you know what you call that a high school graduate, a high school graduate. You want to be like him? You want to be like him? Supersize that for me, my good man, and like like makes an example out of you for his fucking kid. Like does something awful to you like that. That's when you get a little bit of a Uncle Kyle's food additive. Yeah. <laughs> Put a few drops in there so that douchebag McSteve over there spends the next six weeks in like some sort of like tented room with like intense fever, and they th he's got the hantavirus or something like that. Potentially yeah. dying. Like if the customer's being rude, then perhaps it's sort of known that something's wrong and as an apology you could give them a dessert that dessert could have x-lax it's a chocolate diuretic and uh they'll be on the, the toilet but you gotta get into it then you gotta get with the chef on this and one and that's not creative and a lot of those desserts like, are i just felt like it, it it was effective and it would it, it would do the trick it would really you could really get a diuretic in someone's system with that you know uh eye drops apparently uh oh you, give you diarrhea yeah they'll make you violently ill just a few doesn't take much visine to like make you very sick i'm told i've heard it for years and years i've never had it done to me but it's a thing apparently uh you know yeah. eye drops are i'd make you real sick make you shit yourself maybe and you would never taste it right because it tastes like saline just saline I don't know what's in there that makes people saline. so sick i i um it all i always thought it was like a, an urban legend or something like oh yeah i'm gonna put some eye drops in his drink and i was like 
what you're not growing your own biological weapons at home pussy you yeah know? So I, I never you don't have a string think. covered in gelatin with the avian bird flu on it like <laughs> you know how many bags of evil i've got hanging in my basement <laughs> <laughs> each one with a timer just in case something would happen to me at school <laughs> like, i imagine like putting a firecracker in the middle so it blows the disease everywhere and make yourself a dirty bomb <laughs> <laughs> that's nasty stuff it really was i just remember like the cleanup and then with the masks on like t- being, being like we'll never do this again like this was a big mistake like <laughs> you could was- rub like uh one of those carolina reapers all over their silverware before they mm-hmm. eat one of those really hot peppers, huh? Yeah. What did you say Visine does to people? Uh, like gastrointestinal distress. Like, like okay. Sick. Vomiting or pooping? I looked it up. Uh, it is false. Visine does not make you poop. Okay. Visine is poison. Poison. It'll lower your body temperature to dangerous levels. It'll make breathing difficult or even halt it entirely. It blurs vision, cause nausea and vomiting, elevating and then dropping blood pressure, causing seizures and tremors, and sending an ingester into a coma. I don't even That's know what that is. That's compared to what I grew last week. <laughs> That's a Dude, great prank. <laughs> it, it, like if, if swallowed, you need to contact a poison control center immediately. Visine is not a, a, a silly thing. And then it has a list, like 1995, 2001, 2003, 2006, again in 2006, 2009, again in 2009, 2012, 2013. There's all these documented cases of like... Death? Uh, like teachers getting ill, going to the hospital, <laughs> mechanics <laughs> dropping... Teachers, a, huh? Yeah, <laughs> he put it... He, putting eye drops in his girlfriend's drink after an argument with her. And then she like get... It, it's legit poisoning. Like, like you could be using borax or something. I've seen that done to people. I've seen it done, and like, hey, I, I so all right. You so I want to argue a good amount. I don't want to argue with the internet or anything, but but like we all, they all. What I always heard was use a couple of drops, right? Like like a few drops is enough to make them sick. So maybe eating a whole, drinking a whole bottle of Visine could perhaps kill you or send you to the ER. But maybe a couple. And, and I'm not. Don't give anybody Visine if you're out there listening. Really to this. don't like it. Because I'm reading about this, and it appeared like here's a guy who used a couple of drops, like you said, and then Gentilesi experienced vomiting and bleeding from his rectum. Uh, eventually, they agreed to a plea bargain. He had to just pay, a social experiment. He had to pay ten thousand dollars in hospital bills, three years probation, and obey an order of protection. Like this is apparently putting Visine in people's stuff. Like is. You would think they would change the formula. What's in there that makes you so sick? Because you put it in your goddamn eyeball. Like, yeah, I would. I just, that... pour, I, you know, I, one drop, two drop, four drop, five. I don't care. It's it's Visine. I thought it was just yeah. saline and maybe some sort of topical pa- anesthetic. I, you know, I, I just would have assumed that something you put on your eyeballs wasn't so hazardous for you to eat. It, you know yeah. what I'm always terrified of. And, and after I say, I gotta piss so bad, I'm gonna step away for a moment. Mm-hmm. I've always been afraid of getting super glue mixed up with eye drops can you imagine a more awful thing than super gluing your your eyelid shut i can't uh, like it wouldn't I w- even be shut it would be like a chemical burn on your cornea your retina whatever and you'd probably go blind i would ha- I, I i that terrifies me so much that like i have my own visine like that i keep in a drawer and every time before i use it i will i will fucking like drip it into my hand and rub it 
because I have this fear that someone has come in and tampered with my fucking eye drops, and I can't just willy-nilly put it right into my fucking eyeball. I'm like, I care more about my my eyes and 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 everything than that. Like, it's just like checking the shower curtain for intruders. You know, you go in the bathroom to pee, and you're like, yeah, another ridiculous thing that I don't do. <laughs> really, never. What I have that? a couple what times. I've passed three or four times. I know. My dogs keep freaking out. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. like, how can there? How can there be no crims? <laughs> yeah, you just gotta go see what's up. Excuse me for a moment. I gotta. I drank four cups of coffee this show. So yeah, you've far. been powering right. through the coffee. You're gonna be up all I, night. I need it. I do a lot better with coffee. I can talk a lot faster. I can think a lot faster. I, I think I have a little better time if I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> Taylor, have yep, you ever had a near-death experience? Oh God. If I can even think of one, it's gonna be so petty and not important. Of like, uh, almost walking into street the street as a kid. Nothing that I was like. I'm sure I did some stupid stuff as a kid where I could have died and it just didn't happen. Like something mm-hmm. stupid, but nothing where I was cogent enough in my thought to realize like that could have been the end for you. I'll have to think, but I can't think of any. Do you have any good ones? Not really. Like this class of question, you know, tell me something significant. It's like, well, man, you gotta understand. I'm on episode 261 here. Yeah, um, and you only almost die a couple times before you lose that dice roll. <laughs> I, I like, you know, there, there was a thing where we went jet skiing. The jet skis broke. We were getting sucked out into the ocean, and we were rescued by a passing fisherman. Um, but I, I feel like I've been over that story. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, stories are. I won't say they're only good ones, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're well, that... best the first time. <laughs> um, Kyle has a few that you can see on his channel, but other than that, the one where I the refrigerator think... door flew by, or no, it was a a car door. Car door, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a car door. Uh, apparently, there was a refrigerator that cut his cameraman's leg, and I think Kyle considers that one to be the most like dangerous one. But the car door was filmed so well, and you just realize, like, I think it. Would it have killed him? If it hit him right, it would have. Oh, yeah. I think if it would have hit him at all, that had a good chance of killing him. Well, I I feel like if it hit his hip first or something, like, I don't know. I just feel like something that heavy coming that fast is going to cause some serious internal bleeding, even if it's hitting the hip and your, like, lower abdomen or something. It it was seriously dangerous. It was a really bad problem. Um, So that's a thing. Uh yeah, Kyle's got a couple on his channel that are really sketchy. I wish I had a good one. You wish you'd almost died, huh? You know, just just for this moment, you know, this is just so I can tell the story. <laughs> Worth no, it. No, I, I guess it's something to be thankful for, but it's also something where it's like, oh, have I just not done anything that risky or daring yet? Like I'm, I didn't want to go on the whitewater rafting trip. I don't want to go on a motorcycle escapade up to Alaska where I could maybe slip on some ice and die like i, I uh, haven't done anything that dangerous like i'm not gonna go scuba diving or skydiving or may i'd rather do scuba than skydiving skydiving is stupid it's a stupid thing for stupid people you don't belong up there Stay that's on the not it for me i i just feel like skydiving is um it, it's not boring i think it'd be really fun to do uh but i think it's really boring to watch i hate skydiving videos they're the dumbest thing ever. It's just, just the same thing in every one of them. And they're all identical. And in every case, you do fucking nothing. 
Right? Yeah, yeah. Watch <laughs> me. I'm sky laying. Yeah. See? I'm, it's like I'm laying on my belly, but in the air. And then I'll pull yeah. this thing and gently yeah. float. I'm sure it's very exhilarating to be in, but to do it, unless you literally go up to fucking space. And there's like some. Like the Red Bull guy. Yeah, and there's some question as to whether or not Earth has gravitational pull at that layer. Then I'm not interested. I don't give a fuck. It's just you're just falling. It doesn't. Even worse is like when your friends like put it on Facebook or whatever, and it's not even them like front flipping and with their little wingsuit on doing stuff. They're like strapped into some older gentleman's papoose on his chest <laughs> where they're just kind of on right. there like a child and they're waving around and he's the one with the responsibility of pulling the strings and you don't see little out. joeys saying watch my mom jump me around right yeah. the kangaroo well, no he's not contributing but not you know that face eric strapped to the dude's <clears> papoose <throat> his chest falling down at 100 miles an hour i just i don't know it's I, not stupid but i could never see myself doing it because it would be such an awful, awful way to die. It's a fun experience. I just feel like it's totally not shared. I feel like in terms of a video experience, I'd rather see someone like <clears throat> lean over the edge of a skyscraper. Like I feel like that's a shared thing that like you could see what they did. You know that that might be spookier than just watching them sky lay. Yeah, nice. because if you haven't, everybody's looked over the edge of a building. That's really tall. Like, you can empathize with that and be like, ooh, that's a risky feeling. Like, those Russian climbers who, like, climb up a crane. Yes, yeah. Just fucking around. Like, they got one hand up there and the other one's, like, doing whatever, like, Russian sign they do. And <laughs> then taking pictures of it and, like, swapping hands in midair. Like, or, it's just dangerous and awful. But skydiving, the, most people haven't done. The guys who do maintenance on, like, antenna towers, like, it makes my hand sweaty just to see that. That's somehow a better video than literally just jumping off the tower. I, yeah. You know, it's it's awful. It's because, you know, watching those videos of them, like, fixing it, it's like they're doing everything they can to avoid falling off. There's nothing at stake for the skydiver up there. His goal is to jump off. There's nothing to root against. Like, if you're looking for tragedy, like, maybe you luck out and, like, a gust of wind throws him back into the structure and kills him. But even that... Isn't that entertaining? I mean, live leak out there is way better stuff than that. <laughs> Plus death videos. Uh, here, so if you had to choose another time period to live in, excluding now and the future, uh, when would it be and why? I'm going to go with the past. Uh, <laughs> I would. Uh, you know, this is, I hate these fucking questions. You don't like because this. I, how no, far I, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not directing that at you. I'm just saying that at, it, it's. So here, so here's the. I have follow up questions to that question. It's like, all right, do, am I literally going to travel back? And is it a one way ticket? And do I know everything I know now? If all those things are ticket. true, if all those things are true, then I'm going to like last week, and I'm using all of my <laughs> all of the information that I can garner about the the world's fi the global finance market to take what whatever monies I have currently and. And double them every every five minutes for the next two weeks until I've got you know hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, little pieces of information. It would even take take much to to just you know become a but millionaire real quick. And that's what they don't want you to do with this. Like I, I know, right? Intend is you have to be born X year in the past. You don't retain any knowledge. You grow up in that time period. So what right. time period is most suited for the way that you're wired? Okay, so the best time period to be um, I want to be 
I want to be 22 years old in, say, 1992, something like that. 1997. I, 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 I want my, like, early 20s to be spent in the 90s during the dot-com boom or something like that, right? You don't want to go back any farther than that because right now, today, best time in human history to live. I was... Here. I was 19 at that time period, so I'm coming pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it was that good. good do you place. feel like do you, I feel like? Do you feel like it was advantageous to to have gone through your working years uh, during the 90s, which was a, an incredible time for the United States? Um, yeah, it was probably a pretty good one it, it, for me in particular, because I was a, a computer science guy, right? And uh, it was one thing that was cool and i don't know if it'll ever happen again but there was this power imbalance in that engineers ruled the world right they were cool right that's when nerds first became respected uh if you were an engineer it, it i don't know it was just in the same general class as doctor dentist uh lawyer engineer you know they were just like educated professionally successful people and um you know, I felt like my boss's boss valued me at least as highly as my boss because I was an engineer. You know, I was the guy that made it actually happen. He was just the guy who kind of babysat us. And uh, and that was kind of cool, but that didn't last forever. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about this question is like, unless you're like, like if I were a, a, a painter, like if I were an expressionist and that's what I did, like my passion was express, expressionist painting, Maybe I want to go back and hang out with Monet, right? Maybe there's some figure historically that I'd like to go meet because I have a passion in a certain area. Like, like, like maybe Churchill is my hero, and maybe I can go back and go to school with Churchill. Like, there's going to be like situational uh, time travel that would be cool for those reasons, but for the most part, if you just want to live in a time that's, that's good for, for people, it's right now. And yesterday is second best, and the day before is third best. That's, that's just the case as far as I'm concerned. There's another thing, though. Like you said, like if, if Woody were born into like a dairy farm where every day you woke up and you had to do a thing, and you could be financially successful, but just every day started off with the mission of things that needed to be done and some satisfaction that could be gained from it. You would have what loved if, that. If you had 30,000 head of dairy cattle and were running like – Woodworth Milk, Milk and Dairy Company grossing $8 million a year, you'd love it. You'd love going to each of those farms and making sure the milk was getting milked right and so, that they were still playing the, the playing Fergalicious for the cows to, to keep them peppy. Mm -hmm. Do they do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy <laughs> cows make better cows. milk. Cows with names make better milk too. More of it. I didn't know that. So like, I just feel like in this, I, you know, I could have been doing that in the 60s. Um, you can do that now. Not too late, matter of fact. I feel like that's what you should do. It, 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 if, if, I had, if I could just be like, let's see something cool happen. Bing! And like magic wand, I'd be, I, like, you would just be like, fuck all this. And like start your dairy empire right now. Like, like that, you'd, be, you'd be heading toward the dairy empire right now with your life. I feel like you'd love that. Because like, I, I, like, I know guys who like thrive on that. That, that they love the, that every, you know, every day they get up and they beat the day down, and it's coming tomorrow, and they're ready tomorrow, <clears throat> and they love it. They they've got 
they know what they're doing and they're professional at it and they're all and they're all about doing being the best at what they do and what they do is farming corn wheat and and soybeans but still they go at it with a scientific approach with a with a business a business plan a business model you know they're always trying to get an edge in the market they're always trying to <clears throat> plant what's uh, what's going to make the most money while at the same time keeping things like soil pH in mind you know and, and every day they're working with their hands you know they these these guys are roughnecks but at the same time it's very very lucrative i, I feel uh, like that's i feel like i'd enjoy that if there's an element to to my current life that's i'm not well like i don't know wired for it's that a lot of my success has to do with just making people like me you know and and that's like you're just less in control of that process than you would be of, say, you know, farming. You're like, I don't know, I'll say a wrong thing or make a joke. All of my jokes are over the past the edge, but every once in a while they declare that one to be especially wrong. And, uh, you know, and that becomes a big issue. What was it you said the other day? I, I think you said, like, some comedian... You said like Adam Sandler wasn't funny, and then Taylor was like, "You know, he died today, right?" Right. And you're like, "Oh my God, he didn't really, did he?" <laughs> like, yeah. Not again. Not again. <laughs> not another dead comedian. Because you you went like a little. Over. You were you were just like, "He's never ever been funny. Not a time. He's not funny at all. He's never done anything funny. Fuck him." And Taylor was like, "You know, he just died, right?" <laughs> yeah. But he's like, "Shit, not again." Not again. You know, said, you know, he just killed himself. That's why. Oh. I kind of, and then Woody's That's face what it just was. dropped of like. Oh, what have? No, you're fucking. Just put the for like two seconds. It was just a what have I done? This I, time, I, I, yeah. Start PKN. Like, you know what I? You know what I? Um, what what got brought up um, the other day, and we started talking about it again because Jeremy brought it up. Um, was when we were looking at Wet Platinum as a, a lubricant sponsor, mm-hmm. and we we had that video pitch where we were going to do the gigantic slip, slip and slide, slide down the hill into the ramp and into a lake. And uh, and I just imagined like you know the big barrel of wet platinum in a slow motion like tipping it over and it's soaking the slip and slide and then the grand finale of course is Wings of Redemption like stepping up there, hands on his hips like Superman profile shot. <laughs> He's got his like like a big ass painted to his bare chest. He's just got <laughs> some briefs on and he just kind of, you know you know the face he made. He just... <laughs> And just fucking just jumps and takes the slip and slide with all 400 pounds. And just like a rocket sled on rails, he, he, he fucking launches off that thing and big cannonball. Like, I felt like it would be the best commercial uh, ever for Wet Platinum. And, you know, we'd all get out there and, and have a good time. Kind of like a Devin Supertramp style video, yep, yep. but but shorter and, and more silly and funny. Maybe even kind of get a him parody to, of, of, uh, of Darren Devin almost. What is a it whole called? barrel of Wet Platinum what is, it called is like when probably they work two together? grand. I'm sorry. What, what, what is he? it called when people work together? It's not a co-op. It's a collaboration. Collaboration. That's the word I was looking for. Maybe even a collab with Devin or something and put that sure. together. My I, I wife actually told me not to do that. Oh. She said that if I were to work with a big lube sponsor like that, it could have ramifications on the kids. And hmm. you know, just I feel like it's more mainstream now. I mean, I've I feel like lube, and, and I'm not our. I mean, you know, that's. It's, a good, it's her call, whatever. But mm-hmm. I just feel like lube to me seems really mainstream. Like on Hulu, I get Astroglide uh, ads, and they're tasteful. You know, it's, it it seems like a different tier from say sex toys or you know the auto blow or something like that. I I've, it's a few tiers down from that. 
Yeah, not <laughs> auto blowing. We did that. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, I, I just feel like the people who are out there who would be like, your your, your dad did a lubricant commercial. Um, it, you know, it, for one thing, it's not like, like if we were doing double entendres and like had sexy models around and or something like that, and like w and you were bare chested in a bed, like that's something off the rails, right? Like I'm not talking about that, but I feel like, like since I feel like since <laughs> maybe maybe I, I kind of feel like it, you're onto something there. Like, like you know, it, like look, there is an existence of certain things, right? Like you know, uh, feminine feminine. Feminine hygiene products exist. Women's underwear and men's underwear exists. It's a thing that is a reality. There are all kinds of things in adult life that, that you know, you just deal with. Like if we sold toilet paper, you know, is toilet paper so much different on the scale of public acceptance than lube? Yeah. Like, like let's let's all just admit we all have assholes, and uh, and and we'll go. Things will go smoother from here on out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I felt like the fact that like you gotta dry it after the bidet. Am I right, guys? Totally. Yeah. But I'm I using like the my bidet. <laughs> I felt like the fact that we weren't using it for its intended purpose that we were we were showing. Right. It's perfect to me. Like we're doing a fun sports activity using sex lube. But we're still showing off what it does and why it's great. You know, it's not drying out. It's staying incredibly uh, slippery. And, you know, when they saw wings virtually breaking the sound barrier, they would know I could pounce a pussy with this all night long without drying out. This would be great. Which you, is actually like a lot of the lube. downside of wet. Now, we talked about this before. Like, it, yeah, that shit's good for 3,000 miles. Oh, yeah. And it's going to take... A while to get it off in the shower. I don't feel, just feel like, I, I feel like I feel like a wet washcloth is is like plenty good for like cleaning I, me up. I'm looking for other solvents. Like if I kept Dawn, right, that, that like cuts the grease. So yeah, here's yeah, the yeah. thing: like it, when I have um oil from working on a, a car, of the oily duck on the front, and you're trying to get. <laughs> Ooh, that paint then it burns. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if you have, if you guys have ever had your hands really oily, like from working on, say, like a gear oil in particular. Yeah. It it has a particular smell and it's so thick and greasy that soap doesn't really take it off. It's in know? the pores. Yeah, it, it it makes dirty bubbles, but then afterwards you still have it on your hands. But, you know, Dawn cut takes grease away or cuts grease or whatever. It's like magic. Like, yeah, this dishwashing liquid really really gets off like automotive grease yeah, you got so, a little chemistry going on there yeah so i'm wondering like what is the antidote for my slippery cock because it like more sex <laughs> i i think it I, like i'm trying to think how much sex would it take for wet platinum to stop being effective and the answer i'm coming up with is like more than one woman can bear. Twenty, <laughs> way too twenty to twenty-six hours of sex. Like, like it would, Jesus. it would be a lot of sex. I don't find this. Per All right, so here's my personal experience with it. Yeah, it, it definitely there's some residue left there, but it doesn't bother me. Like, yeah, like. Yeah. It's not like a. It just doesn't bother me at all. It's not like someone is noticing the residue on my dick or anything. Uh, it's not like it makes me uncomfortable or I can feel it. It's just like if I were to like rub down there, I'd feel that it's still a little slippery. But a wet washcloth, especially a soapy one, like it, it cuts that right away. And they, I think maybe they I'm just not washing good enough because I, like hours afterward, I'll feel like in the shower. I'm like, all right, no more feel. 
nothing. Get out a few hours later, like you have an itch, and it's like, well, fuck, it returned. It's soaked <laughs> into the pores, and now it's back. Yeah, like, you it got it on the floor in your in your shower, and you can like feel it under your feet being a little slippery. Yeah, almost had a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's just incredibly slippery. It's it's my it's it's my lube of choice. But I, I always felt like that was just the, the best video idea. I wanted to do it so badly. I had it all. I had the storyboard or whatever in my head, you know, the image of wings. I knew what angles I wanted, uh, you know, just drone shots, doing 360 flybys and stuff like that. I wanted to, I wanted the the budget too. I want, you know, it was going to be a bit expensive. It was going to cost several thousand dollars to do, but I just imagined building the ramp and finding the location and figuring out how to make it. Fifty thousand dollars for the slide. video, two grand in profit. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be I, awesome though. Forty-eight thousand dollars of that go to getting a barrel of that. <laughs> I think I, I was thinking ten. I, I think it was ten or twelve thousand is what we were thinking for budget or something like that. Uh, and and plus the lube. And, and plus the lube, of course. That has a Patreon goal. We'll find a new oh, fat. Wow. Fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a <laughs> man, one with a sense of humor who's willing to like. You know, be a be an object of. Oh, uh, dude, Devin Supertramp had a guy. Um, I think his name might have been Matt. I forget. But um, the video concept was this: they were in like, I'm gonna call it the Grand Canyon. It probably wasn't, but it, it looked like it. And there was a river and these like tall vertical like, I don't know, walls of stone. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's this long inflatable thing, and you people sit on the tail of it. And you jump on the head of it, and the people fly up in the air. Have you seen yeah. this? Yeah. Okay. Well, they had a big man, like a, a, a wing-style guy. And there's these women just flying everywhere, sometimes in pairs. You know, like two girls sitting on the end. He jumps on it, and they're over, and they're like, you know, like, this is incredible. And he's like, I've been training my whole life for this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he... It, it, they did like behind the scenes and stuff, and that guy was so likable. He's my favorite character I think I've ever seen in a in a Devin Supertramp video. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I should awesome. watch it. Uh, I remember that guy. You've told me about him before and pointed him out to me. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I, but I, yeah, I I love that video concept, and I, I like the idea of making those kind of videos uh, that are you know you, you get a film crew, of course. I I got no film talent, but I got an idea for like what I want done. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'd love to see it made. I'd like to direct that a little bit, I guess. Not not that it's some uh, some Broadway production sending Wings of Redemption down a lubricated slip slip and slide, but you I'd think like you could handle it? Direct? Could that? he handle it? No. Yeah, yeah. Like, and action! Oh yeah! All right, really play it up for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big. You're the, you're you're the man, Superman. Yeah. Now, yeah, to the left, to the left. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now slap the chest. All right, now zoom in. We want to see the lube speckle and spray away when he strikes himself. All right, now go close up on the lips. I want to see those those pursed lips of his. Like I love when he gets like real intense. He does a like Donald Trump pursed lip thing. Uh, I loved that when we did the boot camp. That was so much fun. That that was. You seem to have like bipolar thoughts about that. I do. I do. Oh, that was such a good time to. I couldn't fucking wait for that to be over. And it's both. It's both at the same time. So, in one regard, there were moments that were just funny and hilarious, and I'm glad I got to experience them, and I'll always remember them. And the other, there were times when it was really a drag, and uh, and you know, I, I felt like he wasn't giving a hundred percent, and I felt like I was, and I felt like it was. 
I, I honestly felt like it was disrespectful to me because I felt like I was putting so much into this and I'd taken a month of time out of what was kind of a busy time for me to, to do this thing because I'd said I would do it and I, and, I, and I wanted to do what I said and, uh, and I felt like he was like when he wouldn't stick to the diet, I felt really let down and it, it kind of took the steam out of me for the whole thing, kind of soured it for me. But the first two weeks, I had a blast. I really enjoyed it. I was, you know, just, it felt like we were both on the same page and we we're having a great time. Um, and, and the things that, you know, just the little things that, that come along with having Wings of Redemption live with you were just worth doing. I'm glad I did it. I, I probably wouldn't do it again, though. Um, it was, you know, it was a, it was a big commitment. There was a there was a a lot to 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 do on my end of things. Well, if you ever think of a skill that you're really good at that you want to train me in, mm. I'll do a boot camp. Oh. Or I could gain a lot of weight. I could speed eat. Oh, I like that. I, mm. I bet I could gain fifty pounds in four months if I need need be. You well, know? if you ever uh, if you ever want to pull a white boy and just come like uh, crash with me for a month or two, you're more than welcome. We have a good time. You just he just shows up and lives there for ten weeks. Yeah, yeah, he did I, it a while I, back. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, white boy lived with me for like three months, I think, uh, like a whole summer. It was right when he started doing pretty well on YouTube, and he was still living in that really ghetto house in Milwaukee or whatever. And like his car had been broken into, and they would steal like they'd break his window to steal his fucking change and like steal the battery, steal the battery out of the car, shit like that, you know. And uh, and and Kitty was like, you know, won't you get out of there? Come stay with us for a while. It's real <laughs> nice down here. Or whatever she sounds like, and 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 <laughs> so it. like yeah, and, and so like he spent the whole summer with me, and you know, we have a similar like night owl nocturnal sleep schedule, so we'd be out you know chilling with each other till four in the morning every night, and I had a good time with with White Boy. I was sad to see him go. I really was. Whenever because he met Kelly, he kind of like got together with Kelly at my house. She also came and stayed with me for uh, a while, and they kind of got together while they were at my place. And Ooh, then little hanky when, panky at Kyle's house. Yeah, yeah, there totally was. There Not totally the first was. Time. Um, I imagine that to be a house with hanky panky as its middle name. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There was, there's definitely uh, white boy definitely got laid at my house, and uh, but I remember you know when, whenever they they left they kind of left together, and uh, and it was like oh man it's a shame to see white boy go he it's cool having him here because we it we was would like collaborate he's on... on the porch as he's leaving just kind of like. <sighs> No, I drove him to the airport, you know, and wiping you know, your eye a little bit, you know. Yeah, Hello. yeah, yeah. Jack yeah, used to have a term for your house. It was like the house of ill repute or something like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I bet all sorts of things that she wouldn't like go down there. Yeah, yeah, you know, we have a good time. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. we always have a good time. Um, but I just remember, like, it was cool having white. One of the things that I so, so here's one of the things that I think about. The the difference between Wings staying with me for a month versus White Boy staying for a few months. White Boy was always looking for like ways for us to collaborate and like bouncing ideas off me, and I'd bounce ideas off him. And uh, and I don't know. I, I'm in a couple of his videos. Like he did like a kill streak video, and FPS Russia was a kill streak, and and uh, and I helped him film all that stuff, and and vice versa. We worked together on a couple little things, and and I felt like Wings didn't take advantage of any of that. Like I was more than willing to like, you know, work with him and you know make little side videos that weren't us make working out you know if he wanted to do go-karts or if we wanted to like wings redemption rides a bull like we could have made all that stuff happen but he wasn't really into it and you feel like you he know. was kind of a black hole of enthusiasm and ideas i feel like he kind of squandered an opportunity because like when you know we, we both know a little bit about video making and we're both here together with very different styles and ways of going about things maybe we could have collaborated and made like a 
Oh, let's fix our cameras. Yeah. Maybe we could have collaborated and done like a like armed him to the teeth, like Wings of Redemption, like covered in guns or something. Like mm -hmm. you know, he's got a like not to be a, a dick about it, but he's he's a big guy. So like you could cover his whole exterior with guns. It would have been hilarious. But you know, I just I, I just didn't feel like he was into to like exploring anything like that. Uh, I felt like White Boy was always like hey, we could do this thing, we could do that thing, I could be this, you could be that, what do you think about this, what do you, you know, and uh, I just didn't feel like Wings was, was into it that way. <clears throat> hmm. But yeah, I'm definitely glad I did it. It was an experience, right? Like, like I, I don't regret a lot of things that were painful and hurt and sucked at the time because it was a life experience, and you, and you kind of like, oh yeah, I did that thing. You know, well, you never done that? I've done that. Um, and, and that's one of them. <laughs> So let's camera coming back? Can you see me? Let's do the call again. That always. Oh, I can't hear anything me. now. All right, I'm gonna do the call again. Oh, did I not? I did a video call. Hi, oh, there's Taylor. Trying to. Get I can Kyle see you. Here. Yeah, Kyle's having a hiccup. He, he said he couldn't hear us towards the very end. Oh. So I've got one. It's kind of a woody question, so I... We'll let you feel it. Yeah. Is there any particular reason you use the S&P 500 over the total stock market index? I was talking to my dad about it, and he said he uses the total stock market index because there is more diversity. Love PKA, Woody Wednesday, keep up the great work. Well, your dad's not wrong. Um, the difference is the S&P 500 is more or less the 500 largest companies, whereas the total stock market index is like all of them, uh, still proportionately loaded in there. So it has more small caps. I think historically, there's a little more volatility in the total stock market index and a little more performance in the total stock market index. But I like the S&P 500, one, because everyone seems to like choose it. And I guess it just sort of defaulted me to it. But the other, I like really big companies because I feel like they're more global. Whereas if you were to work with smaller companies, then you're more American. And, uh, you know, I don't know. In terms of diversification, you like if you buy Coca-Cola, for example, it might be an American company, but they're selling that stuff all over the planet. So it, it, to me, it's not really just an American investment. It's a, it's a global investment. So yeah, that's, that's my thought process on that. I'm trying to call Kyle back. I'm not great at this. Add people, FPS, add to call, try it again. There he is. What is his picture of? Buongiorno. Is that Shakespeare? Um, that's Shakespeare with a gun, I think. Yay. All right. We've we gone through back. a number of those. You had Bill Burr for a while. You had Hitler. Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. You had Hitler for a few months, I think. I did. I did have Hitler. I got some complaints about that one. Some people don't think the Fuhrer is funny. I, that's ridiculous. Just the <laughs> know, right? whole life, start to finish, one big soundtrack. <laughs> laugh track. Uh, here's Love one. I, you know, it keeps burning my Your hypothetical son is either going to be a habitual weed smoker or a regular steroid user. Which would you prefer? Habitual weed, because he's not going to hurt anybody. He's not going to be, like, falling apart, crying, going into rages, and potentially doing, like, actual damage to his heart, to his liver, to his, uh, to his joints. 
to uh, people around him at bars. The people, he gets a little yeah, irritable. He's not going to get in trouble with law enforcement. I, all right, and you could say uh, the guy with pot could get locked. Okay, but he's not. He's unless he's like like some sort of uh, drug kingpin. He's not going down for ten years or anything. But with this steroid thing, that's you know that's that's also an illegal drug. I'd rather have the pot, I think, because at least I know he's not going to actually do bodily harm to himself. That's exactly I, my rationale. It's is, a tough one. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. It, it's a tough one because it, what, like, what I'm doing in my head isn't fair. I'm saying, like, well, let's say habitual weed smoker. It, it, that also means non-achiever sometimes you know let, let's let, let's assume that habitual weed smoker means that it, it somehow limits uh, the potential that he would have otherwise in the reached. same regard the habitual steroid user might mean guy who kills himself and his wife because that happens on a regular basis right that's the thing and what i was going to say is that what i'm doing is kind of unfair because i'm not an expert so don't take this as you know the pka medical advice is, is terrible but i think that there are people who use steroids and they keep it in control. They have their totally. doses low enough. They cycle on and off in a healthy way. And like, there are probably steroids that someone can do, and it's not going to make you look like an action figure, but it's going to make you the super version of you. Why in my head am I comparing that guy to the guy who smokes weed six times a day and can't get the Cheetos off his fingers? We'll see now. If you're anything, the comparison you're applying... seems like it should be a guy who smokes weed five times a day versus like who's really into pot versus a guy who's really into steroids, both equally into their substance of choice. That exactly. guy who smokes pot is going to be way better off than the guy who's shooting up constantly. And I, and I think what you did there is you, you automatically assume that the, the guy who smokes pot five times a day will be the Cheeto eating like, I know that's what I said. I did. I, I let it off as like, I'm doing yeah. something that's unfair. I'm making the steroid guy, responsible responsible and moderating in this and that and i'm making the weed guy shaggy from scooby-doo you know yeah. and then because we i mean I, I guess you pick somebody like seth rogan uh, maybe it's not fair because because of what he does but i mean the guy he's a writer and a producer that's what he really does and an actor you know with lines and everything and and that guy totally smokes he five certainly times. knows how to balance his responsibilities yeah, and I yeah. feel like there are people like that with both the steroids and the marijuana because I totally know, you know, there's if everybody in baseball, uh, you know, during that huge period of time was doing them, how many like breakdowns did we have? How many like crazy like yeah. I, I know in, in WW uh in the professional wrestling scene, there was the wrestler um god, was it Brett the Hit I don't. I can't remember which one, but there was the guy who, like, from the steroids, killed himself, his wife, and maybe another family member or something like that. And it feels like that's a thing that happens sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah. I feel like but there's no good pothead out there who just so, murders his whole family. I've arrived at my answer. Uh, if it's going to be like the responsible sort of controlled, moderated, whatever then steroids might make him the super him and that would be a better pick if it's going to be a guy who really goes overboard then the downsides of weed are so much less than the downsides of steroids yeah that you'd rather have you know the the real abuser be a pot abuser and i would wager that a guy who's using steroids even responsibly every day by the time he gets to be a 55 year old regular steroid user his body's gonna have gone through some shit there's like a probably terminal 
velocity with the use of that, where afterward it just gets to be just awful. Whereas with pot, he could smoke that and like, yeah, he might not be as successful or something, or maybe he gave into laziness some route in his life, but he's not going to be like on death's door potentially. From I feel like virtually anything in, in moderation is okay. And, and I mean, that applies to heroin. I, I, I mean, honestly, if you think about it. Yeah, like, just good luck with moderation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I, I, I think that like, if you thought that maybe you could do hair, it, I would never do heroin. But if, if someone said, hey, if God comes down and says, hey, I guarantee, like, you're not getting any trouble for this. And uh, don't worry, we're just going to give you a little heroin. But it's going to be a great time. You won't, you'll never want it again. Totally, I'd try the heroin. Like, I, come on, God. We get, you got a hose? I, you got the thing to wrap around my arm? Like, if like, God tells me not? to do any drug, I'm going to do it. Like, there that's... you go. <laughs> the, none of these drugs must be that lethal, right? Because people are using them for years, and they get into trouble, and they ruin their exactly. lives. But sometimes they tell you that this drug is, like, a, a battery acid. Like, the first time you do battery acid intravenously, you die. There and, you go, yeah. And, and they act like that's, you know, oh, yeah, it's just like heroin. No, no. Mm. The, the heroin must be more like, I don't know, you know? Like, the the drugs that a um, an anesthesiologist gives you, right? They're not on the street, but I imagine they're terrible if you take them all the time. Like, have yeah. you guys had surgery? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, like like uh, that's what killed Michael Jackson. They, he was regularly using that anesthetic. Uh, I, I can't remember. That. The, yeah, the, he had this doctor applying a uh, an anesthetic that I think normally you would use to put somebody under to him regularly, uh, and that that's what killed him. There's there's something that before surgery that the doctor gives you so that you're not scared anymore, right? And, mm -hmm. and I've I've had a bunch of surgeries. I can't even name them all, but I, I whatever. I've had Oh, 12? I don't know. Yeah, and, I think I was two. I'm sorry, me. And um, uh, I, like, if you were to be like, all right, what do you got to get that ACL fixed again? One of the first things that would pop into my head is like, oh, yeah. I, before the surgery, it's fucking awesome. Like, they give you something fantastic. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm fine. You know, I have it in moderation, like 12 times a life. Um, but I'm sure that it's awful if you overdo it. Yeah, I, th I think our bodies are really good at dealing with things that aren't necessarily that great for us. Like, uh, I, I think anything in moderation is okay. Um, I, I don't think you're going to get long-term yeah. side effects. And then, it, like Taylor said, sorry to cut you off, good luck in moderation, right? There are some things that just don't lend themselves to being moderate. It seems that way, yeah. And I feel like it's in your environment, too, because I feel like me or you, Woody, could, like, seek out heroin and do it once, and then go back to our normal lives and probably never go back to the heroin again because it's not readily available. Like, we don't know. We don't have a heroin hookup. We don't know where to get some fucking smack. Like, right. like but My if you live in an environment. My doing it, making me yes. think, you know, that I could, I should but if But if every day I get up, take a shower, go into wherever the fuck, and there's Bill and there's Dave and they're both, you, you know. You want to join me? Yeah, they're, they're like, hey, man, we're going to go in the bathroom and shoot up. You want to come? They'd be like, I don't know, maybe a little. Like, like, come on, man, work's dead today. Let's do this. Like, I'm just like... Better hope work is dead if you're about to... Go up there. <laughs> That's what I thought as soon as I said it. I was like, what job are we doing? We're heroin... In the break room every day at the DMV before they open. Honestly, they selling cars. You could, you could totally do that. Like, if it's like a... Let's say it's a Wednesday and it's pouring rain outside and it's cold. 
you might as well shoot up and, <laughs> and get like video i did was it heroin or something else is heroin. that one that starts with an m it's heroin it was There's heroin meth. yeah there's methamphetamine. That's that's yeah. like Breaking Bad. You know that that's that's uh that's speed. I, that's that's like I did the this, opposite of heroin. <laughs> the video I did it it just sounded like the greatest drug in the world. Of course, until it turned south. But it was like you know you, it's five a.m. You're going to work. You're caught in the rain. You're stuck in traffic, and you're happy. You're content. Yeah. There's beauty in every raindrop on the windshield. It's like oh fuck, that's the reality I like. That sounds <sighs> if wonderful. I get to like eighty. I'm just going to go balls to the wall crazy with all that. Just try everything. Just see what, like, by the time I'm 80, I'm going to be almost dead anyway. What's the reason not to just give it a go? Oh, no, you get addicted. You're going to be addicted for the last nine weeks of your life. Yeah, like, if you're terminally ill, go get some, right? If you're yeah. terminally ill, you might be on a lot of cool shit already. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It might be shit that's making you feel even worse, though, you know? You got yeah. cancer and you're on chemo and just, just uh or like, it's like that, cool that's shit. when my my brother had chemo and then there was a pain management team you know there's like a, a group of six people would come in and they're pretty much like you high enough bro like how you doing <laughs> you know and and uh you know how you feeling on this ah does that make you feel like that we got some other shit you can try this um yeah pain management teams are your friend there's a there's a particular drug that comes along with chemotherapy that's for uh, anti-nausea and, and we've talked about it before that it's like a miracle anti-nausea drug oh, and uh, my girlfriend has a prescription for those and it's so great any time or something yes i think that I, that's ringing a, a bell big time um maybe that is Dude, she's got some tramadol incredible. but <laughs> whatever it was uh, i just remember like every time i get sick uh, you know and and i hate being nauseous you know mm -hmm. dizzy headed just just like you you vomit and vomit and vomit and you just just to your coughing up foam basically mm -hmm. i don't know if you've gotten to that level where it's just foam that you're coughing up like bile um and, and then you put, take one of these and like it seems like 10 minutes and you're just like oh thank god Oh, I feel like a normal person again. That's like the coolest drug invented in my lifetime. You know, yeah. the, that's the one where you know it's me. working, right? Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, so I, like I had a surgery when I was, I think it was my broken arm. So I was 17 and I come out of surgery. I'm nauseous. It's terrible. I'm vomiting in this thing. And I had another surgery at 15, same sort of deal. At 19, they go in to remove the tumor that was growing because of the broken arm. And, uh, and I tell them, this is the thing you're supposed to tell them, like, look, this stuff makes me nauseous. So when I come out of surgery, like, be prepared, you know, like have the thing, know that I might vomit on the damn tube or whatever, because I react badly to general anesthesia. And they're like, all right, all right, but we got a plan this time. And uh, I come out, I'm pale, I'm sweaty, I'm clammy, the beads are coming out the forehead. They put that shit in the IV and they're like, how you now? And I'm like, like, oh, well, actually, actually, <laughs> <I'm>, yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't know you could do that. And they're like, yeah, this is new. And, uh, you know, they, they, and now it goes out like I've had um, uh, kids, Colin in particular, even Hope, both of them at one point in their childhood got in this like cycle where they were too sick to eat and drink and then didn't eat and drink and it made them too sick and it was awful and uh you know they're not even wanting a popsicle or something they give them this take the popsicle now the kid's fine again because they've hydrated and yeah it's freaking magic they've cured nausea 
That's where they got you to eat popsicles. Because hmm. it's just water. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> I just was I just like, oh, it's cheap. We can give them to kids. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, oh, no, I'm they're getting idiot. you to drink. Right? <laughs> I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> I never thought about that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying oh. to think what other medications I've taken that I'm instantly like, whoa, that's some good shit. Um Definitely had some painkillers before from the dentist or from, you know, a broken bone here or there that were just very effective. Oh, my dad. That time I accidentally took all those painkillers when I was like 12 or whatever. My dad had these painkillers. I want to say they were called Ultrums. Ultrums? I, I don't know. I, anyway, he had had a, um, a ruptured disc in his back, and uh, they had to go in, and there was a surgery, and they gave him these Ultrums. And they were supposed to, you know, alleviate the pain after surgery. And he didn't like them. They made him really dizzy. Just one of them made him just really loopy, and he didn't care for that a bit. So he, there was a whole bottle of them in there. So I've got a headache or something one night, and I go into the medicine cabinet and, and get what I think are children's Motrin's. Motrin's just like an over-the-counter painkiller. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the children's version is, like, really low dosage. And I was, like, going to have to take, like, six or something. Instead, I took like five or six of these badass painkillers. So I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't feel my lower body from the waist can down. You move I'm, it? Um, I can move it, but I don't know I'm moving it. So I'm kind of stumbling and staggering. Um, like, like I still know how to walk, but I'm getting no like feedback. sensory feedback uh -huh. to to like know how how much you know operate my knees and ankles and what's and, the word and, uh, for that, Taylor? Do you know? To synaptic feedback uh, what to be. have that numbness and not be able to there's got to be a term for it I'm not familiar so I, I get up and I and, and I, I tell my dad I'm like I can't feel my that's the term I was looking for I'm like, I can't feel my lower body I'm like whatever and, I, and, I, and I'm throwing up and I think it's at that point that they're asking me to you know, eat anything or take anything and I tell them and we get the bottles out and realize what I've done and uh, they drove me to the ER and um they didn't pump my stomach, but they gave me activated charcoal oh, uh, yeah. with chocolate milk, which makes you it absorbs uh, toxins and then makes you throw up. And I just remember they had that that fake wood paneling in the uh, in the little ER waiting room I was in, and I could see the devil's face in the in the knots <laughs> in the wood. And I was like, "Daddy, I see the devil in the wall." And he was just like, "It's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's gonna be okay, doctor." He sees the devil! <laughs> Satan's in here! That would be awful at that age. Yeah, it was. Set, but that was for my eardrum bursting, and it was not fun. Just feel itchy. I don't get those pills, how people get addicted to it. Yeah, like, it's just, that's... It's not pleasant. I didn't think it was pleasant at all. I, I, I bet... You know what I bet would be a good pill to take is the stuff they give heroin addicts. Um, uh, I can't remember... Methadone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, methylamine was in my head from Breaking Bad. I'm like, it's real expensive. They steal it <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I just watched that episode where uh, I, my girlfriend never seen Breaking Bad, so we're going oh, through it. Uh, just got 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 through that episode. I, I Billy love... Burr on the the tracks. Yeah, man. Like like I did. I wasn't as big of a Bill Burr fan the first time I watched Breaking Bad, uh, but obviously I am now, and I've rewatched the whole series virtual. I'm I'm like season five, episode nine currently, so getting there. And uh, and Bill Burr's got like three or four good episodes for sure. I, I really liked him as the sort of the uh, the EPA inspector guy. That was really funny. 
Um, but but every little every time I see him on there, I'm like, ah, oh, great, Bill Burr is on there. Let's 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 see if I I'll pay really close attention, see if he's got any jokes. He snuck in there. Uh, yeah. He's like, ah, good thing you stopped. It'd have been in Pancake City out here. Yeah, that's like just an awful joke that he would yeah. never say. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering that. I was thinking, I was like, did he write any of this? Is I don't know. I, I I was surprised to see him in there because it's like I don't see him doing any other acting stuff. I'd like to know the genesis of him getting on yeah. that show and uh, and everything. But I, I definitely enjoy him in that role. You know uh, that it wasn't his joke writing, because if that were it, like when it slowed to a stop, he would have got out and be like, "Ah, oh, fucking women, am I right?" Like just. <laughs> but you thought I was a, but you thought I was a bride in here, huh? <laughs> yeah, big surprise. <laughs> yeah, that was a that's a great episode. Like that that whole like heist they pulled off and everything, and then he shoots the fucking. Oh, I'm not gonna spoil fucking Breaking Bad. I don't know what yeah, I'm doing. Do Breaking Bad's great though. If you've never seen Breaking Bad, but it's uh, top five shows of the last five years on television, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a piece of television gold. So check that shit out on Netflix. dot com slash Woody. <laughs> Television's better than it's ever been before. Totally. It's. I don't even think it's debatable. Yeah, and 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 I think we're missing out on a few good shows. Like, have you guys ever watched Justified? No. no. That's a good show. It's a, it's a pretty good show. I'm kind I mean, of waiting for Fargo to uh, to finish, and then I can binge oh. watch it. Do you know how Fargo's long it's going to be for season three? No. 2017. Oh, so like Rick and Morty. Yeah, like Rick and Morty. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. That's so. gonna suck. I want more Rick and Morty right now. I love that show. I've Just finished up. Everybody kept being like, "Yeah, go to CartoonNetwork.com and watch it for free." And it's like I don't want to watch on a device. I I just bought. I, I think yeah, I bought it on Amazon. It was 20 bucks for the season, and I'll support Rick and Morty team. Like that's a fucking awesome cartoon. I saw. Um, Amazon has this thing about how they're like re-encoding their entire library to save bandwidth it's netflix i thought or is amazon doing it as well it's netflix i made a mistake and uh and i read it and like i was just trying to glean all the technical details from it it's fucking shit like it was totally disappointing it was like if they had said hey we're going to h265 or v9 encoding and we're going to just give you better quality for the same bandwidth or same quality for less bandwidth, I'd be like, hey, that's an actual improvement. Fantastic. But instead what they said was, well, we feel like you can't tell the difference with mm-hmm. certain shows. And my little and they're wrong. My Little they, Pony's they, the one they kept mentioning, right? Well, but animation in particular, like you can see it. Like, like uh, I was watching Rick and Morty the other night and the bandwidth dropped a little. And I was like, ooh, this looks like shit. And then it picked right back up, and I was like, whoa, that's a massive difference. Like, when it does that with uh, with live action, it's like, eh, I wish I had a better picture. But with Rick and Morty, it seemed like I was going from an old-school aspect ratio shit to mm-hmm. shit-tier TV to, like, oh, look at... Because the, you know, animation, the details are drawn. It's an actual fucking line. Mm-hmm. So if, if that blurs a little bit, then, like, that line doubles in size. Your resolution drops in half. And, and and when it sharpened up, it everything became so much more crisp and, and beautiful. But yeah, I, I read I read about that, and I and I, just, uh, I doubt I gleaned as much as you did, but I could see that it was not a great thing. Right? Yeah, they're just and they're like, we can go from scene to scene, you know, because like it, they they kept pulling out as an extreme My Little Pony and an Avengers fight scene. An Avengers mm-hmm. fight scene has a lot of detail in it. You know, if you think about a crumbling building, how many like I, I, articles? I, if I were to take uh, just a blue sky, right? 
not a real blue sky, one that has lots of graduations and, you know, sunset or whatever, but a mm-hmm. cartoon blue sky, which might literally be like someone clicking the paint bucket fill, you know, in the yeah. background. That compresses really, really well. You know, if you're thinking about what compression is, it's sort of just describing the picture in a different way. And you could say, all right, yeah, whole fucking thing blue. Compress yeah. that down into a small bit of data, and, and that's that. Whereas a crumbling building, something that's mid-fall, there's so much to tell you. Like, it doesn't compress very well at all. What they do is they just take it in blocks and say, all right, these four are this. So you lose resolution. You lose detail in it, but they, it's, you know, it's easier to send. Anyway, I'm just in my head. I was like, no, like more efficient encoding. I'm on your side. Shittier encoding because you can't tell on certain shows. You lost me. You lost me. And, you know, you say we can't tell, but when 4K rolls along, then we'll be able to see more detail than we did before. And you can tell. I don't know. I just, I was so disappointed. I, I thought that it was going to be something cool and it's something yeah. anti cool. I felt the exact same way. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, I bet we're getting more for less. No, we're getting less for less. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's that. That's not nice. I don't want that. I wonder if I can see Star Trek tomorrow. Mo- I'm Star Wars tomorrow morning. That'll make someone mad. <laughs> I wonder if like there's some 10 a.m. showing that's not filled up. Do you have a Fandango app? Yep. Uh, I have a Fandango website. I think they're all gonna be packed tomorrow. Really? I'm I just bet. hoping kids are in school. People, adults are in work. That there's some 10 a.m. showing that that I'm cool with. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, not the Carmike 15. Not going there. I, I saw sense. Creed there, and too many black people, right? That's what you said. It's not what I said. <laughs> it's what I no, implied. What you said. Yeah, I don't. I don't use the word that you said. No. Uh, oh, <laughs> you don't use the word. The people there talk during the film, and the one I, woman practically held a comedy routine. You know, going back and forth with the screen. Yeah. What do you use the J word? I haven't heard that used. I don't even like... know what J word might be. Well, it's a silent J, to be fair. So. <laughs> What could you even be talking about? There's no way. (laughs) You really don't know the J word? I really don't. You, Taylor? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know Django. (laughs) That's? It's a D word, right? Yeah, yeah. The D is silent. Oh, I do know that word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's some old time family racism like, <laughs> it's, it's a shame racist uh, ra- race, racial slurs are so uh, uh, out at this point in time because they're such fun words if you take away the you know the, the cultural impact and yeah. know, holding back a race of people and everything just the words themselves are fun I like curse words and I don't feel like I should have to be excluded from that whole branch of curse words like I can say fucking cunt and cum slut faggot cock but I can't say can't say jigaboo, and, and I don't like that because it's a funny word. That's the you J word. You should be able to make f- people feel bad at every turn. <laughs> no, if that makes you feel bad, you didn't have much of a self-esteem to start with. <laughs> you work on yourself, not worried about what I'm saying. Just mean-spirited to walk around and just say things like that to people for no reason. <laughs> it's all fun right. words. That's all. I don't want to like run around calling people that name. I just no, think so. it's not. I think it's just a fun. They're they're fun words to like to to bandy about and and uh, and uh, and pick apart and have fun with. I like curse words. They're good. 
I saw there was a study that I guess you know the, there was sort of an old wives' tale. I suppose that people who cursed a lot are less intelligent than the rest of the population, and they. I don't know how they, uh, what kind of study they did. Yeah, or what, what kind of methodology of, is that? Right? Like, uh, but um, they found that there was no correlation between lots of cursing and uh, any, any lack of intelligence or, or, uh, or anything like that. So someone who's dropping F-bombs every other word isn't necessarily uh, uh, a moron. Yeah. yeah. Here's a yeah, movie some like called the, the Regal North Hills like, Movie and Grill. Is it possible that it has like nice tables and I could eat nice food there? It's not going to have tables, but all of these theaters are moving in this direction where like it'll have a big recliner seat. Oh. It'll have something that rotates in front of you. Tell me it'll more. Have a menu where you can be like, "Oh, I'll have uh, a blue moon and I will have the chicken <laughs> fingers or a burger." And they just yeah, bring it right to you. Bom, 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 bom. All of a sudden the lights come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> Williams party of six, your table is ready. Williams party of six. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? R two D twos on there. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Like, like lights come on again. Like like who had who had the steak? Who had the beef Wellington? Beef Wellington. Like they're walking around with fe- with fajitas sizzling like right past you. As, oh yeah, as, no, no fajitas. That would be that would be the worst <laughs> food to get. That's <laughs> <laughs> just going overboard. So at, at the at the Mall of Georgia at the uh, at the IMAX uh, place, they have you know they got basic food at the place. They got burgers and fries and chicken sandwiches and Cinnabon and and all and all that stuff. So. I don't feel like you need anything above that. I don't want to have an actual like meal while I'm at the movies because everybody else has silverware, right? Everybody else is like knife and fork. Most of it is like hand food though. Oh yeah. Like for this one, like you'd have to be a real douche to be like, Oh yeah, I'll have a steak well done with a ceramic plate and a sharp knife. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm imagining like, I don't know, chicken Parmesan, right? Like that, that's a meal that I'm just, making up that might be served at one of these places I, I i don't i feel like that makes a lot of noise and like the people are like you know it, it's a new thing right so people are like yeah it's really good yeah you want a bite no have a bite have a bite no 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 it's 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 no it's it's not that hot no 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 it's not no it's not spicy no yeah oregano i think there's oregano in there Who and is this again? is that a basil leaf you're like shut the fuck up <laughs> I, 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 that's how i, I felt I, at the car mic and there were no food at all yeah no food free <laughs> well yeah. they brought their own there was a bucket of the colonels make, making it around, i'm sure <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that's it was popeyes it was popeyes <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, no, like the the <laughs> I won't ruin the movie Creed, but there's a scene in which uh, they already did. <laughs> the, there's a fight scene, and as you might guess, the boxer's you know running through his you know highs and lows, and they're just going back and forth, engaging in the dialogue. You know, you better get up, you better do this, you better you know, you look terrible, and whatever. And it's just like everyone in the theater is laughing except for me, who's like secretly wishing he was in a fist fight with her. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, and look, in modern society, there's nothing to be done for that scenario. I don't feel like. Yeah, no guns in the theater anymore. Because because you might be dealing with a fucking idiot who will escalate things, and it's like, do you really want to get in a fist fight? That's what I said last week when the, when there was the couple who were being really loud. It's like, yeah, I could say something, but what's my end game if the dude st- stands up and wants to throw down here in the middle of this fucking like Katniss Everdeen movie? Like, am I going to fist fight this dude right now? He's a big dude. Can he go to jail for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I going to jail tonight just to prove a point? 
like I, I mean the movie was only 40 bucks like 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 i bet bail's gonna be a little more and then mm. you know and, and i might get my ass kicked right here too this is a big fucking dude it's just not gonna end well but i want to be like hey sh- would you would you tell her to shut her cock holster would, would, would you just calm her the fuck down or be like i i i really would just if 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 I'm God, right? Like if I can just do whatever the fuck I want, nobody can say shit. I want to just spit right in her mouth. I want to wait until she like opens her big fucking mouth to say another word, and I want to have a loogie saved up, and I want to be like like eyeballing her, right? And just waiting for her to open that big fucking yap of hers again, and just and just just spit a loogie right in her mouth, and just slap the shit out of her, and I want to piss on him. That's what I want, because I want to pull a Wings of Redemption up there and piss on somebody. It, you are all God, I want to do. the most intelligent, sentient being in the universe, <laughs> yeah. and you want to spit in her mouth. I and, just want to like, slide her a business go, card that says spit. shut so your cock like holster. Right? A just, meteor. Just, just pass it on, <laughs> you know, like, shh. I want the card. lights to come up. I want the projectionist to, like, stop the movie. I want to, like, be like, I, I want the rest of the crowd to see what happens. I no, want a fortune I, I, cookie. So... You should hand them a fortune cookie, right? They'll like excitedly open it and be like, shut your cock holster. Honey, look at this. And, it, and they'll all go through and observe the I fortune. I would rather hand them a flaming bag of shit. I, I, <laughs> I, I hate it. So it's so disrespectful. And I feel like in this like day and age, it's like, don't you realize like there's so much in pop culture making fun of the fact that that, that like black people talk during movies that if I'm a black person, it's like Dave Chappelle said, like, like not wanting to eat fried chicken in public. It's like I don't want to uh, to, to live out to play out a stereotype in real life. Like if, if, if that's me, I don't want to be be a loud person in a movie if I'm black. I don't want people looking at me and be like, yeah, told you it's true. I was in the minority though, right? Because everyone else was laughing at her jokes and thinking it seemingly felt like it added to the movie. Like their experience was better in the same way that we loved it. Um, Remember we went to the UFC fight in Chicago and people were cheering. It was almost like going to a sports Sporting event. Yeah, it was a sporting event. And the fact that, you know, people were pulling for their different fighters and stuff, it added to the atmosphere that I enjoyed. I felt like to these guys her talking to the screen added to the atmosphere of this movie so yeah. i can't imagine a situation where i would appreciate someone speaking that loudly in a movie yeah. theater in the same regard as, as i hate it with you're in a stand-up show and someone starts trying to add to the jokes it's like shut the fuck up you paid to be here he's getting paid to be here there's a reason that 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 that, that is is the case all right like you're an orthodontist He's a fucking comedian. You shut the fuck up. Let him do his thing. And at the movies, like, I paid to hear every word of that dialogue and to see every frame of that movie. And if you st- every one of them you steal from me is pissing me off another penny worth. Like, like, like whatever it is, I paid $40 for this, for this two hours, and every second of it has a monetary value, and, and, and I can't get it back. I'm going to go watch two hours of this shit just to miss the scene that you ruined, you stupid bitch. I, I really hate it when people talk during movies. And then and you're she so was angry. She did, it goes, and she's like, ah, let's see what Becky's doing. And it's just like, are you insane? Like, are you a caricature of an annoying person? Because you're perfect. You're the I, I hate it. I, I hate it so much. I I, I wish there was like something to be a social experiment to try and bait racists out there where they wouldn't show like what she was actually doing and then if you had got up and been like you are you're all like this like yelled something and then they would like this take that my pacemaker yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, that keeps me alive since the war <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Sometimes my breathing apparatus makes noise. I just try to live the way I can. <laughs> yeah, something like that would happen. This just completely. Dude, there's a lot of showtimes open tomorrow at this place. Like five, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's twelve showtimes open. I want to see it. Uh, I I, I want to see. Uh, I want to see what J.J. Abrams has done with this thing because I, I've said it before, but I'll say it again for those of you may, may not hear. I don't think there's ever been a good Star Wars movie. Period. I don't think any of them are good. Um, none of them. None of the Star Wars movies ever have that have been made are good movies. I think that it's an amazing story and a really great premise. The the whole space pirate thing. The characters themselves oh, are Star Wars. Did you? Star Wars is what I'm talking about. I think about. you said it right. I just heard yeah, it wrong. Sure. Yeah. But 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 I'll tell you what. Like you go back and watch Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker facing off in those lightsaber battles and stuff, and it is lame as shit. Especially when you know the the mythology, the story behind those characters, and what they're supposed to be capable of, and what their you know what their re reflex is, and their 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 control of the Force, and all the abilities they have, and and their physical capabilities, and all that. And uh, it's just shit. It's shit tier. The best Star Wars content as of right now, excluding Episode 7, is the Clone Wars animated series that's on Netflix. That's amazing. It's great stuff. It's everything that I wanted from the Star Wars movies. And it's like adult animation. I love it. But those Star Wars movies suck. The, 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 especially the Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Those are scum. Um, and the originals <laughs> that were made in the 70s, uh, the, sec the, the first one is cheesy and really poorly made if you ask me the the second one uh is a is a decent movie and a lot of cool stuff happens and i almost like it uh the third one is shit the third one is absolute shit tier the whole idea of these fucking imperial troopers who are clones of, of boba fett the most hard-ass motherfucker in the galaxy supposedly though that's very debatable if you uh, the fact that those guys are getting taken out by those little munchkin motherfuckers is just teddy bears teddy bears it's like i could take out the entire species when they are 15 and you just sit down a a, a, a huge squadron of guys with those at, at at things those walker big those big walker things there's like two yeah. walker things like huge squads of these stormtroopers they they got the hover bike things whatever those are called and they they got communication radios like you know they're they're up in space looking down they got recon and somehow the teddy bear bears come in and whip their ass like it's hmm. it's it takes I, I talk about suspension they of disbelief had knowledge of slingshots Kyle oh they they were cave people and <laughs> yeah. like, like, they they weren't even cave people they were cave teddy bears I I really hate that it it when when you when you're playing to the 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 children when, when, when your whole goal is, is is all about how can we sell a new toy mm -hmm. let's make some speeder toys let's make sure that we can make a video game out of this let's make sure the seven to ten year old audience is is uh is a is uh you know played to then you, you're not getting my approval like like all those star wars movies are shit and, and i mean go back and watch them just go back and watch them and tell them that they they hold you captivated the way like star trek uh the first star trek reboot that jj abrams did God, it's just amazing right from the beginning with the mm -hmm. you got the huge scene, crazy stuff happening. It's it's amazing. And then I'll, and and you know the the music everything from the music choices to the way it's shot. There's not a there's it's edited so well. You don't feel like there's a bunch of fat left. He always on. this is interesting. So Star Wars traditionally has a lot of downtime, 
right? If you think about how much time is spent talking about like imperial politics and Senate voting and bullshit like that, someone being happy or unhappy, or, there's a lot of slow dialogue and politics. I like politics and I can't stand Star Wars politics. On the other hand, J.J. Abrams keeps that shit moving. If he has something to tell you, like if you think about the um, the conversations between like the Doctor and Kirk or Spock and Kirk, they're always happening while a ship is crashing, and there's you know the cameras and the people are speed walking through blo shit blowing up, and or you know, maybe they're just in a bay where they're like repairing you know, smaller ships or something like that. Sparks are flying. People are speed walking. The whole thing is paced quickly. If they can do a Star Wars and remove all that sleepy time bullshit, that'd be a pretty amazing movie. Take all the kids shit out of it. Take that it too. out. Like, mm -hmm. like, I hate it. I hate it. And I know they won't. I know they won't. I, I, I'm really... They I, might. I'm going into this and I'm thinking coin flip. Like, like mm. if this is some sort of... If it even reminds me at all, if there's a Jar Jar Binks type character, if there's anything silly or goofy or any caricatures of Jamaican accents or fucking, if there's if there's some ridiculous Australian fucking uh, alien or something who who keeps making who's got a pouch and like surfs or something, like I'm just gonna blow my brains out. It's, or if he even has that accent, like that wouldn't yeah. that irritate the shit out of you if he's like. Oh, that's uh, you know, Wild Pete. He gets us all the the space money we need, and he comes over. All right, who am I talking to over here? It's like, oh no, the Imperials. Yeah, Jedi. My father hey, no, told me Jedi. about you. Yeah, like, yeah. No. It's yeah. that would it would take me out of the moment immediately. Keep those fucking kangaroo humpers out what, of my I Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be dark and gritty. I want my Star Wars oh, bad guy to be. That. A I want my Star Wars bad guy to be a demigod. I want him to be like and Thor. I want my with good lightsaber. guys to be flawed. Uh, yeah, I, I want I want I want my bad guy to be Thor with a lightsaber. I want my good guy to be to to be flawed, to have issues, to have to have to be a bit gritty himself. And I want him to fucking kill some shit when the shit hits the fan. I want him to get mad. I want him to like. To, to maybe like occasionally go over to the dark side of the forest and fucking put some lightning on some people. What if what if that what if Luke Skywalker did that? What if yeah. he like what if he's like 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 got that hooded thing on and he's just sitting there like hands crossed in front of him and he's like surrounded by like a thousand bad guys and all of a sudden he starts like going super scion or whatever and like hits the 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 dark force lightning on all of them and he's making eyeballs pop out of heads like indiana jones style faces melting claymation that's what i want right you know like like luke skywalker's that. trying to get some <laughs> shit done he does some like raise the lost ark face melting and they're like how'd you just do that and that eh, was for the greater good and then you and the audience get to determine whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy whether this is for the greater good i want him to kill things that aren't robots or clones Thank where, you. like, he has plausible deniability of, well, he's still a good guy. He only killed, like, a lawnmower for all intents and purposes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want, him to be, I, want, I want him to just indiscriminately, like, I want him to be kind of, like, waving that lightsaber around in his spare time, not caring who he kills with it. I, I love the lightsaber. I love the idea of it. Um, I, I, I remember in high school us discussing how a theoretical lightsaber would work with the, the you know, electromagnetic field controlling a superheated plasma, which is like four stage, four stage of matter. It's superheated gas, what the sun's kind of made out of in a way. That'd be cool. You yeah, know, I got some in my microwave from time to time. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. a form of it, right? But, but, like, but like if you had a superheated plasma, let's say it's burning in there, 
12,000 degrees or something like that. It's contained in the magnetic field. You can shape it however you want. You can change the length and everything. And that's an incredible, cool I'm way out of my depth. I I want to see him do something kind of like an American sniper where he's looking, you know, when he's looking through the scope and he sees the kid and he's like, no, 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 no. I want to see that where, like, he's there with his lightsaber, the hero, and he sees a kid pick up, like, a blaster and, like, be aiming it at the bidding of the bad guys towards like a compound of explosives <laughs> and he has to be like no no and then eventually he just has to do that jedi sword throw decapitate the child and it comes back and there's a big growing moment for him where he realized he had to do it for the greater good but it's very brutal what very if that brutal. was the australian jedi like he threw his like a boomerang <laughs> he had to <laughs> Let me feel this one, Luke. <laughs> Think about that boomer saber. <laughs> He's just like got a koala who like talks yep. on his shoulder. <laughs> That's a character. George Lucas just just heard that and he's like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Think of the little baby koala toys. This would be great. I heard George Lucas gave some, I heard Lucas gave input on the new Star Wars and they just completely ignored him and shut him out of the process. Yeah. And I was encouraged by that. Me too. I feel Me like too. anything that fat fuck says should just be ignored and written off. I, I wish people would go get him and like beat him up. I want bad awful. For, yeah. I, I think he's bad. I think he's bad at making movies and he should feel bad. He's just uh, God. I, and, and I, I see like in Money War. I, I see like you know the little things like Jar Jar is really the key to this movie. <laughs> Compromise your artistic fucking scruples to, to make that goddamn cartoon not even making good movies. dollars the toys like, like if he was like look you know we need to make a great movie so that this thing really profits i'd be like knock yourself out that's great but no he just makes shithole fucking awfulness yeah i uh i, I don't like george lucas uh, i don't uh, like him i he didn't give the aliens like alien accents he just would give the aliens different accents from people on earth which i didn't like so or lame. Like, he's just so like those lame. ones. They were Asian. The ones who sold the clones, like hyper hyper Japanese. Ooh, and then welcome to a clone planet. We are cloning very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and basically, yeah, what it was like. It was basically like that. And then Jar Jar Binks was just kind of racist. Great dishonor. <laughs> um, I-, I hated it. I hated it. it uh, it's such shit. It's so bad, and that Hayden Christensen kid. I don't even want to go into it again. But Star Wars sucks, man. Star Wars sucks, and it's always sucked. But it's a great story, and they got a lot to build on. And I hope J.J. Abrams has has done something amazing. Because if he has, I feel like he cements himself at, in, in like a whole new tier of directors. He's close anyway. He's done amazing right. things. But I feel like he he gets this. He establishes another franchise, another multi billion dollar trilogy franchise, which is what this is surely going to be, right? This thing's going to clear fucking $5 billion between three movies by the time it's all said and done. And if he is 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 the head of that, if he spearheads that and does that, then he's on another tier. He's on another level with guys like Spielberg. and A part of me is like, hey, J.J. Abrams, can you do Star Trek 2? I know, I know, it's a side thing, but I really like what you do there. You know, just keep it going. He produced... It, it's so funny. Um, I... Uh, I, he's producing the uh, the third Star Trek, and I think they're playing that up a lot, and they're really downplaying uh, who the actual director is. Is it M Night Shyamalan? Or whatever. No, hopefully not. <laughs> it's not. It's not uh, M Night Shyamalan. We're in a simulator the whole time. They're not even in space. This is Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
we were in Screech's dream the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is the end of my beard. Uh, I, 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 Jackie, I think I need to shave it like Monday or something, Tuesday. So I wonder if you, you should sell the hair to, to fans. See what, That's see what they, disgusting. That is horrible. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I took my sound, uh, my, my lab mic off the other day, it ripped out like a bunch of chest hair. And uh, and Chad was like, "Oh, these are worth a lot of money online," and like put it in his pocket real quick, like as a joke. And uh, and it reminded me of how uh, I saw Britney Spears use chewing gum on eBay one time, and there was a bit of a news story about it. And I guess the guy had proof that it was hers, and she tossed it in a can. And they were selling her used bubble gum, like chewed chewing gum, for an, a crazy amount of money. And, would you? What would I you feel pay like for? I grew a beard. It's, you totally it's, did grow a beard. Yeah, it is undeniably like a beard. It could be thicker ahead. here. It, it's thicker than it looks. It's all blonde and red and stuff. But uh, I'm looking at this action here, and that's just a beard. It's yeah. Like, I don't think if I saw me looking – like if I just ran across me today and saw me sitting at a table at a restaurant, I wouldn't be like, oh, he's trying to grow his beard out. No. Grew a beard. Mission accomplished. Did a thing. Yes. Yeah. Kyle, forge your head with me. I, just... Sure, sure. I'll keep it going for a little while. Um, I, I got a little more going on than say a Joe Lozon might. I think. I, I think. Ah, uh, yes, Joe Lozon uh, is good at fighting, terrible at beard growing. Just yeah, dreadful. Yeah. I, I I got Joe beat in that regard. That and competitive eating. Those two. Those are my two. Uh, yeah, you guys better gross, than Joe at gross burgers. Kind of. <laughs> oh, so gross. Lukewarm. Oh, so, shit. Warm my ass. They were just. They were like room temperature uh, i said lukewarm dry. but i guess that was over, an overestimate as well yeah they were so dry there was nothing mm. on them it was just cheese and meat and bread i needed some mustard on that shit mm. i just remember choking down an entire half of a burger in one gulp just to make sure i could because that's what that's how i won right like i forced myself to swallow something i shouldn't be, have been able to swallow because there's just no you know that's what i like about you sometimes you got to do that to get a headline you know? Yeah, <laughs> I wish I, Taylor and I both went there. <laughs> I a little bit, and we're both like eating and chewing at uh -huh. roughly the same speed. And I was like, the only way I'm going to get ahead is if Just I do something that he's down. not willing to do, and that's not chew enough. That swallow a piece that's too big to swallow. And so, like, I put a half of a burger in so my the, mouth. The, the, the secret to your success was less teeth and yeah. just just and more, swallow more, and more lube. I I, mm -hmm. I like. Put that, put half a burger in my mouth, chewed like chomp, 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 poured water and just swallowed and just tried to fight the gag reflex. Yeah. Like, I could feel the lump yeah. going down, you know. I, I think your audience appreciated it. Yeah, I d definitely did. I, uh, I, I came out with the, with the, the W mm -hmm. and then I uh, purposefully went and vomited around the corner so that I could have a real meal because I didn't want my my like Chicago night out meal, uh, night out on the town meal to be those crusty fucking disgusting cheeseburgers. That was so awful. He's probably watching Star Wars right now. Yeah, yeah. It is. Or it's over. Yeah, I've had a couple people text me. That's what they're doing right now. They're in line somewhere. They're going in. Yeah, whatever. See mine in the morning. I think I'm gonna get out there. Yeah, I maybe I will too. I'm definitely gonna get it watched soon-ish because I'm afraid of spoilers, and you know Especially the nature being us right like i just feel like you know you, you can't hit twitter or something at the risk it's mostly like like i i feel like i'm good at like taking context clues and, and like oh shit that's what that picture means like if i see a frame and like a, and i see that it's an it's like red it's a lit up red uh thing and spoiler alert or whatever 
uh, I can instantly be like, oh, that image plus the fact that they're saying it's a spoiler plus the fact that I can see a lightsaber. Now I know. Now I, all I needed to see was that one image and this guy holding a red lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, shit, now it's ruined. So I got to be super careful because I feel like I'm, I guess, a little more intuitive than the average person. I, I, like I can pick up on some shit. I have a different... Um, I, it, it, I feel like it's not that I'm not intuitive, although that's a possibility. Uh, sometimes it's just that my standard of proof is really high. Uh, you know, like I've talked about it on, um, on the show before with regards to like, this food makes me sick. You know, Jackie will be like, I ate this, I got sick, this food makes me sick. I'll be like, you know, we need to do it two more times to control for variables, right? Like, you know, maybe there was a passing cloud. Maybe I ate two things. Maybe, you know, maybe, yes, I've had saltines 10,000 times in my life, but this saltine was the bad one. You know, like, it, I, I just, I don't, and, and Jackie hates it when she talks to me. She'll, she'll, like, say, you know, she, 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 and then the next she refers to someone else. And she's like, you know, all my friends are able to follow me. But I, in my heart, I never jump to conclusions. You, know, you need to disambiguate all your direct objects when you talk <laughs> to me. It's the beer. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, it, so it, I feel like I'm not dumb. I just require, you know, you have to take away all the uh, ambiguous references. You have, to, you have to really prove it. Mm-hmm. remove all the other controls or all the other variables so you only have controls and then I know for sure that's my there was I, I, wish I, could remember the, I wish I could remember the movie but there was just this movie where like Chiz and I both knew that we were dealing with a married couple and uh, and you were like they're married how do you know and we're like well you know the, the rings on their fingers and you know they're sleeping in the same bed and the pictures on the wall and you know, driving on the same driveway, and you're like, "Well, none of that really says that they're married." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Did you see him walk down the aisle? That's how you know for sure. I don't see the movie birth, uh, movie marriage certificate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I need to see some documentation. I need some movie proof. Okay. I, I, I feel like I could do better in you know what I call jumping to conclusions, what you call putting the pieces together, because uh, I'm I'm my, my standard bird, my burden of proof is way too high. And, and I miss stuff that, you know, that probably not supposed to. But I also, I wonder if there's other computer programmers out there that this has happened to their head, that they just, you know, purposely don't fill in all the blanks. because Yeah, I'm, there's subtext there that, that sometimes you don't pick up. I'm trying to think, like, oh, did, did you pick up in Bone Tomahawk that, that, um, that Miss, Mrs. O'Dwyer had been raped many times? I think I did pick up on that. I forget what the the context seems like. It would be an easy thing to pick up on. Well, he asks how many how many there are, and she kind of she 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 has a hard time getting it out. But she's like, you know, she tells him the number. It's like a dozen or something, and 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 it was implied by by her having you know being emotional while explaining the number of 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 guys there were was that she was counting how many had raped her, and that's how she knew how many there were. And well, they, but, but but no one says that you just kind of they didn't to, say like, it. But and, and then when she res, when they responded to her number, I felt like there was a certain like shadow over it. Like the, like the other people weren't analytical. Like oh eleven right gotcha. No no I felt like that no they yeah, picked up on it they too. picked up and that was that helped me pick up on it. They were like and it's yeah. like ooh you know that this is. It's been a rough eleven or twelve. I liked Bone Tomahawk a lot. I I, I really enjoyed that. I felt like it, it 
movies don't surprise me often. Movies don't catch me off guard often. But the violence displayed in the last act of that movie, I was like, whoa, oh, hang on a minute. What am I watching here? This is different than, I, than what I thought I was getting. Movies are so formulaic now. And so, you know, A, B, C, D, E, uh, right, down the, right, down the, right, down the, right down the middle, you know, you, you kind of know what's going to come. That I, I love that movie just for that fact. And but I thought the acting was great. I like Westerns. And the main characters showed a determination that got me excited. Yeah. I, I don't want to ruin anything, but the... In the first couple minutes of the film, a person goes missing, and then they go to get her or him, and uh, and then the the effort of going for that rescue is a lot tougher than you might guess, and they're so determined. Like you, and there was no weak link in there. You know, you'd think there would be. You know, there's one guy who seemed like he was a little slow or something, but he was not a weak link. There were no weak Shut links. Out. They were. It was a great movie. I, that's yeah. why I enjoyed it. My dad watched it. Uh, I had recommended it to him, and he and he found it on there. He liked it a lot. Um, uh, I, I really enjoyed that thing. I don't know what else to say about it. I, I really want to see, um, you know, the Hateful Eight. I really want to make that happen. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee opens on Samuel Christmas. L. Jackson, Kurt Russell. I um, looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I'm much more excited about that than I am Star Wars. If I had to pick one, it'd be The Hateful Eight. Oh, me too. The people involved in The Hateful Eight seem very proud of it, and that's selling it to me. I don't know what it's about, other than I guess I know something it's about. Um, but I know it's a western, and I know that uh, there's a bunch of there's eight people, and they don't fully trust each other, and etc. And uh, but the, everyone in it seems to think they made a masterpiece. I hope so. I hope so. And, yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the Tarantino interview on uh, on Stern. What of it? I heard. Uh, I I'll get around to hearing the rest of it later in the week. But it's really cool uh, to hear him talk about that stuff. Apparently, Adam Sandler was supposed to be the bear Jew in Inglorious Bastards, but at the time he was he was filming funny people and couldn't do it. But that that role was written for Sandler, and I can't. That would have been awful. I don't know. I don't know if it would have or not because it, like you think about. Like, you know, Eli Roth in that role, it was pretty... Sandler can do the Boston accent, too. He's really good at it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. Like. It, it might have changed. Like, it, I assume... I have, I have faith in Tarantino, so I assume that uh, you wouldn't get the water boy in that performance, right? That they he would get yeah. something out of Anna Sandler that you don't typically get in his shitty movies. So... Maybe maybe something cool would have happened. Maybe Sarah, maybe Adam Sandler would have turned a corner and stopped making shitty movies, but instead he just makes movies that suck so bad they're sponsored by Dirt Devil. Have you ever seen Punch Drunk Love? No. no. All right, so let's watch. Joke there, Woody. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> let's watch a minute of uh, Punch Drunk Love. Okay. Uh, what you need to know about this is that Adam Sandler's character is um, he's a he has a hard time in life. He, he has a hard time with, uh, with like relationships and, and like sharing emotions and stuff and dealing with emotion. Uh, but he loves this woman very much. Are you ready? Yes. Ready, set, play. These men did this to them on purpose. Uh-oh. Does she die? 
Are we supposed to know that? Anyway, I'll watch. No, she's fine. Why'd he give that to him? He's done with him. <laughs> Last guy was a kid. Well, that's interesting. It's an interesting movie. Uh, I think it's one of his best. I really like that movie. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Um, uh, like lots him. of good acting. Lots of awkwardness and sort of... It's a bit slow-paced at, time, at times. I mean, you've got to appreciate the acting in the movie to, to get on board with it. But it's a love story about a guy who's, who's not emotionally stable. Um, he, 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 he doesn't go water boy on you at all. But he's a guy who, like, always right below the surface is this violent temperament where he can he's just not emotionally stable and he can lose it he can go bipolar and just come unglued really quickly um i saw and, a good movie today um odd thomas have you seen it uh never even heard of it uh, odd thomas is on netflix right now um i i think i found it one day i was on like rotten tomatoes or something and they have filters for just netflix where you can find highly rated stuff Stuck it in my like watch later queue, and today I just tried it. The guy can see dead people, and uh, and they give him clues as to bad things that are going to happen. Uh, he has a girlfriend that he loves very much, and uh, and something big is going down in that town, and it is awesome. It's really good. I uh, I, I don't want to ruin a thing. But, I'll uh, check that out. Yeah, it's on it Netflix, was, you say. Yeah, it was really, really well done, and I was just like, I, shit, like it started off kind of. There was an element of goofy to it, and I didn't expect it to be so hard hitting. So, very mm. cool. Want to call the show there? Yeah. Uh, check out Odd Thomas, everyone. I gotta check out Star Wars. Check out Odd Thomas, and check out yeah. the merch store. Yeah, definitely check out the merch store. Very proud of what uh, Taylor's put together for us. I think there's some cool stuff on there. Lots of nice designs. I can honestly say, like, I went through there and I was like, I want one of virtually mm -hmm. every one of these. Like, I like yeah. uh, I like them all. There's uh, gonna be more all the time. Yeah, there's some really funny stuff that apply to each of us. Uh, um, each, uh, you know, there's a Cliff Hutchinson attorney at law shirt. There's <laughs> yeah. a there's a Kyle's uh, tranny prepare shirt. There's um, um, what's the Woody centric one? Yeah. Oh Jesus! Um, I don't know. There's one on his face, and then they're doing one now for it's going to be like uh, take a walk on my happy trail, or something to do with happy trails for what? Yeah, is. yeah. So there's a, there's something for everybody. There's uh, there's some uh, and there and we made shirts that are not only good quality. Uh, we picked shirts that are not only good quality fabric, but uh, you know they're designs that you wouldn't have an issue wearing in front of your grandmother or a coworker or something if you saw them out. You know, it's not. It's not. It's like it's. It's not gonna say it's like, pussy and blow on the front or something like that. I like the yeah. gluten shirt. I still think it's my favorite. Yeah, the gluten shirt. Very funny. Yeah. Good. Good call. Yeah. So check those out. All right. Uh, very good. All right, so painkiller ready. Episode two sixty one. Thanks everyone. See ya.